Welcome to Two Coaches Unplugged, and with me as always, Coach Faust, Coach Sayer, and today they're going to be tackling the tough subject of body language and players. Mm. So there's a lot to be said here. We got some uh, players that are starting to talk about colleges and where they're looking and all that good jazz, and uh, you guys didn't have any idea. I just now sprung this on you. So yeah, that's a fact. No, no upfront, but you know, as we said, Two Coaches Unplugged, and um, that's how it rolls sometimes, unscripted, unplugged. No heads up. Usually you know the topic, but today, surprise. Definitely surprise. So anyway, I we'll see I it. see you got your hashtag false facts, your house hashtag uh, Sarah suggestions, and uh, you brought your dollies with you. Funko Pops. Pop. That's always nice. Who you got there? Is that the Monopoly guy? I have a Mr. Monopoly um, get out of jail version. Nice. And uh, Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who brought that one? Zach. Me. Nice. Yeah, yeah this is uh, probably about the third version of the Macho Man to be on here. <laughs> Something like Second that. Second or third, I mean, the Macho Man is popular, so. Yeah. So, you going to do the old yeah? Oh, yeah. Nice. All right, yeah. I, I brought mine. It's not a dolly, but, you know, it's a little. It's <laughs> is a that little, a Tony the Tiger? It's a little light that you, you open oh, okay. It used Fisher, to roar. Fisher and Price? Rawr, and it, yeah, and it you know, had a light <laughs> in it, but this was Kale's favorite toy when he was little. So, you know, I go get stuff off my shelf. I don't have dollies, so I... Like Funko that. Pops. So that's what I got. So anyway, you're welcome for that one. Tony the Tiger? No. No, it's not Tony the Tiger. I don't know what the name of it is, but... Tigger. Tigger? Kale called it Tigger. But it's just a little light. Yeah. So it's Awful cool. like light. Did you bring anything, Braden? No. No. <laughs> I like that you check your phone no. just to make sure. Well, I was more so just saying I brought my phone. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, body language. Now, I know Kale has heard this from me out the wazoo, especially when I talk to the girls, um, my daughters, about, you know, coming up. Body language, it's a big one. And you see a lot, I see a lot of stuff from uh, college coaches talking about body language, high school coaches talking about body language. So, start us off. What do you think in a general sense? Do you guys have a talk with your teams or, and Zach, maybe even with your wrestlers about body language? Yeah, I mean, you know, initially, especially in wrestling, a lot of times I tell you know the guys they got to conduct themselves in, in a in a proper manner. Um, you know, got to always, or I expect them to always display uh, good body language. You know, win, lose, yeah. you know, whatever the situation, you need to present yourself in a in a positive manner. Um, well, and I, we talked about this a little bit. I was thinking more of wrestling. Like a lot of kids, you can tell they've lost before they've even got on the match. Oh yeah, yeah. From that just, perspective too, just like from what they you know, show. we we preach confidence. Like you gotta yeah. have confidence in in your abilities. You know, go out wrestling your match. Uh, believe in what you can do. Believe in the work that you've put in. So, but you know, a lot of times, like you said, I can tell a kid's lost a match. Yeah. Uh, before he ever even you know gets to the first whistle. So, unfortunately, but. Like I said, in wrestling, it's really easy to see. Now, you know, with soccer and other sports, um, you know, you can definitely pick the body language out. But wrestling, though, it's so it's so you know one v one, it's easy to pick up on. And it's crazy how many times um, I coached a couple years back in high school. I was a third assistant coach. So I don't know mm-hmm. that coach as much as I just participated. But it's crazy how many times I talked to wrestlers. Like, look, you can't go out there skulking around. Yeah. You know, the, the other guy's watching you. And, you know, and if you, you don't look him in the eye when you shake hands, you know, have a firm handshake, don't let him know you're afraid. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. them are afraid because, yeah. you know, it's one-on-one, as you said, and you're kind of out there in front of everybody. And you don't want to look stupid, but yeah. by golly, you can't act like you're already yeah, out you of can't, You can't be defeated before you ever wrestle yeah. match. So. <clears throat> so interesting because there's that aspect. And I'm sure it's the same on the soccer field. 
you know, when you line up and you got your guy, you know, and, and if he's smiling at you and acting cool under pressure, showing that confidence and it makes you start to doubt yourself maybe. Yeah. But then you also have the aspects of what you show other people, fans in the stands, your own coaches, possibly college coaches. Yeah. So let's tackle that whole gamut of um, people that see your body language. Where do you guys want to start? Well, I mean, the cool thing about body language that should be probably highlighted the most is unlike everything else in life, when you're coaching an athlete, body language doesn't lie. So body language is wildly truthful. Yeah. You know, words, actions, all that can be deceitful, but body language is always pure. Um, you can't really fake it. You know what I mean? Like naturally. So you can't fake bad body language. Let's say yeah, that. There you go. You okay. can't fake bad body language. So the most common instance you see it in soccer, of course, is always the same. Um, it's always when there is a turnover at midfield and somebody doesn't want to chase the ball that they just turned over. That's the most common time you see it. It's funny. I, I was talking to a U8 coach. U8 uh, mom coach the other day, you know, and when players make mistakes, especially even at an earlier age, they learn that, uh, you know, oh, shoot, and they hang their head and they just stop. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. and, and breaking a player of that, and that's that's body language in itself. Um, but if that carries over to even – I had a couple of middle school players. One of them was a first-year player. He was a great athlete, but he was used to somebody yelling at him every time he made a mistake. And in basketball, you can sometimes get away with that. Uh, you know, if you're mid-court or whatever, you can still recover and you can get away with that pause and, oh, shoot, you know, or smack in the court mm-hmm. or, you know. It's, right. I've seen soccer players smack the field yeah. and be like, oh, you know, but they're slow to get up then and, you know, kind of. It has pop. to be in a dead ball situation. So, like, it goes out for a goal kick, goes out for a corner, yeah, free yeah. kick, whatever. Um. <clears throat> so there's a lot there, I guess, is my point. But, you know, what do you – how do you start to get the player to not be so hard on themselves? when you still kind of want them to be hard on themselves. Oh, stumped you guys. Silence. So anyway, we got Kale and Braden joining us here today. And uh, you guys, feel free to chime in wherever you feel like you could contribute here. Braden's shaking his head no. Mm-hmm. So on a podcast, that... I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really think that any of the... Any of the... <laughs> Just no. Any of the assistance that you give there, any of the coaching that you give there is... You spend too much time on the actual literal literalness of body language, right? Yeah. Most of it's it's all mental. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from your overall demeanor and style and philosophy that you're trying to convey to the, to the guys. Because you're always trying to teach them to accountability, but like live in the moment. You know, don't mull over a mistake. Don't mull yeah. over a failure or whatever. Instead of just saying, hey, pick your chin up. I mean, there is some of that. But yeah. I think it becomes, it's kind of like focus on the process and the rest will solve itself. Yeah. But it's definitely something that you can highlight. And the best way to do that now is, well, we have video. So when you can show an, an athlete when they, you know, shut down, yeah, that's very helpful. But it's not normally something that I think that we spend a lot of time on. It's definitely an individual thing. You don't see it like, oh, every kid has that. Every kid will do it in moments. Right. But, like, not many players do it consistently. 
Yeah. But it's the same ones that do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And we have had um, we've had former athletes. I had a guy I played with in particular who was so bad about that. Um, horrible body language. He's just always so down on himself. So, I mean, it's a huge thing to overcome. And there is some of that, hey, you can be upset, but, you know, fake it till you make it. Like I said, well, you can't fake that bad body language, though. No yeah. one's ever doing that on purpose. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that I really, I, I think, super cool about it in general. Yeah, and to me, it drives me crazy, <clears throat> you know, to see a kid make a bad pass and just shut down. I mean, watch watch a Premier League game or watch a Serie A game. <clears throat> These guys make mistakes, and, you know, you don't see them totally shut down just because they make a simple mistake. So, you know, why should you, um, you know, do the same thing there at, at you know, double-A uh, soccer in West Virginia, like, you know, it's not it's not world class. Like, you know, mistakes are gonna be made all across the board, uh, all throughout the game. You just yeah. gotta you gotta, you know, accept that and, and move on and realize that, you know, that's like that's the least of your problem. Like but when you're sitting there sulking <clears throat> like Tom said, you know, you turn the ball over at midfield, you know, a lot of times the counterattack goal is scored because you just simply didn't get back yeah. and pressure. Instead you were head down, you know, um, smacking the ground, or you know, griping at a teammate who had nothing to do with with your you know with your turnover, or whatever. And we saw that a lot too um, when we played, and then we've seen that in the past and uh, in, in teams that we've coached, not necessarily recently, but you know, a lot of bad body language. Yeah. I also don't like body language post doing something positive either. So like in soccer, you'll watch midfielders are the worst, central midfielders are the worst at this is they make a great pass and they stand there. And watch. Like they want you to put an Olympic medal around their neck because <laughs> they made a good pass. And they yeah. just want to stand there and watch the glory of their pass. And it's like, hey, guy, like we're still six passes away from a goal. So yeah. could you like get back involved? You'll you'll hear us say, wasn't that pretty? <laughs> wasn't Whoever. That pretty. Like wasn't that pretty, Kale? Like let's go. Wasn't that like, pretty, Braden? Like, you know, yeah. get get up the field. Like don't yeah, just yeah. stand there. So we use that pretty, we use that pretty often. Yeah, uh, and that you see that in other sports too. But like, stay engaged in the play. Don't waste your time. Yeah, and even that, like I said, that's potty, positive, quote unquote, <laughs> body language. But you're still spending that time. Yeah, wasted on. It's kind of crazy. I didn't even think about that. But you're right. If you celebrate a good pass or a good shot, you're not going to get to rebound. You're mm-hmm. not falling up to be, you know, the next in that tier of passing that's happening. You're you're pretty much dead in the water. That's a great point. I didn't think about yeah. positivity on that one. I was thinking more, you know, players just what you see. You know, younger players yeah. will blow up, wheels will come off, so to speak. Right. Huh. Yeah. And, you know, something else that drives me crazy too. And a lot of times it's not even related to to a particular play. It's like we'll substitute. We're not subbing you necessarily because uh, you did anything wrong. Like you know, we're getting fresh legs and then the kid will come off all pissed off, you know, yeah. fuming, just Sulk, head down, just sulking and pow. And I'm like, you know, listen, like, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, if you did something wrong, one of us is going to address you about that. Like, you can come off the field and not be, you know, a little diva about it. That That's something that really uh, grinds my gears, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. Well, I mean, a diva. You know, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> nice. get a Snickers, son. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> get <yeah>. a Snickers. <laughs> I mean, it's a separate issue, but it does tie into that. Yeah, know? like that. but that's just something the body language drives me crazy. Like, that drives me more crazy than, you know, you being upset if you make a bad pass or, right, or take right, a bad right. shot. Like, you know, it, it, you didn't understand do anything, the you whole didn't do, game. Yeah. You didn't do anything wrong. Like. Well, I mean, even if you do do something wrong, you 
and come off the field yeah, and act like yeah, you're a professional yeah. in some degree. Even yeah, you see, you see kids come over and like hit benches and throw yeah. water bottles and kick bags and stuff, and you know, I think a lot of that comes from the example that you set. But you know, <laughs> was that a uh, nod to the scarf throw? I mean, you'll have that, <laughs> well, and that's luckily a, there's no scarves around. Or the so. stack of papers on the clipboard. And I'll find myself. Seen that before. Boy, I feel like he just earned himself a couple extra laps. That's a lap. That's a lap. I was not referring to them. No. I find myself. That's a. That's a, the other one. But uh, that, that's a wood wisdom lap. Yeah. 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 Candidly, I, in my head, I do a lot of self-policing on body language, and I like especially your own, your own self. Yes, and yeah. I especially have to do it. I had to do it with my indoor kids this winter because I was coaching U14 and most of them were 12 year olds Mm -hmm. and you have like that reaction of if you're really involved like that negative like oh I can't believe he just missed that sitter and you're like oh but like then you got to be like super positive after so I always try and do like a lot of really positive uh, encouragement and body language and reacting if I have a knee jerk negative reaction because You know, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I had to learn a hard lesson that way. As a middle school coach, 12, 13, 14 year olds, my gosh, my first season was a train wreck. Most of it was due to Kale. But uh, no, I'm joking. We forget what it's like. It's one of the advantages of being young as a coach is you forget what it's like to be a kid. Yeah. And you forget in your mind when you were eight, nine, 10 years old what an adult uh, is like to you. The reflection. Right, and when people are like, you're not old, Tom, and I'm like, I'm 26, I'm old, because I remember what I thought a 26-year-old was when I was 12, 13, oh, 14, yeah. 15, 16, I was like, they're a freaking grown-at... Um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> not today. But they're they're grown, right? They're oh, yeah, a fully yeah. grown... I mean, you have a beard and everything. Yeah, super mature person. It's a little person, blotchy, but you got one. Right? I'm proud of you. They would never buy Funko Pops. So, like... I put myself in that mindset, and when you're coaching those 12-year-olds, those age groups, man, they're really hard on themselves. And oh, if yeah. they've had parents that are hard on them, and if they look over at you, especially if they like you mm-hmm. or they respect mm-hmm. you, and model. they see you down, then they're like, they're like, okay, so we can just blow this whole place up. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, I've cashed myself there. And then for the high school boys, it's the same. It's just you gotta be perfect all the time. And sometimes it's not. And so if you're not going to be perfect, you need to do it, in our, in my eyes, tactically. Yeah. So, like, imagine, well, I always use the Major League Baseball uh, manager getting tossed to get the fire going. Yeah, yeah. It's not because he's not professional. Right. It's not because he's not level-headed or not disciplined. He sees a moment, and he's like, sees the opportunity. This is needed right now at this, strategy, at this part yeah. of the season, at this game, this team, this player. There's a whole thought process behind it. Now, obviously, there's some that are just pure reactionary, just losing their head. But for me, um, if you're going to do the be- the negative body language, and the ne- it needs to be a very uh, methodical, thought out, yeah. right, premeditated, tactical yeah. decision. So I will – I do a lot of that in my head because – I'll get really frustrated or really disappointed, and it's hard to not show it yeah. when you care so much. And I think, as you said, though, speaking to the youth coaches, you know, U6, U8, U10, U12, wow. 
what they rely on their coach to send them those positive vibes mm. and they feed off of it and and I went through the same thing. Well, I don't know if you went through it, but you noticed it, which is great. It took me a couple of games to realize that I was doing the old, ah, oh, you know, or why could you, you know, how did that happen? Or what are we doing here? That's what I, I heard myself saying. It, and then I would watch their reactions. And they're always just like, oh, I made a big mistake. So now I'm really self-conscious about it. And realize that, you know, that type of body language from a coach is detrimental if not done appropriately. And especially you, with kids that don't know soccer, they're yeah. new to it. I mean, you're going to, you know, it's hard for them to comprehend all the stuff that goes into playing soccer. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's like, a simple game. You chase and kick a ball, yeah. but wow, there's yeah. a lot of time. I, uh, I've coached U10, U8 uh, the last couple of years uh, in the soccer, the Mexico Soccer League. And, like, with those kids, you know, never, ever even flinched or bat an eye, anything negative. Because, like, it's not going to do anything good. Yeah. Because, you know, at that point, they just need to learn the game and, like, Ultimately, at the end of the day, these games don't matter. Yeah, you're just trying to develop the kids into into athletes and 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 to players and teach them the game. So like, you know, those kids like I never yeah. ever never and like I said never even bat an eye uh, when yeah. a, when a bad pass is made or you know they they even you know look off a teammate unknowingly or you know miss a wide open shot. Like it's not that's not gonna do anything. Yeah. That's not gonna do any good. But you sports you see coaches have terrible body language over oh. over a little league game. Or over a Mason Hayes soccer league, like basketball, like I'm just like, man, what are you doing? Like I'll I'll, I'll sit there wrestling as well. Like you'll see a kid do something, you know, off the wall. The coach just yelling and screaming, or they'll, mm-hmm. you know, hands up in the air, like, pouting as yeah. well. Like you're you know, you're a 40 year old man, you're over there pouting uh, in the in the corner. Like what are you doing, son? Like mm-hmm. get it together. But yeah, now with high school though, I mean, you know, we'll have reactionary stuff. You you miss a, a shot by an inch or whatever. But like with us though, like like he said. Every anything that's negative body language is is planned. Like yeah. I feel like that we do a very good job of not like like Kale misses a shot. Like okay, like whatever. We may have a reaction like oh shoot, and then it's like you know what can we do next? You know it's right back on 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 track. Back there, on so, task. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think we do a very good job of that personally. But. Yeah. Yeah, and and like you know the point I'd like to make too is especially for the younger kids is the moment that you see a kid miss a shot or strike out or whatever and you go what are you doing you throw your arms up in the air stay tuned because that's going to happen and the best kid on your team is going to start doing that to the kids too yeah we talked about that i can't remember i think it was kale is your travel game one of your players came over and they had a a nice wide open goal and just shot no it was one of the girls one of the girls has a striker. She's phenomenal, you know, and, and I talked to her in, in a post-game interview on a live broadcast, you know, I was like, hey, you you know, you made some great opportunities. Said, yeah, and then I just sky him like a rookie, you know, so I was really embarrassed by that, whatever, and she goes, but that's part of the game. But uh, it was funny. She highlighted her negativity right away. That was on her mind after the game. They won, and yeah. she was still upset that she missed an open goal and just shot it high. But um, it made me think when I was – coming up to the topic i was like you know there's a an athlete that plays on elite club team and that was her first thing that she wanted to talk about was her mistake on missing an open goal right i mean it wasn't terribly open she had a corner that you know the keeper was coming across to but she just got it you know just went high and but um you know at at 15 years old that's what she chose to talk about Mm -hmm. i was like man you're being awful hard on yourself you know you scored two goals in the game prior the day before you had a hat trick and that's well, you want balance. I was just but, like, are you sure that's what you want to bring up? Let's talk about the good stuff you had, you know, two assists and two goals. Well, that's but, – uh, I mean, but, I know, think that's huge. That weighs hard on athletes when they, you know, that that 
part that they bring to the front is that negativity. So I think it's in everybody's interest to, you know, smile and, and uh, try to bring the positives. Oh, yeah. It's just, again, like I said, you'll see those kids because they think that not only, especially when they're eight, not seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, when they see you react like that, they think not yeah, only yeah. is that okay, they think, that this is what I'm supposed to do. To do. Yeah, good point. And it's like, if I want to be the – he's the coach. He's the leader. I respect him. He knows everything. So if he's like that, then that's how I need to be when my teammates – like, I need to be an extension of that. And it's like, you don't yeah. – they're not uh, They're not old enough to understand. Yeah, yeah. The di- they, they don't have – in their head, it doesn't – it's not divided, yeah, yeah, right? Not divided so, I mean, that's something to really highlight. And um, – Well, Braden, in your opinion, what do you see from the coaches or on watching big games on TV – you know, what do you see that stands out as far as body language that you like or that you didn't like? Hmm. That's a big question, but it always amazed me. You see coaches on, like the professional coaches, don't really get involved in the game a whole lot. And I say that as in they do their coaching during the week and then on game day they sit back and, you know, might make some minor adjustments mm-hmm. here and there, I guess. But for the most part, the game goes. But they're mm-hmm. professionals. Right. Yeah. See, but, yeah, I don't watch anything like that. It's so like. Well, thing no, you see us though. Yeah, you, you see these two, and you know, and chip and track. Yeah, you're a track. track. So mm-hmm. what do you? I mean, your pole vault coach is a real slave driver. So you know, might get yelled at a little bit there. I'll give you an example of horrible body language. A couple of years ago, we had a kid, um, Cole Walker, fantastic goalie, probably one of the school's top five goalies we've ever had, and. We were playing at Belpre, and he had done this stuff the game before. He'd leave his hands on his hips mm-hmm. back in goal. And, man, we were playing Belpre, and we were bet- way better than Belpre. And it's his senior year, and we're trying to make something happen. So the pressure's intense. And right off the beginning, you remember they had – we got caught – one of those, it's an away game, and you think you're better than the other team. We got caught sleeping, and they had two one-on-ones in the first two or three minutes, and then another one that Shank walked. Like, we could have been down 2-0 in the first three minutes. Yeah, Easy. Right, right. And we're off, and his hands were on his hips still. I tell you what, man, he was on our side. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, it was, I, I tell you what, I. I tore him to shreds. I'll, I'll tell you that he was he was in a million a million pieces in that box. I tore him. I mean, I obliterated. I ripped him apart. <laughs> I was like, "You get your hand off your what? The, what are you relaxed about right now? You should be down two or three nothing. Yeah. You should be looking to the sky, being real thankful that you're not standing back there with your hands on your hips." I lost my ever blessed mind, man. Lost it. it. Lost it. <laughs> he took it. All right. <laughs> he took it. Did he understand it? I, I after I he didn't have a choice. Yeah. It well, was. I mean, did he was like, yeah, you're right, or was he like, all right? He whatever. just didn't put his hands on his hips. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you have a conversation about that later, but it was definitely of my like lashings on athletes. It's definitely like in my top, easily in my top ten. I mean, I ripped his soul apart. Yeah. And then I just looked at Chip, and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it happened. I mean, ask what your top, like your number one is. I think the hardest I've ever had a go at a kid on an individual level is Tyson. I was about to say, I feel like it was Tyson. Really? Where is our man Tyson at? You know, last week he ran down here to be on the podcast. I mean, you I guess. know that? Did we tell you that? What? I saw it. I was, so we started I was watching, the podcast. Man. He pops up and he's like, hey, why not invited or something like that? And I was like, come on down. 
He threw on his yeah, and he showed up down there. Yeah, I was watching. When he, I was watching when he got here. Yeah, yeah that was funny. Yeah. I will say this. That's, that he's that's why he's my guy. Right I, there. I yelled Bam. at Cole louder. Mm-hmm. Like I had definitely more volume because yeah. like it was a game and like he's far away and stuff. But I mean, just the entirety of the of the Tyson situation was. Well, yeah. explain because that was it this year. No, it was Last a couple year? years ago. Yeah, well, he's a two years ago, right? So, freshman yeah, year. it's freshman year. It was brutal, man. Just, what was it about? Tell us. Fill us in. Tyson, it's not if taking, you're watching. It's not taking accountability. He's playing right back um, mm-hmm. in training. Um, obviously, it's that class of 2020, Yeah, that dream team. Oh, yeah, super talented. We're trying to sort out our back four. Um, we're trying to figure out who fits at center back. Braden ended up finding his way back there. We're drilling, do we go Braden? Do we go Kadeen? You know, neither of them were really ideal because, you know – Braden was so small, and he was like a sit, like the sitting center back. Yeah. So, and Peyton was the step, and he really needed like lockdown as a sit, and he didn't have that. And Kadeen was like athleticism, but Kadeen really had trouble processing um, dynamic 2v2s and 1v1 situations, and so he'd get caught out a lot. Yeah. But then Braden could go box to box like a freak because, you know, he runs like a 12 minute, two mile. So he was such an engine, so you're like, you want him at the six, but he was still trying to find his way of, like, always being an option at the six, but he couldn't win balls out of the air because he was small, so you're like, catch 22. So anyways, Peyton's struggling to have in the back line sorted out, and we're being ruthless on Peyton Hughes, well, because he's our guy, and he can take it, but it's like, hey, get your defense. We were doing training with defenders, and he would, like, if it was a split squad, right, like a mix of ones and twos on each team, and he had some twos on his back line. He was like just like not coaching them, which was like, <laughs> don't think so. So I'm like ripping him on session every session. And so he has Tyson back there at right back. And we're playing whatever. And ball comes across. Tyson does a ballerina twirl. <laughs> Whiffs the ball. Winger takes Peyton on. Doesn't really get past him. I think he delivers the ball before Peyton. It gets... Played across, finish, goal. Peyton goes to start coaching up Tyson. He's not even having a go at him yet. And Tyson starts saying that it's his fault. And I'm like, and he had been doing this crap of like not taking criticism, deflecting blame, being toxic to others, blah, blah, blah. So when he started to have a go at his senior captain, who's defender of the year, would be named defender of the year, you know, first team all state. And he's having like not taking it and also then reversing the blame after he just did a ballerina twirl he got a like he got like four words into that and i <laughs> and i paused the session that chip was running by the way yeah yeah annihilated <laughs> annihilated tyson like so bad how, so bad how did it go it was so intense oh my gosh it was so awkward well no i mean like was tyson okay mm. what did he shut down he was to regroup i thought i mean i just don't, i don't even know why he didn't go home but because he like because he, he tried to start talking and he's like oh what and I was like I'm not having a conversation yeah I didn't ask you a question I was like I mean just annihilating him man it was so bad and then I turn away after it was done and I look to the stand and I start laughing like to myself like I'm smiling and laughing I'm like man I just annihilated that kid and I remember Garrett's like oh my god bro thank you he's like <laughs> I've been waiting for that and I'm like dude it's settled but then, like I said, I've talked about it before. You know, I was like going to catch Tyson at the end of practice to talk about that oh, yeah, moment. Yeah. 
because I don't just do that and like you don't just leave that. You always follow that up, talk about why that happened and everything. He came up to me first and apologized to me and stuff and yeah, you know. So well, and and I'll point this out for anybody out there that thinks coaches are too hard on kids. Tyson's now your guy. Like he's fighting to see to stay with you at the next camp or whatever we do yeah i mean i you know yeah. so for anybody it's like oh tommy's so mean or you know whatever whatever kids are resilient that's how you build build grit that's how you build resiliency that's how they grow up and take criticism that's part of life he was a freshman yeah. which was just know your role know your oh, place yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just saying and then i had to back up my captain too because yeah. like i'm being hard on peyton because he's got the highest expectations because that's where he's at. Right. I'm just saying I've, I've yeah. overheard those parents like, oh, yeah, you're being oh, mean was, to a You know what? Oh, they, it was brutal. You're going to hold their hand when they go to the first job interview and they tell them, listen, you're just not yeah. a person. Yeah. You know, you go hold their hand when they go to college and they fail the first test and the teacher tells them, well, you're just not doing your work. Yeah. That's not how life works. Tyson. And kids are bounce back. And Tyson, just in a year's time, or now a little over a year, but a year's time, a year and a half's time, that's almost all, all the way out of his system. Yeah. It comes out, but only when it used to be all the time. Now it'll only come out when he knows that he's not doing well. Kind of like a self critique. And, and then, like, you put it on him and, like, close it out. It can still come out a little bit. Um, it can still come out a little bit, but yeah. he's still. I mean, he's only 16. Right. Or I mean, how old he is. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a sophomore. He's 17, yeah. 18. So, I mean, he's still got two more years to hone that skill. Yeah. But he made a huge jump because, I mean, I'm t- when I tell you he couldn't – I mean, you couldn't even tell him his shoes were tied wrong without the kid, like, losing his mind. Yeah. So now for him to basically – I mean, if it's just in a normal session, he'll he'll just take it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's actually said, like, I want to be yelled at. Like, I yeah. respond better to that style of coaching. Like, have a go I've at I've heard me. him say that. Yeah, he's like – He said something like, I need motivated. He's twisted like that. Yeah. But at least he's honest enough with himself to recognize that there's a lot of people in this world that love being told what to do. Oh, yeah. And they love being yelled at. Hey, Honestly, that's some kids are... Being yelled at would just be, like, I think that's more beneficial. Dude, it's really it's a case-by-case. Case. It all yeah, depends on what different. kind of environment they grew up in. Yeah, I was going to say, your only contribution so far, Kale, is to sit there and eat. <laughs> You've been eating the entire time. Are those Triscuits? We've been, jaws, on, we've been on the air jaws for, are working, but not uh, verbally, though. We've been on air for 30 <laughs> minutes, and all anybody's seen you do is sit there and eat. <laughs> I need my fuel. I don't know, Zach. What do you think? Did you, uh, you witness this, I assume, Zach? Yeah, I was at that session. And Braden said he's had nothing. Yeah. He's just leaving. No, I mean, I thought, <clears throat> like I said, I thought that situation was uh Did was you, did you be like, ooh, my, I want part of this? Or you're like, no, well, I'm going to stay out of this. I knew it was coming, and I just, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> saw it coming? You know, I didn't say anything. I was just like, yeah, this is not going to be good. I, I don't remember who was standing next to me. I said, I said, this is not going to be pretty. Yeah, yeah. But then, like I said, you know, Tom, after the fact, you know, we, we'll break kids down, but then we build them back up, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. we, we do that. We do that well, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I mean, it was it was necessary. You, you know, sometimes you need to chew a kid's butt. Yeah. Um, oh, kids nothing, need a lot. I mean, that's there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, it drives me crazy when parents don't think that's okay. Oh, gosh. It, needed, it drives so. me crazy when parents you chew a kid, you know, or whatever, and then the parents like, oh, you didn't do anything wrong. Just ignore that. Go yeah. On. Yeah. I'm like, are you crazy? You're just causing problems. Can we can point. we extend the body language to like tone as well? Oh, you bet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's, like, that's, that's all part of. Part of that's it, part right? of it. Yeah. It's so all like, one of the things that I do a lot and. Kale will see this in preseason, is, um, 
and in technical sessions is making sure that everyone associates yelling with negativity. Yeah. You'll hear me be really loud positively. I mean, we had it in the flex day. Um, were you on my team, the team that was pressing really hard, or were you on the team that didn't score when we did like this? Right. It's like we were pressing well, and like I saw the press like slowly working that ended up resulting in like a goal, and like I was losing my mind with like positive yelling. So I think it's like really important to associate high volume with not just like negative and discipline but also like when you do something really awesome like do that because that's going to help the negative stuff later you wouldn't think that it would but it will because they don't need to associate yelling with always being negative and it'll help soften it a little bit but still get your point across which is important because you're just the volume's just an attention getter yeah you know what i mean and sometimes very seldom do you need it to be an end of the world when you're having a go. Yeah. You want them to just, hey, like bold, italicized, underline this, yeah. listen. You're not like all of that and you're in trouble and I hate you and I don't like you anymore mm-hmm. and you're not gonna, but they'll take it that way. Yeah. Like, you know, when you sub a kid off, I wish that kids, there's no, it's hard and you try to tell them but their kids is like, substitutions are also tactical. Yeah. And it is unfortunate sometimes when part of the tactical strategy involves you not playing but you got to get over that yeah and and like coach gino at uconn says if you have bad body language you will never ever ever he doesn't he doesn't doesn't play him yeah i've seen so much um or so many i guess things where i follow coaches and uh shoot recruiting sites yeah kale's a junior so we're looking he's looking at colleges and all that stuff and just kind of tuning up on that, but it's crazy. So my one daughter's a center mid, Callie, and she used to do what I called the Sunday stroll. And when she felt like she wasn't playing well or had a bad play or just was, you know, whatever, she would walk and flip her heels out, like flip out and land on her heel and do a whole foot walk. Is a whole deal. But I'd yell at her, you know, stop Sunday strolling. Even when I coached her, that was like no Sunday strolling. And, um, you know, we talked about it, and we started. I started telling her, I was like, hey, when a travel coach sees you, you want to go up in a better travel team, they're going to see you Sunday stroll, and they're going to be turned off immediately. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that attitude. And she's like, I'm just walking. I'm like, no. You know, yeah. Your walk down yeah. the field, your walk after giving up a goal, your walk after scoring a goal, all that matters because a coach may only see you for two minutes, but that's enough time for them to evaluate what type of player you are, what mental – state you're in and how you behave on the well, field. And the first thing they see may be something negative body yeah. language out of you. And at that point, they're just going, yeah, that player's mm, a I don't, jerk and I don't, I don't want, I don't want yeah. this guy. Like, or I yeah. don't want this girl. Like, they're yeah. like, see you later. Like, you know, yeah. so, too, too bad. She took it to heart. And then, you know, from then on, it was like on your toes. So I would yell, on your toes. And mm-hmm. she'd know that, you know, her posture had slouched a little bit. And she'd immediately go to her toes and bounce a couple times just to kind of get back. Get back, on, readjust. Yeah, re- get yeah. back on the front of her feet yeah. and getting that athletic posture and, and uh, that was a good thing. It worked out well. So we're 35 minutes in, and I'm not seeing any comments. And I don't know if Facebook's just uh, being mean to us today or if people just aren't commenting. I see like 30 people are watching. But, uh, and I think what's cool is the the, going on if, if you can condition an athlete to, you know, um, have that positive body language all the time, mm-hmm. the athletes will find that um, they play better. 
Hunter Bonecunter did comment over on the other page, my two dads. He said he remembers Tommy ripping Tyson. It was enjoyable from his box. <laughs> As a keeper, it probably is nice to see somebody getting ripped, especially after a goal, and it not be the keeper. Most of the time, it's not the keeper's fault. Yeah, that's I'd say that all the time. And it's one of those deals where, you know, like, oh, the defender should have done this or the keeper should have made the save. And I'm like, no. If you track it all the way back, a midfielder probably made a mistake. Then it translated getting dumped into the defense, and then the defense yeah. may or may not have made a mistake, but then one-on-one with the keeper is always a goal. And you can tra- you can always trace goals back that way. But another random thought that popped into my head that I let slip was at the high school level and beyond, normally athletes are very aware when they make a mistake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, not the tiny ones, but the significant ones that would result in you having a go at a kid, right? The last thing in the world, most of the time, that they need or want is for that coach to, like, just pile on. Oh, yeah, yeah. The kids are already hard enough on themselves. We've talked about that numerous times. So, like, you don't need to, like, beat a dead horse, so to speak. And when you have that negative body language, you'll be doing that, right? Like, when they miss that opportunity, you can't be like, if they look over and you're arms in the air and your back is now turned to the pitch because you're walking away to you know um, fume or whatever fume or let off steam they don't need that what they need is you yeah it's funny you say that i had a talk with the coach my assistant coach he's like hey what what do we do you know how what do we do on game day and i was like positive you tell them what you want them to do don't tell them what not to do Right. You know, you can tell a kid all day long, especially a new kid, you know, sixth grade or whatever, playing middle school. Hey, don't do this. Well, then all they know is don't do that. But you don't tell them what actually mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Right. You know, like even if they're a defender, you know, don't don't back into the box. Instead, you know, focus on saying, all right, pressure up, take that step, you know, get to them before they get to the box. You know, yeah. be positive. Not positive as in don't hurt their feelings, but tell them what to do positively yeah. to make a positive play. And yeah, and, that made a big difference. Yeah, and I mean, even like kid misses a shot, and you're like, "Hey, uh, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, hey, you got to focus. You got to focus. You're, hey, next one, next one. Yeah. You're better. Hey, you, you're better than this. Like, yeah. I always hear people, even if they don't know what to say, head over the ball. Get your head over the ball. <laughs> focus is a great. <laughs> just that, focus yeah. is a great. I one use, I use unlucky a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah unlucky. I mean, unlucky. Yeah. 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 Like, on, I hear that yeah, a lot. on the next one. Like it is what it is. Go on. Yeah. So. Uh, Christopher Watson says they need to be held accountable and parents need to let coaches coach. I think yep. that's, that's that's a, true across the board. That's a fact. Yep. Yeah. That is a fact. Chris Watson is 100% spot hardcore on there. fact. Yeah. So, uh, and then, um, Kale, I'll draw you in here since you're still eating and I just can't take any more. Um, so, you remember your sixth grade basketball game where, and I'm sure you'll know this right away, we had one coach that we played that thought he was like a college coach. He was walking out on the court to coach, pacing up and down, yelling constantly. Which one? Don't say any names, but. Which one? Yeah, like which one? There you go. Championship or semifinals? Semi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how ridiculous is it? And I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're a coach, also a parent or a parent coach, however it goes down, my goodness. If it's rec, if it's middle school, even if it's high school and you're not, like, going for a state championship, whew, know what you're there for and it's not to be the what's the guy that bobby knight you're not to be bobby knight i mean come on there is a bobby knight you don't need to be him it drove me crazy i walk over to him like hey this isn't college dude get off the court let the kids play you know 
Quit, yeah, quit jawing the referee make, up yeah, so don't much. Make, don't make a clown of yourself. Yeah, don't be an ass. Yeah. That was that's why I told him. Yeah. But yeah. I was just like, dang, on, man. People get so caught up in it. But his body language, like you were talking about earlier, Fausti, his body language, um, you know, told the kids that they needed to play at such a high pressure. They weren't having fun. Yeah. You know, and the funny part was we beat them up twice. But, you know, and we had fun the whole time for the most part. Kale, yeah. might, Kale might have taken a butt chewing or two here or there. But. I mean, could you imagine, like, a stranger seeing you and being like, what are you so worked up about? And you're oh. like, my daughter's U10 softball team, man. Just Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy. I mean, the fans in the like, stands. That's like, like, that's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with your life right now? It's like, <laughs> you should have seen the umpires at my, under, my eight-year-old softball game today. I mean, they were just trying to rob the game from those girls, just rob it from them. Like, dude. That's add another What? Girl. One of my soccer players, and the one I was talking about that earlier, that you know, he would just drag his head every time he made a mistake. He would just stop. And it's like, oh, and I was like, dude, there's a hundred mistakes a game. You can't walk around, you know, dogging yourself on every little mistake. But then I went to one of his basketball games, and his dad was the coach. All three players that had that their dads were the coach were sitting on the bench crying at one point, <clears throat> like together, Man. as seventh graders. And the coach afterwards, he's like, man, I don't know what to do. They're all crying. I was like, you suck as a coach. That's the problem. Quit. <laughs> And get another coach in here. That's what you need. He was he was offended by it, and I was like, "You're not telling me anything. You, your kid plus the other two coaches' kids are all crying on the bench at middle school. That's ridiculous. These kids should not be crying. I mean, come on. What are you saying to them that's evoking that response? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I had that a little bit in indoor. I had a couple kids that. Um, Did you make somebody cry, Tommy? No, like because we lost oh okay well, like after the, they weren't crying because they lost they were crying because they took such a butt chew and they were stupid right stuff. that's they ridiculous just, but just I mean they didn't know what to do you know what I do and and this is going to be like it's either controversial or not I don't really care yeah. so like the hey, kids show. you can say what you want be controversial I just laugh at them yeah I come over and I start laughing I'm like buddy what are you laughing I was like what are you crying about He's like, I'm like dude hey it's no big deal it's just I was like no one cares that you just lost a whatever indoor soccer match and yeah. you're 12 years old nobody cares i was like dude it's fine yeah next week that's how you tell them all the time it's like nobody's going at middle school nobody's going to sign a pro contract so let's all just relax and let the mm -hmm. kids have fun learn some fundamentals so that when they go to high school they don't <laughs> yeah. look bad man that's a tough one for parents to grasp but that you know and, and yeah. parents show that same body language i think when they talk to coaches and their kids watch them talk mm -hmm. to their coaches oh yeah and uh, i think it's important for parents to remember too yeah, parents need to always have good body or you know body language and posture yeah. and and act. You and know, tone if you treat a coach with disrespect, then that lets the kids know that maybe they can do mm -hmm. that as well. And that, of course, is cross the line. But parents yeah. don't understand that. No, not, not, not at all. all. I mean, you know, some yeah. of them don't. But we well, don't are you guys watching the NFL draft? Yeah. Okay, we got two things we need to add into this. Of course, body language, but the NFL draft and then the Marshall game on Sunday. What do you want to start with? What's going on with the draft? Trevor Lawrence got drafted number one by the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, everyone and their brother knew that was going to happen. Okay. And then the Jets decided to go with Zach Wilson out of BYU after they traded Sam Darnold to the Panthers this offseason. And now the San Francisco 49ers are up. And now this is a really interesting pick because Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers today who grew up and played, well, he played football at Cal, University of California, said he ain't coming back to the Packers. He's, he's done with the Packers. Can he do that? Well. He does, He said he doesn't want to come back. Yeah, he's done. He may come back. But I mean, he may come back, but he's. 
Well, let me ask you: if they don't trade him or whatever, release him from his contract, does he have to come back? He's like, con- yeah, I mean, he can right? hold out. Yeah, but he ain't getting paid in that instance. Though. Okay. And he don't need money though. That's a fact. So, so does he have leverage? Oh, he has huge leverage, and he's worth like every. He's MVP. He was the MVP last year. Talking yeah. about rock and roll, here comes Katie, and Katie's got some bragging she can do. Bragging. Record holder. Oh, more than that. Ooh. Oh, what what else? Trophy right over there. Hey, Katie, you want to grab? Jeez. You may not want to grab your trophy. It's already broken. For those of you viewers who couldn't see what just happened but could only hear, um, Katie McCutcheon almost ended her entire track and soccer career by banging into the coffee table with her knee and almost tripping because she wasn't paying attention. Welcome to life of Kit Kat. Yeah, I was going to say. Anyway, they had a 20-team meet at Laidley Field Tuesday. High high point? High point award. Yeah, Yeah, she she got second in long jump. One pole vault set school record again. Very nice. Following in her brother's footsteps with pole vault, won the uh, shot put and won the 200 hurdles. So yeah, and her trophy she got her trophy today but it was broken in the box, which I ironic, nice. crazy ironic because it's packed in styrofoam but it's yeah. still broken. But anyway, we glued it back together. But that's all right. Very impressive. Yeah, it was, it was a good meet. Yeah, uh, that's nice. that's anyone you know lately. Uh, all the competitions always at Laidley. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the top. And, uh, I think it was 20 teams. That's, there. The top, that's the top teams in the, in the state, or, or at least around there, mm-hmm. <clears throat> going at it. So it's pretty yeah, cool. That is cool. It's dope. And then yeah. we. would say. Yeah. No, so, no cap? No cap. I don't know what that well, means. Well, yeah, no cap. That'd be bussing. And <laughs> then. Uh, slap the bus, no cap. Yeah. Kale, how much are you going to eat, son? We had dinner that's already. Double no cap. Well, Tommy ate the rest of mine. What are you talking about? Anyways, and then we have a Sunday watch party for Easy. the the yeah. opening the opening round of the NCAA Men's Division One National Championship. Marshall's playing uh, Nor Fordham, Fordham, playing Fordham yeah. in the first round, and so we're gonna have a watch party at Zach's house, Coach Sayers' house. Everybody's invited. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's invited. invited. So Which he's really he's really good at like saying, "Oh, you're always you're invited, you're always welcome." When he like forgets uh, to invite people and stuff. I just got that treatment earlier. Yeah. It's, it's ironic you bring that up because I was like, oh, I'm invited. He's like, yeah, we're having hot dogs. I'm like, dude, I'm vegetarian. I mean, I posted it in the uh, in the Insta teams, and you're a part of the Insta team group. So. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone that's in there is well. Yeah, everybody in the class gets a Valentine. It's whatever. Yeah, I see how it is. Yeah. Hey, vegetarian yeah. guy, come have hot dogs. Well, and I asked Gary, I said, what will we make yeah. for Kale on them if they come? Yeah. So. I'll see. Yeah. I was thinking of you. It said hot dogs. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I was going to contact you separately. Then I'm, t- just, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know. But I did not know what to get or what to make for you guys. Oh, jeez Louise. Uh, baked chicken nuggies. Oh, jeez. Don't listen to him. <laughs> this kid's done nothing but sit here and eat for the last <laughs> hour. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to At watch. At this point, I won't have to feed him someday. That's what I mean. There, How so. could you possibly be hungry come yeah, Sunday? He'll be, he'll be I stopped. Get I have track meet tomorrow. He does have a track meet tomorrow. Soccer Saturday. And then a party at Zach's house. Wow. Reword you know, when that. You, when, you say reword it, that. when you say it like that, it sounds like this is going to be off the hook. Yeah, we're, reword we're be, that. We're going to be tearing some stuff up. Hey, listen. I like we'll be watching we soccer. Might, at let's let's set some stuff on fire. <laughs> if he's getting, he's getting a monkey. Lester's going to be there. Sweet. Yeah, hey, you know what? You may not have a monkey, but we're going to get you a stray cat. It's Jessica. I don't know about a cat, man. Dude, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. <laughs> I, I jogged through the neighborhood and there's like 40 cats around no, here. I don't, I'll I don't, grab you a couple. I don't, I don't doubt great. that one bit. That'd be great. I know somebody. We'll get you a couple of cats from <laughs> Athens. Heck yeah. Can you not give me a cat? 
Or subtraction. <laughs> Katie does not get a cat, but Coach Zach gets two. Man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find some scraggly old missing part of their hair stray cats and dump them at Zach's house. They, he can love them and hug them and call them George. Surely they wouldn't break the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have your fence fixed yet? No, nah, I'm, I'm trying to find someone to put it in. Oh, jeez. I don't have time to put it in really. Don't you have like an excavating business or something and you can't put in a fence post? Well, yeah, but I mean. And a few soccer players around. Come yeah. on. I don't know. Have you ever put in privacy fence? I'm sure I can figure it out. Braden probably said so. yes, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, Braden. Braden can do like the. I'll hire you boys. The whole thing. You don't guys. have to hire your own guys. You just say, hey, boys, <laughs> grab Sean, fix the fence between three of you. Surely you can fix the fence. 3D print your You've seen him shovel and drive into a telephone pole. What else do you need? Listen, we don't need money. We just need food. Oh, gosh. And you see how much he's capturing. I don't need food. Well, you're getting food. I need both. So. But All yeah. right, so fence on the fix. So Sunday is going to be a fence fixing party and a Marshall yeah, watch and a Marshall watch party. Yeah. So how big is this Marshall game? I mean, it's big. I mean, it's Marshall. Have they made the tournament appearance. before? Second, second appearance. Yeah, second appearance in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they're a top ten team. Really? Uh, yeah, Do they have a chance nine. to win? I guess then. You're saying that. I don't think they win a national championship, but I think they can. I mean, I mean the, this the, game. This, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, game yeah, is winnable yeah. now. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, they'll draw Clemson, who is the number one overall seed so like i felt like they kind of got shortchanged uh in the seeding but this you know this tournament's a little different as well because they're orange because it's only 32 or 34 teams they actually there was like 36 there's a couple playing games so like normally the field is 64 yeah um you know so that changed the dynamic of the seeding a little bit but but like i said marshall's number nine so i feel like for them to draw the number one team you know in that next round is kind of you know a little little shysty but it is what it is though i mean you know so yeah Clemson was still working today, getting their trainings in. Well, yeah. Well, I'm assuming Marshall was, too. Yeah. No, Marshall left today. Where do they have to go? Uh, Cary, North Carolina. Okay. That's uh, Kale's third coach, Coach Kyle Sniatecki, a Marshall graduate. Mm-hmm. I played yeah. at Marshall. He's a part of the staff mm-hmm. there. He's going with him. Yeah, he, uh, they Pretty- recognized him at the at the game the other day. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's a uh, – Heck of a good coach, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, great experience. He heads up Eastern Elite Soccer. And uh, oh, what happened, Fausti? Very interesting. Who did take? The San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance out of North Dakota State for the third overall pick. So is Aaron Rodgers now off the table for the 49ers, Zach? Mm-hmm. Or is this going to be one of the situations where he can get traded like there may be a trade within the first week of the draft? That's happened before. Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, did Peyton Manning get traded? No, Eli got traded draft night because he refused to play for the Chargers. How come? His brother did the same thing. Peyton said that he was, he talked about he how he, if he got drafted by so and so he wouldn't play for him. Yeah. Spoiled Mannings hate the Mannings. Hate them. Seems like they win a lot. Not really. Well, Peyton does. Eli won two Super Bowls. He did. Blind squirrel. <laughs> what? Blind squirrel with two? I could see one, maybe, but even then, it's he was a Super Bowl. Stand man. in. Super Bowl. Two of the most yeah. ridiculous catches in Super Bowl history. That's facts. Are you going to argue it's that, too? Or are you going to tell me that the helmet catch is not totally no, ridiculous? I'm, I'm agreeing with you. And Mario Manningham's sideline catch. I mean, it's like. Mario Manningham's catch was impressive. Tyrese was 100% luck. Yeah, I mean, we're talking top. 
what happened? Easily top half dozen catches in Super Bowl history. Tyree ever. jumped up in the air and caught a ball on on his helmet through like three defenders. Like didn't catch it in his body, like caught it onto his helmet. But he was just using his helmet. Like he landed on the ground, the ball is pressed up against his helmet. Gotcha. And then he su- pulled it in. After he was had been laying there for a couple seconds. Tyson says Tommy hates too many people. Our guy Tyson finally tuned in. I mean shout that's out, that's Tyson. That's yeah. a false fact. I'm just not scared about it. But yeah. Mm. Braden, you haven't said anything. Does he ever? Yeah, He's he a man of a few words. He is. In podcasts. He's such a he puts on such a poser front. He's got this flaming thrasher shirt. <laughs> hey, that shirt gets him dates. I don't hear it. It's probably why I wore it. But does he get him girlfriends? Shut up, bro. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> You can't call me up trying to give Faust a hard time. Okay, okay, that wasn't my idea. And then, and then you not be able to back it up. He backed it up. Mm. He's still backing it up, kind of. That that'd be news to everyone. Do you have the world breaking news? Are you the first <laughs> one to break the story? Are you Adam Scheffner? You don't know who Adam Scheffner is, but he breaks all, all the NFL stories. He breaks them all. He's still eating. He's eating more. Dude, you're you're gonna have diarrhea for like a week. What are you eating Nobody now? feeds me. What is that? You've done nothing but eat. It's the heel of a bread. Well, I didn't want to take the good piece. But I like the heel, for the I record. I do, too. I like the heel. The heel is good. You toast that baby up, slap some butter on yeah, there, the heel is cheese. The heel Damn. is prime. Even for sandwiches, I like I like the heel. Probably so, an unpopular opinion, but... Ashley Suzanne says, we love the shirt. So, getting some props there, Brayden. Thanks, Ashley. Do the Falcons take a quarterback with the fourth pick in the NFL draft and move on from Matt Ryan? No, they'll take Kyle Pitts, I think. Tight end out of Florida. Hey, that's Pitts? My, that's my prediction. Hey, he is not the Pitts. He's the opposite of the Pitts. Get He's this. This guy is like 6'5". Like, what is he, 240 pounds? Runs a 4'4", 40. And get this, has not dropped a pass at tight end. Played for University of Florida. Last year, he did not drop a pass. How many passes did he get? A lot. Several. <laughs> a lot. Because he was about all they had. That's that's crazy. It is crazy. He might go. He's predicted to go top five. If he doesn't get drafted right here by the Falcons, he will for sure get drafted by the Bengals. He's a generational tight end prospect. Who are the Browns going to take? Didn't they get a... I don't know, dude. The kid from the Plains. What's his name? They don't get to pick till like 20. He's with the, the Bengals. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, okay. Yeah. I don't know who the Browns He went there. to Athens High, man. Yeah. I saw a stadium. Joe Burrow Stadium. Home of Joe Burrow. It's on signs up there. Yeah, you would too. I don't even know who Joe Burrow was until I saw the signs. Yeah, I mean, if we had a kid go number one in the MLS draft, which is a joke, we'd name everything after him. Yeah. As long as we liked him. <laughs> if we didn't like him, we wouldn't. Sorry. Where does Tyson fall in that? Where I like Tyson. Tyson there. Yeah, Tyson. Uh, I like Tyson. He, he can get the name up. He can get it. All right. Yeah. Tyson Richard Stadium. But we've had some athletes where it's like if you were to name that after that athlete, I don't coach here anymore. I'll coach somewhere else. Wow. I don't have to like him. <laughs> Maybe Tyson's right. Maybe you hate too many people. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Oh, he says man. such a negative vibe, my guy. <laughs> yeah, my guy. It, we're chilling. No cap. Yeah. You're all sus. We're chilling. No cap. I hate all of us. 
<laughs> Get some of that, Braden. I don't speak this nonsense. Really. Braden's slapping the bus. He didn't want to spill the tea. Jeez. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> do you, even know, you don't even know what that means, do you? No, I know what I spill just... the tea means. I made up slapping the bus, I think. Yeah, you did. You, you completely twisted. Like, Tommy would say that Red Bull's busing. Which is the only correct way to use that word. But yeah, yet, I know. He's using it just out of, just out of context. Saying something's busing is correct. Yeah. yeah. Bussing is like cleaning a table. What if I'm like, what if I'm like, this This Red Bull's like vanning. If you're bussing, you're cleaning, son. I'm like, clean, bussing the table. <laughs> what if this, like bus boy, that, like, what if this, what if this Red Bull's like taxiing? No. Minivanning or something. No. <laughs> like, carring. Like, dang. What son. if it's, now you can add what another, if it's Honda Civic? You can add another bussing. So if it's bussing, bussing, it's like extra good. So you slap that bus not once, but twice. No, you don't slap anything. I feel like I'm in agreement with Dave here that like, he made that word, but it makes sense based off of the what do y'all say? Yeah, I mean, if something slaps. Makes if something slaps, or if it's busting, if you're slapping the bus, that means it's like really good. Yeah, slapping. I mean, I'm just like going triple. off. I'm going off of like. You're like, man, are you like, kidding me? Like if you're, right. uh, with your linga, yeah. that makes sense. It I does. agree. That's it's the it. most sensible thing of all of it. Well, I don't either, I mean, but I mean, it makes sense though. I don't either. I say slapping the bus every chance I get. I don't either. No cap. I'm gonna start using that. No cap. <laughs> now we got. I don't even use that. Have you ever used like, double no cap? I've never used double no Why cap. Why would you have to double on no cap? Because that's, that's, like, Kyle, that's just... like, yeah. Kyle uses double no cap. Kyle's a knucklehead, though. Now. He's from New York. Since it's a double no cap, it cancels out to make it a cap. But his name's also Kyle, so like I expected. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cow pits. I'm really what happened? curious. How much time's in between each one? Ten minutes. Oh, jeez. That's way too much time. Have you guys seen the movie The Draft? Kyle Pitts. They're all in. Yeah. yeah, That's a good movie. Yeah. I did like that movie. Yeah, they're all movie. in, man. Man. Dante Mack, no matter what. Can Matt Ryan yeah. get over the monkey on his back from not from choking that Super Bowl? Lester? What about Lester? I heard Lester. Jessica. Can he? <laughs> I'm asking you, can he? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either. So hold on. Everybody that's listening to this is invited to Zach's Sunday party, right? Yeah, sure. It's BYOB. Yeah. They'll no, they have some there, but... He couldn't do it with Tony Gonzalez. they got to bring their own uh, fence-fixing tools. Bring yeah. your own fence-fixing tools. What fence kind of fence-fixing tools do we need? Uh, I don't what know. kind of fence is it? It's like it's a McNeil? privacy fence, like a Savannah, Savannah-style privacy. Savannah-style? What the heck is that That's mean? the like. That's the... I don't know. Is it little, like one of those white plastic ones? I mean, yeah, like the white vinyl fence. What are you talking about? That's the style of the fence. Like there's different, Such like there's like seven or stuff. eight. There's seven or eight different Such styles of fence. Now, here's the it's crazy part. Style. Back in my day, if we were having this conversation and I was a high school kid, we would show up with a piece of privacy fence. Now somebody'd be missing a piece somewhere else across town. Yeah, but you would have. A <laughs> You'd have one though. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I had to go uh, by the gate and whatnot the other day. Two hundred. Some dollars oh, per gate. Oh my gosh! And we're putting in two gates. So, well, do you have the part to fix the fence? Well, it's it's chain link fence. The the you you put the the post in the ground and then you slide in the pieces and then you put in another post that you attach the gate to, like where the hinge is at. And yeah. then You put the other fence. But I'm in. saying, do you have the parts to fix the part that's broken? Well, the 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 fence that's broken is chain link that okay. they didn't. Um, they didn't, for whatever reason, replace it okay. when they built. Like, it, it was in good standing until Susie 
did what she did to it. So I still don't know about the dog yeah. tearing up fence like I that. I don't know either. What I think it was do? somehow the gate got broken. So they just need I think to show up with slammed. some tools, right? Yeah, show up with tools, and, and I'll put the you The rest will take it. Okay, yeah. we're in. <laughs> we're, we got this. Yeah. Super got this coach. Yeah. Super glue duct tape? I don't know about that one. Maybe a hammer. Maybe a hammer. Oh, dear. That seems like a reasonable, reasonable toolbox. I'm just saying, if it requires whatever it requires, do not give Kale a hammer. And I'm kind of sus on Braden having a hammer at this point. I don't know. There's many of them that I would trust with a hammer on. So. That's what I'm saying. You're going to end up with more. I'll do the hammer. How many swings with a hammer before Braden's arms give out? <laughs> Braden, I'm pretty Braden, sure Braden, Braden hits will... it and the bone shatter. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Braden. Braden, it's why? It's cool, bro. It's cool. It's cool, bro. <laughs> nah, I'm He's just chilling. kidding. But yeah, I don't know. Man. You know what? I'm gonna bring a sledgehammer, and we'll just turn. <laughs> We're gonna set up. We need to set up one of those uh, carnival things to see who can hit the sledgehammer oh, thing yeah. hardest. They're pretty see, dope. Just see how this goes down. At the office, I've wanted to get one of those machines and see who punches the hardest, just <laughs> just yeah. to see. Because like I've never done that before. But like that's a real like yeah. Point Pleasant Galpolis. Like that's Amazing County Fair gay kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of see the, who's got the strongest the punch. The Hilljack Manly man. Yeah, see who's got the strongest punch. I, I want to do that at the office and see who. Charge five dollars and people would pay. You know what? We could probably include this in the Ceremania deal. We'll do, we need to do a little carnival with it. <laughs> have, like, the punching machine. Have carnies. a sledgehammer game. No, 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 no. Stop. That'll be the sequel, the Sarah Olympics. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. The Sarah Summer Games. <laughs> Sarah Summer Games. <laughs> All right, listen. First person to comment in that's willing to take on coordinating the Sarah Summer Games, you get a shirt. We'll just have them compete in a bunch of different different games. We'll see yeah, who's well, the that's what I'm best saying. overall. So somebody's got to volunteer. They got to be the coordinator. This the director. They got to direct the Sayers Summer Games, and we'll set up right here at Harmon Park. I got there's room out back. We can do where we want. There's plenty of room out there. <laughs> and we'll set up some events, and you sign up for it, and we'll have a little competition, and we'll we'll come up with some uh, some stuff. So we need a director. Somebody, yeah. you earn a shirt. I'll have director put on the back of it. Yeah. I'm already one. <laughs> One what? Director. Yeah, but not of a operations, not a Sarah the, Summer Games. The do. I know that's we need a Sarah Summer Games of director. the SSG hashtag SSG. Yep. You got it. You're on top of it. I'm literally insane well. at marketing. Yeah. And Zach's gonna do us up a little logo, Sarah Summer Games. Yeah. Hashtag SSG. <laughs> so somebody is gonna get themselves a shirt. It's an esports team. They have purple Not iPhones? Anymore. What? Just came out, yeah. That's sick. That's sick. That's a case. Mm-hmm. No, they did just come out with purple iPhones. What? Hmm. What do you think of uh, Braden's phone case? That's pretty snappy. It says... It's purple pink... It's various colors of purple and pink camo, and then it says... Asterisk, a bathing ape. Here, let me see that baby. I'm not sure what. Not sure. I'm not sure about that one. Okay, so a bathing but, ape is a brand. It's well, I assumed it was brand. a brand. Yeah, but well, I mean, obviously. What is it? Clothing brand? Like would, a design yeah. brand? Yeah, like so, you know, like Supreme. Yeah. Okay, so it's just like Supreme. Okay, I mean, gotcha. Okay, so you're into the Japanese culture. Sure. <laughs> mm. I was just curious. I mean, we are really far off from body language. Yeah. Oh, yeah very. 
This is well, your, I mean, does your phone case not carry an extension of your body language and your personality? Really. <laughs> I mean, if you show up with, like, you know, a phone case that has motorcycles on it, then I wouldn't assume you're a soccer player. This has been, like, a hybrid episode. It has been. It's That's been, okay. like, a I knew body language topic, was kind of a well, different, yeah. different deal. We went topic, and then we went to like, kind of, like, a overtime. Draft. Yeah. It, we, right. we, it's kind of like a hybrid episode. Yeah, I agree. Nothing wrong with that, though. No. Still good A little content. bit of a change. Yeah, a little mix-up. So, Marshall game. Party at your house. Fix the fence. What else we got going on? I'm just telling you right now, I'm not painting nothing. Yeah, there ain't going to be doing no work on Sunday. Because you said that you were... Uh, I'll be grilling. And you were painting today, right? Yeah, I got to actually go home and paint more. Yeah, I'm not painting. After the Sorry, fight. buddy. Yeah. I love you, man. No, I, I love you too, nothing. man, but I wouldn't expect you to paint. <laughs> I'll send Kale <laughs> Braden. They can come paint. Nah, it's all right. We're actually about done. I wouldn't do that to you, though. All the work's finally about done. So once all that's done, then I can finally... Get the man cave taken care of. Dude, so. we've been talking about this man cave forever. Well, I know, but I just have more important stuff to... I'm going to dump uh, Lester and whatever we name the other cat Jessica. right in that man cave. Lester and Jesco in a man cave. <laughs> you know, I, Lester would be a good option if I had two monkeys. No, no, two cats. I don't. I can't do two cats. You're getting two cats. Lester and Jesco. They're going to be copping it out in Not the Jesco that I'd want to go with. But, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of cats. I'm not a big fan of cats. You'll love them. The only They'll cat be. I like is Tom's cat. They'll be great. Tom's got two cats. You like the orange one, though? Yeah. Yeah. The orange one's pretty cool. So, all right, how's the draft going? The Bengals pick is in. Who does Joe Burrow get? If I was him, I'd go offensive line. Wow. But I don't think they're going to draft a lineman this high. But we'll see. 29th in pass block win rate. I mean, if they should... We got a lot of stuff to do, boys. He was sacked 32 times in 10 games, the second among QBs during that span. And they had the sixth worst, sixth worst rush attack in the NFL. So we got Saramania. We got to knock that one out, and then we got Sarah Summer Games. Yeah, oh, I know what else we got going on. We got track meet tomorrow. Oh, we got track meet tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, which Zach is leaving work early for. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah, I gotta go watch Sean. Heck yeah. Yeah, I stayed extra today, though. Mm. And I was going early. I know, you guys both showed up late tonight. We had, you know... Well, he said he was going to be here at 6.15. That didn't an happen. awesome well, person make us dinner, and you uh, show up late. I originally had planned to be here, but then had to do a little extra on the painting front. That wasn't accounting on, so... Unfortunately. That's harsh. That's rough. Yeah. That's yeah. really yeah, rough. rough. But yeah, track me at Torrance, St. Mary. Should be pretty competitive. How many teams are going to be there, you know? Chip told me, but I can't remember right offhand. I'd like have to go back or and look. Uh, I think it's going to be a decent sized meet. I know, like some of the better single A schools are going to be there. Yeah, he I know said, Kale so. said Dodgers is coming. Yeah, Dodgers will be there. I, mean, yeah, I remember Dodgers for sure. Like midnight. Yeah, Ooh, Jamar Chase. Bengals take wide receiver. Christopher Watson's keeping us up to speed. Interesting. He's a stud, but I I wouldn't really worry so much about throwing to someone when you can't. Uh, so you don't have time to throw. Mel Kiper. The most famous draft analyst in the world had um, Devontae Smith ahead of Jamar Chase on his big board, which is also because you don't have Facebook, Dave, you didn't see that I shared that people have been criticizing Devontae Smith's size. Okay. Not just in stature, but in weight. Yeah, the man is, and he liked this, I said this, the man is built like a Dixon Ticonderoga. If you know what that is. I do not. A pencil. A pencil. 
Like you know, the yellow pencil. Yeah, 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 he's built like a Dixon Tycoon. Like, like if Braden was an All-American wide receiver at Alabama. <laughs> Except he was, you know, 10 inches taller. Right. And here's the deal. When he was criticized, you know what he said? He said, we're not bodybuilders. It's football. And I said, I get that. But... That's a horrible mentality coming from somebody who's trying to go pro. And I wonder if something like that played a role in the Bengals selecting a wide receiver. Because they ask crazy pre-draft questions and make them go through crazy pre-draft tests. Like these first-rounders, like if you think somebody's going to go on your board, like they're going to be there when you can pick them, they put them through really strange interviews. Like you hear those like, how many pennies does it take to fill up a room and all that kind of stuff. Like they ask them crazy stuff. Hold on, so did, did this guy just get drafted or not get drafted? He is yet to get drafted tonight, but he was the number one wide receiver on the board, and he did not get picked first. He's not the wide receiver that got chosen. I hate that. Do you think it was because of his comment? Who knows? I feel like his attitude generally is like that. Like He, he comes out and says something like that, which, you know, for, for all we know, that could have just been, like, you know, clipped and might not have, you know, may have been out of contact, but... I mean, looking at the dude's stature, he definitely does not. Do you call that like a chip on his shoulder, or? I think it's. I think he thinks he doesn't need. Agreed. The weight. Right? He just can't handle the. He can't handle the criticism, because everyone just told him how great he was. He was number two in the Heisman race. Oh, he's the greatest receiver in he college football. Heisman. Oh, he won the Heisman. He won yeah, the yeah. Heisman. So he won the Heisman. He's the greatest player in football, college football this year. You know, wide receiver, won a national championship. I'm an All American. All this stuff. Why should I have to put on weight? And it's like because you're not playing, uh, you're not going against 19 year old uh, quarterbacks anymore. You're playing men, and uh, you know that goes back to one of my things. Like whatever sport you're in, you need to be doing sport specific lifts. And and even if weight room is so important for your, you know, your general health, but like for your success in your sport. It's just funny because he's like, we're not bodybuilders, but wrestling or, or football is the only sport that I know of that every single high school football team has weightlifting records for the football team. It's just true. So to be like, we're not bodybuilders, it's like, okay, I get your, I get where you're coming from. You said you need to but be, but... Really just deflecting... Yeah, I agree. With, at first I was kind of confused why that was such a big deal, but now I, it's I agree It's a huge deal. We're talking about someone you're going to spend... Tens millions. of millions of dollars on yeah, yeah. with your first pick, like your future, like that's your franchise oh. wide receiver. If you're going to take him in the first six or seven picks, this is your your Randy Moss or whoever, right? You're like, yeah. this is our guy. And so when you're looking at two guys, I bet I was going to say, sorry to interrupt you, but I was going to say, I bet that he's not even the first receiver from his team taken. Yeah, because he's got another teammate that's, a, that that yeah. that was is the third rated wide receiver prospect. I think his attitude is going to be his demise. As far as like yeah. you know, obviously, the dude's and you know what's crazy? Well, but... How does somebody in his camp not slap him and say, "Don't say stupid stuff like yeah. that"? Yeah, like you may think that, but don't publicly. Even say if that. you even if you think they're wrong, like now you're a professional, handle the media right. Yeah, and make yourself marketable and making yourself like. You know, in layman's terms, F the haters, the haters, the haters. Chip on your shoulder. It's like, chip on your shoulder. Son, you may have had one before, but you just won the Heisman. You know what I mean? You just won the Heisman. You just won a national championship. You're going to sign a contract with however many million guaranteed. Your chip on your shoulder is done. Yeah. Save that for the birds. 
I think that's one of the most unattractive qualities in a person is when they have a chip on their shoulder when they probably shouldn't. And as Americans in a first world country, in a lot of situations, there ain't much reason to have a chip on your shoulder. Is, it's yeah. relative. Not not until you're in game time. In game time. Right. But yeah, in public and like speaking. Just and, normal can't yeah. you're every it's like you got this big chip on your shoulder. Like there's a difference between being focused and motivated, right? And well, and like, having that chip on your shoulder. Like think about that like Napoleon mm-hmm. complex, that little man yeah. syndrome. It's like, man, are you serious? You just want a national champ like you don't have anything to prove to anybody. But you're gonna go all defensive? Well, to me, like, how can you sit there looking at it black and white and not think that, like, you need, for durability's sake, you know, oh, yeah. to put weight on, to be... You can you always know. be stronger. Yeah, like, what's it going to hurt you? Like, and, and I, hey, Garrett Hatton, who played for us, he's been hitting the gym heavy, and his he has a good frame, but it, it never filled out. He's now, like, he's looking good. And if he keeps this up in another six to nine months, people are going to look at him and be like, whoa. You know what I mean? When you see somebody make a transfer, you're going to be like, whoa. He's going to, he's starting to look like Vorosky. Yeah. Right? But he has broader shoulders than Vorosky. And I looked at him in the gym last night and I said, man, you're really starting to fill out. He's like, yeah, bro. And I was like, could you imagine if you would have done this your sophomore year in high school? And he goes, man, the amount of things that I wish I would have done. I said, hey, I can give you crap for it because I did the same thing. I was like, I fought the weight room tooth and nail. But like I always tell the athletes, my coming to Jesus moment was I don't remember what teams were playing, and I don't remember who it was, but I remember seeing a Rio game at home, right? I watched a right back make a tackle on our left winger, and I was on the sideline about 15 feet away, and I thought, that happens to me, and I'm going to get injured. Yeah. And my fighting the weight room ended instantaneously out of fear. Yep. Can we? And it was interesting when we talked about our high school boys. You know, what are your goals as an individual for this upcoming season? They said we don't want to get hurt. You know, and it's not just like the power lifts. You know, there's a lot to like uh, plyometrics and stuff that you know injury prevention. But again, having that muscle around your to protect your bones and stuff, it's really important. And uh, it goes right back to this guy's. Oh yeah. You know. NFL, like my dad always says, stands for not for long. Yep. And man, these the reason I love NFL football so much more than college is because the worst player in the NFL is so freaking good yeah. at football. And these guys, to, to think that they can be, these linemen will be 280 and run five, four, nine, forties. Dude, Beats. that's insane. Yeah. And these middle linebackers now, they just keep getting it's faster. Probably, I mean, to be a linebacker, what do you got to run, Zach? 4'7", four, 4'6", four, to be a linebacker? Be, be quick, to be yeah. a middle linebacker. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to run a 4'6", four, 4'7". Four, and these guys are so big. And these safeties, they're getting bigger and bigger, and they're hitting harder and harder. And I know they're changing the rules, but that just makes you go low. Yeah. And like other athletes, I mean, I know we're segueing a smidge, but a lot of these receivers wish that they would get hit in the head. Which is why they hate the rule changes because you'd rather take a helmet up top around your shoulder area and get a concussion than you would have somebody take your knee out, blow yep. your knee out, and be yeah. out for six months. Yep. So, again, when you think about that, you want that durability, right? And to think about staying healthy and he just blows it off like that, it's like that one statement, 
even if it's a knee jerk, I like that more because a knee jerk is the truth. Yeah. yeah. And that's how he feels. He can't take the criticism, like which the- which blows my mind. Because how could Nick Saban not break this guy? If Nick Saban, and that's what, if I'm a a GM, and I hear him say that, and I've got every, and, the, and this is a wide receiver heavy draft, by the way. So not the time to be touting your stuff like you're the standout no brainer first guy to go. If I'm an an owner, a coach, and I look at Nick Saban, which you could argue is the greatest college football coach of all time, by the way, and I am not an Alabama fan in any stretch of the imagination. You look at him and you go, if four years at Alabama with Nick Saban and that crew who just produces NFL players, right, if that guy couldn't break him for four years as his father figure, right, which you have a lot more influence as that father personal touch in college than you do at the professional level, if that doesn't break the guy and that doesn't change his mind, He'll never change. He's going to be like that his whole stinking career unless he has like a traumatic injury that makes him or something happens in his life or in a near-death experience where he's like, you know, make the most of it. But unless something traumatic happens, he'll be like that forever. I'm not drafting him. I'm not putting tens of millions of dollars in that. Are you kidding me? No way. Who's up next? All his all his teammate got drafted. Yeah, ahead of him. Really? yeah, by the Dolphins. <laughs> nice. So everyone who commented on my Facebook post and was like, "Oh, well, Deshaun Jackson small," and this Jerry Rice was small thirty years ago when everybody else was small in the NFL, and Randy Moss was skinny. <laughs> Randy Moss ran a four two six forty. Okay, Randy Moss had. I can't even say it. How big a claws for hands? He wore quadruple size XL. Glove, Randy Moss is a once in a lifetime talent, and he never won a Super Bowl, by the way. And if his attitude would have been better, he probably had three or four. So, and he wouldn't have ended up at his third choice of college because he blew his Notre Dame opportunity. He blew his Miami Hurricanes opportunity. Florida State. Florida State. Sorry. Either, I mean, either way, though, it don't matter. Say, yeah. Like, so you know what? He blew it. Like, I love it when a good plan comes together. I love when Coach Faust is right. And that's a hashtag Faust fact. So now he went from being the Heisman winner, number one wide receiver draft prospect, to he's now going to be third highest wide receiver at best. Yeah. Now another team is like, yes, please keep saying stupid things so you can fall and we'll get you and we'll just deal with it. Yeah. But yeah. Where, so what, are, what number are we on now? Like, is he going to be in top ten? Mm, the Lions are up. I can see the Lions taking him maybe. <sighs> Because Kenny Galladay is going. The Lions the need a wide receiver, and so does Carolina, because they're both in like. And then you got Denver. I don't think Denver would take him there. Mm. Denver has other but needs. But the pick is in. The pick is in for the, the pick for is the in. Lions, so we'll see what happens. I love it. I mean, I'm not rooting against. I kind of am. I mean, I when a guy am. makes that kind of statement, yeah, you, you kind of got him wanting to learn his life. It's just ignorance. I mean, it is yeah. like you know, for you to say that, like, brother, what are you doing? Like, you're asking. I, mean, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. But just uh, making that comment now that I think about that is just incredibly he, dumb. He and the thing is, had, he's so ridiculously good. Like he is unstoppable, and he built the way he is. Yeah. And you he's know. had an agent for three months now. Who's not? Co- they're telling you how to handle the press yeah, so in this day and age. He's been watching ESPN and Twitter. He knows how much guys get eaten alive when they misspeak and when they say the wrong thing, and then he goes out there all. Oh, we're, body, we're not bodybuilders, it's football. I'm like, I could imagine a high school kid saying that, yeah. right? We're not yeah. weightlifters, it's soccer. 
Newsflash, you also need to be in the weight room. Facts. Everyone needs to Swimmer, be in the weight room. Swimmer, weight room. If you work in an, if you're an accountant, player, if you're an accountant, you're, you need to be in the weight room. <laughs> I mean, you know, cheerleader, weight room, like, you need to be doing sports specific. Yeah. List. It doesn't mean go in and, you know, do deadlifts and, and you know, bench mm. press crazy amounts, but you need to be doing sports specific lifts to, you know, to farther your body and, and make you more durable and, you know, make your natu- or natural um, movements and motions, you know, easier or be better. Lions win offensive tackle. Probably don't want Matt Stafford, who's a million years old, that they traded the entire world away for. Or, sorry, Jared Goff to take a bunch of hits. It's funny you talk about, and to reinforce that, we've heard that. Like, Kale, he was probably 12, and uh, he was talking to a college coach. And um, he's like, hey, you know, what do I need to do to get better? And the coach is like, listen, you're talented, you hustle, you're in shape. He goes, that's great. Uh, let me just show you one thing. And Braden, I'm going to borrow your arm. Put your arm up here. Huh? So, hold on, let me make sure I can see it. Yeah, so he, he brought his arm up, right on up here, and his elbow, and he's like, push up on my arm, you know. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, okay. Now think about it. When you go in to get a ball, you get pushed off the ball because your strength isn't here being able to lift your arm up and press somebody off away from you because you're gonna lose the ball you go get stronger you're weak and um yeah and i was like man great point you know because you never at least it didn't occur to me soccer like you said zach soccer specific lifts you know get your arm stronger Mm -hmm. just so you can hold your own yeah you know when fighting for the ball because most people are like soccer players you kick the ball you know you don't need upper body strength and that that was the coach's point, you know. You can always do something to get better, and one of the things that is overlooked is upper body strength. And he goes, "It seems silly because you you know you don't ever use your arms for the ball." He goes, "But you're constantly fighting people off." Mm-hmm. And he says, "The stronger your shoulders are, the stronger your arms are, the stronger your back is, you know, the stronger your chest is. The better you're gonna fight people off. The more balls you win. Therefore, get in the weight room. Start well, in, in soccer, if the elbows down, shoulder to shoulders are." Uh... I mean, that's legal. If you're playing oh, yeah. the ball shoulder to shoulder, and whether or not you get what's called weights off the ball or not, you know, is has a lot to do with your upper body strength. It was definitely a big game changer um, for me and for a lot of other athletes I know as well. Um, so, I mean, that shoulder to shoulder is, is super important, and you got to build that upper body to do so. Yeah. So, and that's, like I said, all sports – it's it's super important, but not necessarily size yeah. or raw strength. Oh, yeah. It all depends on what you're doing. All right, Braden's out of here. Braden, thanks for joining in. You're man of many words. <laughs> but hey, you know what? When you dress like he does and you show up in a Thrasher shirt, you can get away with it. I guess. You can get what you want. Rocking it, buddy. Thanks, right. See you, Braden. <laughs> we'll see him tomorrow. He and Kale got track meet tomorrow, so they gotta go home and get to bed. Yeah, you gotta get rested up. But yeah, I hate that, uh I hate that because their genetics do play a role in how oh, sure. f- quick how quickly you progress in the weight room. It has a little bit to do with your ceiling. If you're like going to be a stinking power lifter or something, um, but for the general athlete, your genetics don't really control your ceiling very much. What's going to ever matter to you, right? Yeah. If you were ever going to compete when weightlifting, yes, it matters. But for most ninety percent of athletes, genetics aren't going to be against you there. What I'm getting at is. Everybody can do it. Everybody oh, yeah. can do it. Yeah. Everyone can build lung endurance. Now, whether how fast you run a two mile or how fast you can sprint, 
there's some genes there, but everyone can build long endurance, right? Be in good cardio shape, right? And everyone can go to the weight room and get stronger. Everyone. And it's and it's doesn't take that long. It takes years to build technical ability in a skill sport like baseball, swinging a swinging a bat, are you kidding me, right? Basketball, soccer, those are skill sports. Tennis, right? To build those skills, I mean, it, it takes so long, right? But you can get put on muscle, and yeah. your first 12 weeks is insane. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. And in six months, and who doesn't have – everybody has yeah. that. And it doesn't take but 45 minutes in a day. Yeah. So, I mean – and then diet has to go with it, of course. But, I mean, that's just to me, man, like – I had a college coach that gave us the same spiel, and he added in there because a couple of guys were kind of like, yeah, you know – I don't have a local gym. He's like, I don't care. Give you some five-gallon buckets of water. Go go lift up milk jugs. He's like, Center blocks. Old tires, milk jugs with man. water. Yeah, he's like, you can get anything. Yeah. You can get what we call, like, for soccer especially, jacked. You can get as big as about you need to be in soccer with just your own body weight. So. That's that's He's like, if you can show up here and do 100 push-ups, you'll be good to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's. So, no ex- and his point was, no excuses. Yeah, and it's like, it's so crazy. I mean, we use a guy, great example would be, um. Herschel Walker was a famous running back for Georgia, set the all-time NCAA rushing record in three years and still not been broken, correct? I don't think so. And he only ran three years, so it's not like he had the fourth year. And all he did was push-ups and sit-ups at his house. He didn't have anything. He was dirt poor, and he was doing like 1,000 push-ups a day and like however many ungodly amount of sit-ups, and he was totally jacked, totally jacked. So, I mean, it just goes back to, like, you know, man, that's the easiest thing that every kid can do that will in- dramatically impact their game the most right now. Yeah. And when that's do- done, it's like you have that good foundation. Hey, all your athleticism, mm-hmm. that's taken care of. We don't have to worry about that. Let's just focus on the skills yeah. now. You know, but it sucks when you have to do both. Yeah. Because what I always – like, I had somebody reach out to me, and she wanted to do privates. Like, she wants to do privates, and she's, like, trying to – um, she's gonna be playing college. She's in college, playing college soccer, and she's wanting to do session work. And it's like, you know, what are you trying to work on? And like, she mentioned fitness, and I was like, I mean, if you want me to stand out there and 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 yell at you, I mean, I can, but like, that's a waste of my time. You don't pay somebody. Yeah, I was gonna say a waste of her time, waste of her money. You don't pay somebody to do privates to tell you to run. That's on you. And and like we've tried to tried to preach this is that when you have that stature or lack thereof as an athlete and you're a college recruit you go the number one thing they say is in their head why why is he why is he scrawny why is it because he doesn't have access the resources well he's got his body weight right so you know and you're like so is he refusing is he being insubordinate is he disinterested? Does he only think that the sport skills matter? Yeah. Combination. Lack of work ethic. Is he yeah. lazy? Yeah. Is he just scared, right? Lack of confidence. Which yeah, a lot is, of kids are scared of the weight room. Which, again, lack of confidence is... So we've talked about that mental psyche. I mean, that's everything in, in sports. So you go, Why? And if you're doing apples to apples, like this NFL draft, you're doing apples to apples. And this is much more 
and if for anybody who's familiar with like the star of recruiting, imagine there's a five star recruit and a one star recruit, one star being a walk on, five star being full ride. This is much more for your three star situations. Right. Right. Or you're a powerhouse program, right? Which you're looking at only four and five stars or whatever. But if you've got three if you've got a half dozen three star athletes, right, recruits and one scrawny, and you've got six apples to apples, yeah. Why why? It's not worth the risk. Why? When you have kids that did t- take care of their fitness, you know, we always use Vorosky. Just so proud of him. That's I was going to say. Vorosky's like, like the, the checklist guy. He passes the eye test. You don't have to, you don't have to tell him what's, why it's important and what's important and all this other stuff that he needs to do on top of the skill. He's got that. You don't have to spend any time on yeah. that. You look at him for two seconds and you know, he's weight room oriented. He's health conscious. He's doing what he needs to do to be fit. And he has, and he has, now he can lead in the weight room. Mm. He can show other guys. Mm-hmm. He can be a good example. All these extra superlatives that help your program or help your team or whatever. Has he decided on what he's doing? No, not to my not knowledge. Yet. So, I mean, that's super cool, and it's so apparent. And so you got that kid that thinks he's just a baller. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not many. And another great example, oh, Kevin Durant's skinny. Cool. Kevin Durant's seven feet tall and shoots 50% from three and – or fifty or forty percent from three and fifty percent from the field and eighty something from free throw and a genetic one and generational freak. A generational player. basketball player. So yeah, unless your kid's Kevin Durant, is he Kevin Durant? He's not Kevin Durant. So he should probably hit the weight room. And imagine if Kevin Durant hit the weight room. I mean, obviously he works out and he lifts weights, but for whatever reason he's always been built he, like a pencil. He's worked on it more, I think, the last couple yeah. of years. But yeah. those first half dozen years in the league, I mean, the guy was—he looked like Braden. I read, I read somewhere where <clears throat> this was early on in his career, like when he was at Texas, because he, he played for the University of Texas. But he could not bench the bar what? when he first started. Wow! And this is a man that was you know, playing Division One basketball. Isn't that crazy? That's what I heard, or what I read. Now you know anything can be put on the internet, so uh, because we're here, but. You know, knowing our team, like, we, we have a lot of skinny kids on our team. Don't have a lot of size, huh? Weight room's going to be important. Yeah, we preach that. I mean, but yeah. we've, had, we've had a good turnout, though. You know, they've yeah. really collectively worked on, you know, building muscle mass and, like I said, more so than anything, being more durable. Yeah. you got to be durable in soccer. you got to be able to handle the hits. you got to be able to handle all the wear and tear that your body goes through over the course of a, uh, you know, what is it, probably 20 weeks? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not... It's brutal. It's brutal. It's not it's, a week. it's not safe. Yeah. The West, I mean, you know, and I, I like to compare the schedules of other states, but the West Virginia schedule for soccer is not safe yeah. for kids. I mean, get this. <clears throat> to get 20 games in. Kevin night. Durant got drafted number two in the 2007 NBA draft. He was 6'10", 215 pounds. So 180 is fairly thin on somebody who's six feet tall with a decent frame. I mean, you're fairly thin. I weigh 162 pounds at 5'9". So he was over a foot taller than me and weighs, you know, 50 more pounds. But at a foot taller? Yeah. Whoa. And, by the way, a world-class athlete professional. Yeah. The high, you know, the hyperbolic comparison would be LeBron, you know, so it is what it is, man. But you always ask why, 
And there's all those character issues, which is, again, just what I went back to with this whole rant I've gone on about Devontae Smith, which is he said one sentence, bodybuilders, we're not bodybuilders, it's football. And in one sentence, he told me so much about his... Apparently he told everybody. Where's he at now? Like, where are they at? Uh, they're on pick number nine. Um, so the Lions went with an offensive lineman and... The Carolina Panthers, who also need a wide receiver, went with a corner. Wow. So. Who's at nine? Right now, you've got Devontae Smith on the board, another big offensive lineman, Justin Fields, a quarterback, another guard, and then your top linebacker prospect in the draft. Those are your top five that are still available. Denver's picking currently. And for a team that may need a quarterback, although not on top five on the big board, somebody could like Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama, more so than Justin Fields. So there could still be plenty of picks ahead of. Now, you know, ultimately did what he say affect his draft stock? I don't know. Maybe these teams really were just that high on, uh, you know, the other two receivers that have been selected thus far. But, like, it's hard for me to sit there and imagine that He's a that Heisman didn't, that, that didn't yeah. have some kind of as wide receiver. And by the way, the quarterbacks have won every Heisman since 2002, outside of like three times. Reggie Bush won it, and it was vacated. The running back, yeah. Mark Ingram won it as a running back, and Derrick Henry run won it as a running back. Other than that, it's only been quarterbacks. So for him to win the first Heisman, like basically 20 years, that wasn't. A quarterback or a running back. That's a fact. But I will tell you this. Zach maybe backed me up on this as we're now just totally into the NFL. Um, would you argue that the two wide receivers picked above Devontae Smith definitely didn't get picked because they catch footballs better? I mean, I think, I think Devontae Smith is definitely the better receiver. So do you think Devontae Smith is the best receiver in the draft? And he didn't get picked. And he catches receiving the, skills goes, who catches the football the best? I think he is the, the best. best receiver. I think so as well. All around the best receiver. What I saw, what I witnessed in the, the playoffs. The man is unstoppable. Insanely, insane, insane hands. Crazy catches. Crazy. Made the guys look silly. He does. He does. He's insane. He's insane. And he has not gone yet. There's been two wide receivers drafted ahead of him. Why? Mm. I, don't know. I feel like it's ultimately a character. I think it, well, slash I think work ethic. slash durability. Durability thing. Durability. These are investments. Imagine, would you buy a stock that was, had that same volatility with just a little bit more ceiling? Nah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. The Broncos are they need a wide receiver, don't they? They got they had so many injuries last year. Corlin Sutton was out last year ACL. They drafted Jerry Judy last year. I don't think they get a receiver, but I don't know. They need to protect their quarterback. They probably went offensive tackle, man. Or did they draft a quarterback cuz you know John Elway loves drafting quarterbacks. They draft a cornerback. This is this is fun. This is gonna keep Dallas ain't gonna draft him. I don't know, I can see the so he's gonna be out of top ten. I think so. I don't think he goes to Dallas. 
He don't go to Dallas. I don't think so. What made you hesitate there? I was just thinking. I was going through everything in my head. I mean, they got a Mark Cooper. Uh, you got Gallup there. They need defense. Or they had who's the who's the young receiver that they drafted? Oh, uh, C.D. Lamb. But yeah, they don't go if they, if they drafted a receiver. Um, one of my buddies just said, uh, "Does Jerry Jones draft Devontae Smith?" LOL. Like just because that would be a Jerry Jones move, which I mean, it realistically could, could be a Jerry Jones move, but I don't know. They're having a little side conversation in our group chat, but yeah. I don't know, man. It's crazy, though, you know, the significance of, of the picks here. It's not. Just in general. I mean, like, well, but you think you like you cripple your organization for, you know, four to six years by but making one and, wrong And move. you know what else? Even if he was just had a moment, the recklessness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, reckless statement regardless. Just to get back on topic a little bit, Cody Freeze caught your comment there, Coach Sarah. Three games a week is insane to speak to Zach's comment. Schedule that isn't safe. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Oh, are we talking about the WVSSAC? Yeah. And their yeah. complete lack yeah, of... Disregard for safety. Reasonable intelligence. Although, yeah. the reason a player cannot be coached out of season by the regular season coach it's and for safety. cannot play on another safety. team is for safety. Yeah. I had that argument every sense. year. Every year. But they can play on West Virginia soccer-sanctioned clubs. Nope. Not during the season. Not during the season. Sorry, but I mean, like in the off season, they can, they yeah. can play for. So they're still playing. Why oh, yeah. can't we coach them in the off season? Well, my comment to him every year is: so my kid can run track, do off season training with his, you know, conditioning, with his high school team, and then also play travel, and then also play ODP. And he can play baseball too. Well, was four sports. He can if he four, wanted to. He can do four different teams. Yeah. During the spring. Just not the same one. Yeah. Dude, stop. But it's unsafe, and then he has to go play three games a week during season. Yeah, and, and, you it, and you're worried think, about a weekend game with travel think, or a weekend well, workout, a, and that's why we put so much stress on the boys for fitness and durability because oh, like and, your body is going to take a beating. And in a state that only cares about football and nothing else, you would yeah. think that they would want more football. Yeah. Is. The, well, imagine what West Virginia coaches would if they had if they could do spring ball. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. How many high school football coaches would literally like tonight? They go out and get kegs and have kegger parties because they could do spring football. High school foot. I mean, they would lose their minds. I think yeah. On top of the safety thing, I think not having uh, out of season coaching, I think they just deplete opportunities for kids to advance well, to the next level. What I told him was, you know, it's crazy because now your good coaches go to club. Not that you guys aren't good coaches, but you're few and far between. Finding a good coach at like the middle school level, especially, and then finding a decent coach at high school in West Virginia for soccer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, how many good coaches, good coaches, do you think there are across the state of West Virginia for high school? Soccer, honest opinion. School? Honest opinion. Oh yeah. Uh, Off the top of my I head, I can use. I'll say I can probably use my hands. Yeah, I was gonna say so a half. I'd say there's a half dozen staffs. Um. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you, there's such. When a you say wide... good coaches, like, do you mean like good role models and no, good no, like, I mean like coaches, or like from also good an ability, coaches, yeah. an abil a soccer yeah. ability level? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we there's some guys, there are some West Virginia soccer coaches that are really good role models. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, and I don't mean that at and all. And really good. Like, I've met a yeah, lot of middle school coaches that don't know crap about soccer, but they're, they're good great coaches, people. Yeah. 
They're great yeah. role models. Yeah, you mean uh, so you mean like like good technical, soccer coaches, yeah. good soccer coaches. Because there's a lot of good coaches. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, like, I mean soccer specific yeah. coaches that can coach a player to have a shot at going on to college. In the state of West Virginia. In the state of West Virginia. Only because I haven't seen all the coaches in the north. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, still, even if you had, I mean, how many powerhouse teams are there? I would say right now I know three. I mean, I, I agree with Zach. I think ten. Well, There's sorry, like 10. I forgot about D or Triple A. Uh, I think ten all, all through the Triple A. There's such a disparity. Half, we're still at like a half dozen. Yeah, I mean, you're half such dozen? a disparity in teams, and it's not due to lack of athleticism. It's just due nah. to lack of knowledge of soccer. Due to lack of, and that's what I had this argument with him. I was like, dude, you, you got maybe ten, fifteen good teams in the state, and the rest of us are people that don't know anything about soccer. This is back when I first started coaching. I was like, you know, I, and he's like, you're saying to the room of 80 people in here that, you know, they don't know soccer. I was like, yeah, I promise you. I can go to Pennsylvania, you know, the Beedling program. I said, that that whole southwestern PA is a soccer powerhouse. Any of those teams would come here and mop us up. Ohio, Kentucky, Virginia. Oh, yeah. Tennessee. All beyond. Let's just, let's just talk of this border. I mean, states. you'll see what southeast Ohio is about when we play Marietta this year. Oh, yeah. just in general. I mean, and it, Alexander. I mean, they got – you know, there's so much, and that's why I was just like, you, you're ridiculous if you think these 80 people in here know anything about soccer, and you're saying that they're the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Come on now. West Virginia is such a low recruiting state for soccer because it all comes down to logistics, and you want to see the most kids for the least amount of money and the least amount of logistical effort possible. And you don't do that in West Virginia, and those yeah. kids don't want to go up to Cleveland to do those camps and stuff. Well, and there aren't any central locations. Or, SSAC cuts it off at the head right there by not letting coaches work with them. Right. And, well, there's no metro areas to hold these combines, these camps, to, nah. to see. So there's all these. I not, disagree with that. There's not all these. There's just not places that people want to go. Shawnee, Barbersville's getting all new turf fields. Right. But they don't have the draw. Hmm. So it's not happened before, really. So No, it's just now starting to get that way. But I just mean, it, I kind of see it as. If you if you let the kids have an opportunity by letting them see good coaches year round, by oh, yeah. letting them have a quality ODP program, by letting them right I, the, participate the, with the people that have knowledge of soccer in a free manner, then they would do it. I, I think but uh, it, it's just hamstringing them. Ultimately, what I, the point I'm trying to make is to have coaches in Western Union High School soccer that can help you. They have to have college connections. Yeah, it goes far beyond just being awesome. It does. At I, West I, well, if your high school coaches don't know the process and they don't have college contacts, you're close to dead in the water. Unless you have a ton of money, sorry, unless you have a ton of money to pay and go to ID camps in at Wake Forest and go up to Cleveland, and, yeah, you're, you'll never get seen unless you've got all this footage that you're recording, and sending out to everybody, hoping that something sticks. Well, you have to have those connections. Whereas, like you do. our staff. We know coaches, and I definitely have multiple connections at multiple schools in West Virginia, right, and beyond because of the network that I've built up over time. So, like, if I have an athlete that's actually serious, I can get you on multiple – I can get you a walk-on opportunity in multiple schools. Yeah. And I can definitely get you a chance to go work out just at that school. You know, do a visit and – but it, you would never get that otherwise. Yeah. And I don't know how many coaches in, West, in the state of West Virginia can can do yeah. that, but I'm sure that there are a few. 
the the hard handicap is and that one of the ladies stood up and talked about this she obviously was coaching and coaching her daughter and she's like listen my daughter can go up to wvu's recruiting camp in the fall but she can't scrimmage according to ssac rules or we forfeit our season and he's like yeah that that shouldn't be a big deal you go up there and she'll work out you know what if she has to say uh, you know what's the big deal if she says well sorry coach you know i can't scrimmage and she just goes over and sits down and the lady's like you got to be kidding me you think that Nikki Izzo Brown is going to pick a West Virginia kid if they say, sorry, I can't scrimmage because the SSAC rules and doesn't get to show her stuff on the field? Do you think she's now got an equal opportunity to participate against the other kids and is going to get picked over those kids when she doesn't scrimmage in a fall combine? And he's like, well, that's just the rules, you know, it's a safety thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was just like, you got a lady right here telling you how stupid it is and you're going to play it off and deflect it. And he, he did. He just backed it up with that and went on. And I spoke with Dave Larva at the West Virginia Soccer Association. I was like, ODP is a joke. You know, you, you got to change it. And he's like, we've been having the same arguments for 20 years. I'm like, you got to get out then. You need to be fired. If you're having the same conversation 20 years and you're getting zero results, quit. Yeah, I mean. That's not the answer they want to hear, but that's just the reality of the situation. And it's really sad when you see uh, state colleges have to go out of state for recruits. Oh, gosh, yes. It's ridiculous. Because it just costs the programs a lot more money and stuff. and. Hmm. And you like to see homegrown players and, no, and all that. That's the crazy part. I mean, you think about – so if you take it – and this is what kills me. And I know they don't have to pay a lot usually to have, like, an out-of-country player come over. They, they work a deal with those countries and schools. And it's not a big deal. But if you had a player from here that went to Marshall, for instance, every Marshall game, that player is going to have ten family members and friends down there watching them. And they're just going to spend money down there to eat. They're going to spend money to get in the game. You know, they're going to be wearing Marshall gear out the wazoo. You think about every West Virginia parent that buys gear just because their kid goes to school. Imagine mm-hmm. if they're playing a sport. Yeah. And right. then you get them writing checks to your program. But, you know, you're not going to get that from somebody else. All right, what are they doing? Fill me in. So, Devontae Smith was the first wide receiver to win the Heisman since 1991. Yeah. So, that's first in 30 years. The Philadelphia Eagles traded up to the 10th pick because Dallas clearly wasn't going to pick him. And they picked him? Um, and the, the Philadelphia Eagles have drafted Devontae Smith. So he went number 10. He went number 10. But they had to trade up because he wasn't going to go. Yeah. He wasn't going to go. Did Philadelphia think Dallas was going to take him? I think they thought the Giants were going to take him. At 11. And, at 11. And the Giants are a division. They're in the same division. Division rival. Right. Did the Philadelphia Eagles need him, or is that just a yes. defensive? Yep. Wow. Okay. They're in a complete rebuild. They fired their coach. and Oh, gosh. I don't follow any of this stuff, and I know Zach's like Mr. Uh, fantasy football guy. Zach, did you read about the Eagles' like front office being crazy, stat, like stat crazy, and like apparently like it's impossible? Like the Eagles went out and beat Green Bay in the playoffs, and like after the game the, the front office was like reaming the coach because he didn't throw more because all the stats showed that like the pass, this type of passing would have been on, and he didn't use it to win. Like, that's how bad it was. So I don't think anybody can be successful at the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, so I was going back to what you said, Dave. Like, <clears throat> I use Marshall as an example. How many how many West Virginia natives do you think are on Marshall's roster? Well, I know this from last year because our travel team went down and watched their game last year they had against somebody. And um, they actually, on the playing roster on the field, there was not a single West Virginian. Mm-hmm. There maybe wasn't a single American. There are five on the total roster. Yeah. 
and I didn't recognize any of them as far as, um, I mean, some of the names I recognize just from you know seeing them play right. around the state. But as far as like getting in games and playing, like I don't, <clears throat> I don't know that any of them played yeah. any significant minutes or any at all um, this season. Who were the kids? So, um, Ryan Fisher from Hurricane, uh, Eskins from Hurricane. There's a couple. There's a couple of the names I recognize, but. Um, <clears throat> Any other boys from our areas of the state? Uh, there's a Morgantown, I Morgantown know. kid. What was his name? Uh, I haven't paid. Attention. I wasn't looking at names. I was just trying to. to I wasn't see. paying attention to her triple because we didn't play Hurricane there for a couple of years. Um, Maki Yunus from Morgantown. He played at University. Um, Wouldn't know him. And then Salvatore Sol from Huntington. I think I remember him. Um, Nick Eskins from Hurricane. He's a freshman. Ryan Fisher from Hurricane. Uh, he was at Wesleyan um, before transferring to Morgan. Okay. Henry Moore from Charleston. Yeah, we don't play them. He's a forward. So those uh, are all triple A. But, right. yeah, I mean, you know. Like There's the, no double A representation. Five, five yeah. guys. <clears throat> five guys there on that roster. Most of them overseas. Which, I mean, you know, it's fine. Like, whatever. Like, you know, you're – Grassy's done an outstanding job of, of uh, building that program up. But and that Wesleyan you know, kid didn't transfer because he wasn't because he wanted to go to a bigger, better program. He probably wasn't playing at Wesleyan. Yeah, it's crazy though. I want so, to be close to home. So, what kind of argument does that develop into? I mean, because I'm kind of I don't know, and this is probably not <clears throat> correct, but I'm kind of the feeling if you have a state school that takes state money that uses tax money then why do you have a sports program that's, you know, mostly overseas? But then again, the sports program is highly successful. It's going to sell out every game. It's going to generate income. So it's kind of a It's a multi-level. I am happy they got five West Virginia boys on the team. That makes me feel very good about it. It's a multi-level issue. So you first have to ask yourself to decide what your actual problems are. To solve them, you have to decide what your objective is. And if your objective is to generate the most revenue to provide the most education opportunities to West Virginians, then that changes the dynamic of the conversation. Mm -hmm. You could argue that if the money is spent appropriately. If your argument is for the best opportunity for West Virginia Athletes to go pro in soccer, it's a very empty argument. And if it's the arguments the best for our national team as far as awarding foreign um, players at the college collegiate level, that's also, I think, um, an empty argument I'd be happy to have. But, I mean, um, you have to ask yourself, what is the whole point of all this? And I think the whole – the start of the college sports was an opportunity to generate revenue in local communities. It would be the same as alumni donating that would allow you to provide more educational opportunities than you're giving out. So you hand out 15 scholarships to generate enough revenue to pay for 25 or 30 kids to go to school for free. Yeah. Which in that case is a positive. That's a net positive, right? Oh, yeah. That's but you're a public. You're a public school. Now, for private, like you said, private, that's a whole different argument. For, yeah. for a state school yeah. that's taking state-funded money, for the, the whole purpose of the university is to imp- 
educate our society, it's that's their objective and their purpose, then it shouldn't be viewed as, mu as much of a business unless the business is strictly for a means to educate. And what you found is that has been the facade of, that has been the fake face of all of these programs is for the sake of education. And it has been clearly completely misconstrued when you pay a when you pay a college football coach $10 million a year, you're lying to everyone. And why we keep buying it, buying what they're selling is, to me, insane. That's tough, though, because if you pay a coach $10 million and they generate 10 times that much, then what's the problem? You run a nonprofit. I know. And you don't take the comparable compensation for someone that does your job at a private level. So why would a state school, a state-funded university that's supposed to be a nonprofit because they're a state school, why should their head coaches take comparable compensation as of that of a professional? Because you pay for what you get. Mm. At some point, there's a ceiling. I agree with of the diminishing for returns. For sure, for sure. There's definitely a ceiling, but I'm just saying. So at what point you, is if it? If you pay a coach. Five hundred thousand instead of ten million, then you're not going to have that ten million dollar coach. You're not going to have that big program. They're not going to recruit more kids. They're not going to get your school name out there for free. I mean, I, and I'll use a half Marshall million as an is example. an exorbitant amount of money. It is, but I'm just saying that Marshall's got their football program, you know, to the forefront. Now their soccer program, their and their school's growing, and that's all free publicity. It's I get massive it. Massive free. Publicity. I get it. Students want to go to but a winning football team. They want a st stadium. Only matters. If the budget spending is right, oh, I agree. It's a business. Truly right. It's a business, and you have to run it appropriately. But and these schools have gone to pass fails, and all just they make you take the whole idea of general education, for the most part, is misconstrued. Um, I can go on and on. Tuition goes up eight percent a year. Inflation's three percent. I'm sorry, I just you're not going to get me on this one. On state funded, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely, positively ridiculous. Uh, so Christopher says the Bears take Justin Fields. The Bears do take Justin Fields. And then Cody Free says, and the Bog just raised tuition. I don't know what the Bog is. Who's the Bog? I think it's a board of governors or the board of. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's talking about. Look it up on. Annual, isn't that crazy? Annually, every year for the last who knows how many years, college tuition goes up eight percent a year. Inflation is on average three percent. But the, they're not building new dorms. They're not hiring more staff. They're not building more facilities. So where's the money going? Everything costs more. Yeah. Hey, we live in West Virginia. We're the most heavily gas laden state in the world. And our gas bill still goes up every year. Highest tolerable price, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it that's why I don't. I, I don't like college yeah, sports. Yeah, Cody Freeze says Board of Governors at Marshall. Yeah. You see what you're dealing with here, Coach Freeze. At least on my end, knucklehead. Yeah, I'm, I'm ruthless. No, yeah. I just mean I'm a knucklehead. I didn't know. I didn't understand that one. But I'm. I'm just saying, man. I just. It's all wrong. It's kind of crazy. It's all wrong. Here's the thing. So I was thinking about this the other day. It's kind of like, and people use this in the business world a lot, you know, how do you work on the airplane while it's mid-flight? How do you backpedal all the things that are out of control? Because it's, it's, like it's, um, it's like building with Legos. You know, you build this big 
construction massive thing with Legos. Mm -hmm. And then how do you fix the bottom of it? How well, do you back sure. everything back yeah. down and still have your Lego model intact? Sure. So for 3% of what we spend on our military, you could make all state colleges tuition free. Yeah, I understand. There's, there's these easy solutions that nobody's willing so, to do, though. What we just did on a on a completely unneeded stimulus package that might borderline cripple the economy for five to ten years to follow, you could have made state college for free for the next hundred years. So, I I will get ruthless, brother man. It's ridiculous. I don't like roads either. I'm just saying. Or firemen, or police. Just saying. I got fourteen hundred dollars. I didn't need fourteen hundred dollars. Did? Oh yeah. Ask me if I did. Did you? Heck yeah, I got two kids. Mm. I got travel soccer to play for. What do you think? Mm. Did it change your life? Sure helped on my travel this weekend it, between Indianapolis and Cincinnati. Let it me change your life? Uh, no. Did it didn't change your life. Do you know did? how $1,400 goes when you got two kids? You sit here and watch. Let me help you out. You yeah, I watched watch it my go kid not very eat far. For an hour. <laughs> yeah. My kid just ate for an hour. I'm you know saying how much it, food he goes through? If it in a didn't week? change your life, you didn't need it. It helped me out for three weeks of food for him. <laughs> you know what a huge help that is? I'm trying to feed an athlete here. Organic, healthy food. Yeah, I know. I'm the money. guy saying, don't give me money, whatever. But I'll take yours gladly. Yeah, I, that's I, what everybody says. Put me a check right here. You can put one of my kids through food for two weeks. It just sucks, man. That is, so, travel weekend. This travel weekend, uh, 125 a night, so... 300 so 300 for hotel oh yeah three nights of hotel uh so that was 450 for three nights of hotel drove back and forth to cincinnati twice a day which is four hours of driving four and a half hours of driving a day plus five hours from indy plus five hours to indy so 10 hours so, so four tanks of gas mm -hmm. for a four-day weekend plus the travel fees for two kids 300 and some dollars for the weekend for the coaches and the actual showcase fees. So right there, my fourteen hundred bucks all in one weekend. And just like you like to stir the pot, I'll stir it just as well. Well, I'm just saying. What a you, first. You asked me if it was a life changer. There you go. It paid for one weekend. That's a first world problem if I've ever heard it. Right? Weren't? It's not. You know what I mean? That's just. I should have skipped it. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is between the three of the guys sitting here at the table, we could have paid for a I want whole... you to look Kit Kat in the face and tell her, hey, you should have just missed last weekend. All I am saying is that between the three of us, our stimulus checks yeah. easily could have put a kid... Zach's got three kids. Yeah, we could have put a kid through school for a year. So you asked me what's more important, what, Katie's what weekend. What kid can go through a school for 1400 bucks for a year? Well, us together. No. 28, 14... Whatever. 36. Yes. Yeah, tuition's about 10 grand a year. We could have put somebody through college for a year. That's more important. What? That would be oh more important gosh. than a weekend, the guitar I bought, and the privacy fence you're putting up. So Sorry. Hold so hold on. Sorry. No, no. Do I love not. the guitar? I love the guitar, by the way. You just stimulated the economy. I stimulated my guitar. He just my bought guitar. fence parts off somebody that owned a hardware store that needed some money. Oh, dude. Just save this. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah. You see what I mean? I don't. Okay, man. $1,400 went a long way in my pocket. How about you, Coach Sarah? That privacy fence. So those neighbors... Gotta have a fence. So those, neighbors can't, so those neighbors can't see what you're not doing in the backyard. Oh, no, the privacy fence is already up, but it's just the, 
the little section there. The gate the, he's got the gate. Yeah. I mean, and then my, my, he's got three kids, my though, completely you know? useless guitar. I don't know. Mike, give me yeah, a wife that, one of these days. Did, hold on. Where'd you buy that? New York. Oh, really? You spent money out of state? See, that's a double whammy. First, you get stimulus money, and then you don't even spend it in the state. I didn't buy foreign, to be fair. Yeah, but you didn't spend it I bought it an American-made guitar from a small business. I didn't buy from a chain. Okay, well, that's good then. So, see, you made an impact in Spouse's life with that money. Yeah, the $350 of net profit at the music shop. Yeah, that's $350 he didn't have. He might have kids. Yeah. He's got rent. He's got stuff to pay. Yeah. So, see, con economy stimulated. I'm just not on with this. Am I the only one? Some chat. Does anybody want to throw Faust a lifeline who wants Nobody the in chat is backing you up. They're no, right. everyone likes their stuff. That's right. Well, I mean, here's the difference. Yeah, here's words the thing. Kale, I'm just chilling. So. I mean, You're you, so non-confrontational. That's a fact. <laughs> this is true. I'm just chilling. <laughs> I'm only confrontational to... I can't believe Dave, by the way, who's, an, who's a teacher... Has an ed is just not backing me up on this. How? What's a teacher? I, I want my kids in the classroom and stuff that I do with. They have stimulus money. Yeah, give it to them. Mm. I mean, I like it when kindergartners have new clothes uh, the, to wear. There's plenty of kids that needed it, but there's plenty of families who did not. This one didn't go to anybody. You had to make under like eighty grand, right? Dude, it was. I don't remember the specifications of it. Oh yeah, it was under. It was ridiculous. Like uh, it was over like one fifty five for a married couple okay, together, yeah. yeah. So that would put you in the top whatever percent of the world's income. Sure, but it's not a world the poverty line. So you have if you're fifth if you're twelve All times right, no, above no, no. the poverty line. So here's how it works though. The big picture is you give Americans money, especially if they're under one hundred fifty thousand. What are they going to do with it? They're going to do exactly what Coach Sarah and I did, and what you did, by the way. They're going to go spend it, waste so, it. So now, now those. People in other countries that send us our goods, even though they got stuck in a Suez Canal, those people are going to make money off of this. It's going to filter down. It's fine. Trickle down the economy. That's how it works, pal. Trickle it right on down. It didn't change our lives, and we didn't change anybody's lives. It changed lives. my life. It got me a weekend of travel. I, I can't stand you. A heavy weekend. <laughs> I will come across the money. That's stable. Heavy weekend. He likes. He loves getting me amped up. I hate and how much you asked. And I let him. You. I let him do it, man. You, you asked me, did it change your life? Yeah. It, it did not. One it did not. Soccer. You were. Do you know how horrible you sound? <laughs> You're like, yeah, one weekend of travel soccer free. Thanks for the free so travel soccer for the weekend, broski. I'm over no, here trying to put free. a kid through I'm... school for a year, and you're like, free Hold weekend on. of soccer. Time out. My kids. Have a shot at an athletic scholarship somewhere, maybe. So, you know, therefore, money well spent. So, let me ask you. You're against travel soccer, then? What What are you, man? I'm just asking. What are you? Is he a, is he running I, for Congress? What I, are you? I assume you want your players to play in the offseason. Am I against travel soccer? See better players. You know what? Coaches, you know what? Get better opportunities. Actually, I am against travel soccer. So now you're against travel soccer. So you want the kids? I'm against the idea of travel soccer. Just to stay at home and live no, 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 no. Oh no, that's cool though. Nice way. Your arguing tactics are the worst. <laughs> are they? Yeah, they're no good. One of us is scrambling. One of us is not. I'm not scrambling. You're just pulling stuff out of thin air. No, I'm not. Yeah, this is how people get elected. Uh, so now I'm successful at it. But okay. they don't get reelected. 
disagree with that. I think Cummins always got a better shot. This guy just pulling stuff out of thin air. No. I'm against travel soccer because I'm I'm pro U.S. soccer and to progress. That's US a rough sell considering the men's soccer did not make the World Cup scene. Right, as travel soccer is the only country we're the only country that has pay to pay to win, pay to play soccer. It's funny the women's team's doing really good. Only because we are so far ahead because they don't have from a, soccer, from a civil rights perspective as opposed to the world. What? Yeah, so, so you're our saying female, there is our, a second country that just happens. I'm saying our female athletes have been way ahead of the game for a long time. If you watch our soccer, we play it better, sure, tactically, but athletically, it's insane how ahead of the game we are. It's insane. Jeez, I wonder why. Maybe it's because women have good college programs that don't get loaded up with foreign players? No, because we're like the only country that has little girls playing sports from the time they're three. And not really many other countries do that. Nadia Kamenichi. Only like the Russians and the Chinese, I guess. Oh, okay. And Chinese won world, Chinese won world cups. So we were none, and now we're some. I mean, not with three hundred thirty million people. Japan's pretty good. France is pretty good. Yeah, Germany's those those teams good. were pretty good for Brazil's pretty having good. Having a fifth of the population. Now. Now. I mean, it took them twenty years. Yeah, the women's team was always the greatest. Yeah, since like the last thirty years. No, they were not. Won the 94 World Cup. Up, or 90, battle. 98, 92. The women's is on an off year. 96. Yeah. The same, man. The men just don't have a natural path to the pros or to the national team. Yeah, because we have club soccer and university soccer. No, it has soccer. nothing to do with club soccer. It has everything to do with pay to play and Becky, university soccer. Becky Wood says there's 14 teams at tomorrow's track meet. So, Coach Sarah, listen, we'll be there till midnight. Good. Yeah, it'll be a long one. Good. What you you deserve good? it after your shenanigans. <laughs> it's not me. I'm fine. It's the kids got to suffer through that. The four by four kids, she's they're dead last. So let me ask you this. All right. Anyway, so here, has here's any the team. Hold on. Has any team? Yeah. That's won the World Cup. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Gotten their players from post-secondary scholastic soccer programs. Answer is no. So do you want to start there? Hold on. What any team like the women's team? And on the men's team. Oh, the men's on the team. men's national in the men's national level, has there ever been a World Cup winning team that has gotten their professional soccer players, their athletes on their first team from university soccer? No. Hold on. So in Europe, when they go to university at eighth grade and they start playing soccer for their they play for the clubs. You don't have nineteen year olds playing college soccer and then going on to play on the national they team. don't have college soccer exactly thank you they Next. have again they have a pipeline in place at the club our pipeline would be college soccer because we have college soccer their pipeline is club soccer academy level and they don't have to pay to go to school and they don't have to pay to play they don't have to pay thousands of dollars to play youth that's soccer. because it's in place yeah okay so if we had a college system if we had a it, you, if you don't have the technical ability by 14 you're done so make that the gateway into the college system as well when Can't you work. hit high school you start prepping for college you get your college Can't roster work. you get your college of choice you go play for your college and you go on the pros can't work because what's working right now is just awesome yeah what we have right now is university and no club. We, don't, we don't have university and club yeah we do and it's horrible what what's university are you talking about 
what soccer player is on the national team right now that played college soccer? I don't know. It's starting. Is there one? That's because they can't because foreign players fill up the rosters. On our men's national team, sometimes there's a few. No, no, on the college rosters. So therefore, there are no players. That's a new thing. That go play in college. That go. Dude, that's that so is new. not. That's so. I'm new. 47. I was in college 25 years ago. Guess who? What are our Wesleyan's national champion soccer team? How many Americans were on it? Yeah, like five. Were they NAI? The goalie or was a 30 year old guy with a kid. Was it NAI or were they Double A at the time? I don't know. Lots. I, I didn't pay attention. Soccer. A lot. Other than the door, the apartment I lived in, across the street, the thirty year old guy with his kid and his wife, they lived in a house. Right. Well, it's a lot harder to get cleared to play Division One than it is. I'm just saying. Twenty five years ago, our national championship winning soccer team at West Virginia Wesleyan, which is in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, right, was full of foreign players. And it wasn't even D one, brother. That's so. my point. So therefore, West Virginia kids didn't even get into a D two school. Yeah. To go play soccer. Because they weren't good enough. How are they going to get good enough? Well, it's too late. That's why they weren't playing at 19, because it's too late. It's too late. So that has to be fixed So what six. you're saying is we got to fix it. So we got to go to Europe's system where you decide whether you're a pro soccer player by 14 or not. Correct. And that's what those kids do. Correct. So our university would be the equivalent of like when you're playing – what they call Sunday league or like you're, you're semi-pro. So you're on, you're training with coaches and you're trying to break back See, into the pro system. The problem's big scope here. And all the other countries you talked about, like you said, we're the number one country. So every other country in the world does it, but we're not because we're American. We're just going to use feet and inches because we want to, we want to be different. No, that's a whole different conversation. You know what I mean? Come on. It's because the other countries don't educate everybody, first of all. And second of all... The Western ones do. No, they don't. How many are there? Tell me who educates everybody. Germany? No. So Germany doesn't educate everybody. Correct. We educate everybody. 100% of the population gets What's this have to do with the club soccer, the academy soccer? Because our priorities are focused on making our country better as a whole and not just for sport. In those other countries, especially European countries that focus on soccer where it's a national pastime and it's everything, then they have the ability to do that. But they don't care what happens to those kids if they don't make it. What happens to those kids that don't make it at 14, They're, they're at just normal like no, they, else? No, they're now uneducated knuckleheads that get turned out. They go the to world. school too. That's mm -hmm. part. Of, they go to school as well. They go mm -hmm. to school the same. They do both. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, they do, man. I mean, just – Look it up. Wow, man, I understand what you're saying. D1 so, educates our athletes too in D1. You know, I was at the D2 school. And, but didn't you say something about pass fail classes and mushy mushy education? Yeah, that's where our university's gone to. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, so they're failing too. I mean, there's a whole bunch of problems, but I mean, I don't try and like just. You're trying to take detours on the argument to like win no, an argument. I'm not. You're not trying, I'm to, just, I'm you're just trying saying, to win an argument. You're I'm not actually. Saying, no, you can't compare apples to oranges in other countries or oranges. We're apples. We're apples. Yeah. We, we are the number one country in the world. We dictate what happens across the whole globe here. Yeah. And but we, we, we didn't even qualify for a World everybody. Cup. Everybody. Yeah. We That's my point. We didn't qualify. And we're so dumb. So obviously it's broken. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. So fix it at the. I'm just trying. I can. Fixed. I'm just telling you how to fix soccer. 
Well, I'm I can't tell you how to fix the other stuff. Well, you can't fix soccer by having our college rosters loaded up with foreign players. It doesn't matter. If you're not pro by 18. All right, hold on, let me ask you. You're saying it doesn't matter, but does it help? It doesn't help. Okay, then. Let's do what helps. But what I'm telling you is. Let's create spaces where and, kids can go play college soccer. When you're in an academy. Yeah. And you get at 18, you get a contract or you do not. Done. That's it. I understand. So here, we're like, now you can start getting ready for the pros at 18. Everywhere else, it's like, hey, you've got it or you don't. And they're right and they're wrong. And like, there's guys like Jamie Vardy who fight their way from League 3 to being Premier League champions. Yeah, you have those swan songs, but it just it doesn't happen that often. But they do have those lower clubs. For us, it can be university. You don't make it pro at 18? We'll go play university soccer. Now here's your second chance. Players do that here. They come from Europe or South America, and they come play university soccer because they couldn't go pro in their domestic countries. And they're like, well, I'll go to university and then try and go pro in America. So they're using us as that backup that I'm saying should be our own backup. It's not. You can eliminate that by eliminating foreign players, which is fine. It would open up a lot more spots, give a lot more kids opportunity to play soccer. Second chances, but I mean, the MLS draft... I'll take the second chance all day long. But the MLS draft is waiving third-round picks, even for the foreign players. So the MLS teams are saying, I would rather not have a third-round college prospect in the United States from every single kid that's available. I'd rather Cause there aren't wave that many. it. I'd rather wave it. How many are there? Right. I mean, look at Marshall's team. There's five. They don't play. Yeah, but I'm saying even of the foreign, they waive all the picks. They don't want any of the players from any of the schools. By third round, teams start to waive their picks because it's more valuable to waive your pick than to let a draft pick eat up a roster slot because they've got a salary cap. Yeah. So, I mean, there's another issue. Oh, there's lots of issues. I agree, but that doesn't help. But Have, this, Having the, your college rosters. And here's the crazy part. I could understand D1, Sure. D1, load your teams up, play for a national championship. But, I mean, when you're talking about Wesleyan. Oh, I, I get it, When man. you're talking about UC. When you're talking it. about West Lib. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are small Division two colleges in mm -hmm. West Virginia. And they're eating up with foreign kids? Then that's a crime. Because I would much rather see my taxpayer money and see our local colleges. I agree. Have West Virginia and United States kids. And I'm not one of those people that are anti-immigrant. My mom's an immigrant. Right. I'm just saying I want opportunities for our kids to play sports. Well, it goes you back to – You don't see it in football. Yeah. You don't see it in baseball. You don't see it in tennis. You don't see it in every other sport except soccer. Well, you go back to what's your objective, like we talked about before. Mm -hmm. Is your objective to give kids an opportunity to continue playing sports at the next at, – into adulthood, or is it to educate the most Americans possible for as little money as possible from the school – you know, from a government assistance it perspective, is, and I understand it. But and I, so you, you got to ask yourself what's your what's your objective, and what are you willing to compromise to accomplish that? Well, it's like NASCAR, though. Once you let one team have an advantage, then you got to let all of them have. An no, advantage. I get it, and that's what's happened. They let one team load their roster with foreign players, and they're like, kick the crap out of whoever, and now they're like, well, we got to let everybody do it. Yeah, it's definitely so rough. If you want to be competitive, you have to do it. Yeah, but it's a Again, a catch-22. Then you also eliminate all those American kids from playing at the next level. So, therefore, they'll never get to the national team. The national team's now pulling from a pool of players that's so small it's ridiculous, i.e., they're going to be bad because they just don't have the pool of talent. Players never develop. Yeah, but, I mean, we don't have the system to promote 14-year-olds 
to be. Why would you? Where are they going to go? Pro. That's my point. How Pro. many? No, no, no. Listen to what you're saying, though. How many kids sit here and look at it and say, I have a chance to go play college soccer? Yeah. Hardly any. You have to be an incredible standout to make a college roster right Yeah. Now. So, therefore, why waste your time playing soccer in West Virginia? Right. Well, it doesn't help that soccer is not a popular sport here. Why would it be? You can't yeah. go to college and play it. But there's not money in it. Why would there be? You can't go to college and play it. Well, because we don't like it. Because you can't go to college and play it. Well, it's not because you can't go to college and play it. It's because we don't like it. No, I disagree. Why does everybody like football? Because everybody can go play football. Everybody can go play football at the college level. Therefore, it's an even playing field. Yeah, it's same with baseball, time. same with softball, same with tennis. You walk into any of those teams at a college level, and you're going to be like, oh, hey. All I'm saying is that we love football. but We do. I agree. And I'm not a football guy. There's only like three football franchises worth a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. And all the other – and like the Yankees. And like maybe the Dodgers are up there. And then every other billion-dollar sports team is soccer. And they like make up the wide like it's overwhelming. I'm on board because all the you. money's in all the money's in soccer. It's just not in the, here because our professional league cripples that, and our media and stuff. There's so many sports to choose from to watch and all that stuff. I mean, there's a million reasons, but I mean, the big one is there's no local familiarity with it because there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah, if there isn't a pipeline for the kids to go there, then there's no reason for well the, the pipeline to in the pipeline in Europe is your town of. Charleston, West Virginia would have a professional team. You're, you're, but that's the tail wagging the dog in this argument because they don't have baseball, they don't have football, they don't have other sports to choose from. It is soccer. Yeah, or rugby or right. cricket. Soccer, rugby, cricket, that's about it. Yeah. Here they can choose from 20 different sports oh, because yeah. they're all free. Everybody can do them. Oh, yeah. In Europe, it's a different deal. It's soccer or rugby or cricket. Yeah, which are all three different types of personalities of people, too. Body kind of like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, mentality, so. you kind of get, yeah, kind of almost. Um, well, everybody can play soccer. You almost get like mazed into which. Sure. You know, like you're either aggressive. I mean, you can be aggressive and play any of those sports, but yeah. naturally, this kid would play rugby. Naturally, this kid would play cricket. And naturally, this kid would play soccer, and there's sure. not much deviation. No, yeah. I totally get that, man. All right, then you then you're on board with what I'm saying. Then you understand. I understand what you're saying. You make a valid point, but I definitely strongly disagree. How can you disagree? If because you have this. Not there, you have a you have a dream. Have, you have yeah. a dream that like it's not a dream. It's you want something sense. else for Why kids that don't go pro at eighteen to have, and that's the whole thing. They don't no. get anything else. I know they don't get anything else. Hence, your pro team's not going to be there. You can't feed a pro team from nothing, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to feed a pro team. We're trying to feed a national team from nothing. I mean, what's our national team on the women's side made up of? College players. They pick the best and the brightest college players because they have how many college teams? They are didn't there? have a pro oh, yeah, team. Right. They didn't have a pro league until six years ago. Doesn't matter. The national teams fed by the college level. Yeah, they have two hundred women's college teams to pull from, which I'm sure it's more than that. I'm just being conservative. Here. There's plenty of foreign players on those teams too. Uh, the women's side, there's some. I agree. There's, you, you say plenty, but it's heavy. Eighty uh, percent American. Easy. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's heavy. I mean, I don't know what you could look up. I like. mean, WVU has like six Canadian players, and they're in the top ten past four years. Yeah. They have like six Canadian players. The rest of the roster is made up of yeah. Americans. Yeah. Okay. So my point is when you have a national team that can pull from that amount of players, then now you have a pool of players to pull from. Your national team is going to be good. 
Who do you pull from from our national team in America? Where do you go? You aren't going to the college level. So where are you going? Where are you pulling from? The MLS. That, how do they get to the MLS? Because they're good enough at 18 to go pro. So you're going to say an 18-year-old is going to be your pool of players that you pull from. How do they get to that level from 16 to 18 to make it into the MLS? They don't. They had to have been there at 14. From where? It has to start at 6. From where? Exactly. That's my point. You're wanting to pull a national team that's going to qualify for the World Cup from nowhere. That's right. Not and, I'm saying you have to, and I'm saying Ever. you have to build that. You, so. Yeah, you got to build it by having a college team. You don't start at the end. No, but d- there's a disconnect. So you play here. You play rec league. You play middle school. You play high school. You have to go to a travel team. Right. And then only if you can afford the travel team do you go on a travel team. Or Correct. you're so good that they let you Which is in. still super crazy rare. Right. So that's your choices. And then that's what you pull from to go to the national team. Yeah. Unless that- you unless you get on the ODP team, which gives you an $85 tryout. Right. That's not really even a tryout. And then those players do training in December, January, a little bit of February. Then they stop because travel season happens. And then in June, without having a single practice, they go to a regional game where they get crushed. Right. But, hey, surely that'll work to pull national players. I think it I totally think everything that we do with youth soccer is totally trash. Okay, so, so why just, don't we build a natural pipeline like we have for the women's side where American kids go on and play college soccer? Then you have how many college soccer teams to pull from? My goodness, four or 500. Now you just opened up the floodgates of having a good national team. I just don't think it, I think it's, it's an apples to oranges comparing the men's to the women's. Well, I'm just saying it's a natural Because the reason that the women's is structured like that is because there's not any money in women's soccer. What? The women's team makes 10 times more than the men's team. They don't. That's actually what Megan Rapopone is all upset about. Or are you talking about no, selling? they generate 10 times more. Yeah, and, they, and the athletes get paid less. So yeah, that's the but whole. that's my point. They generate way much more money. But they, Even their college teams, the women's college teams, generate more money than men's. So you're going to tell me women's soccer, adult women, produce more money than men's? Times 10. At the professional level? No, only no, national team. National team. Right, I'm talking about professional. There's no money in women's soccer, so there's not. It's late to the game, though. That's a that's that's why there's not a strong the gender issue, but it's a late yeah. To the but game. that's why it's not there. I mean, the men's league's not really been it, the stellar league that everybody. It's only we've only had a league since 1992. How long they had a women's league? 2010. So you wanting to compare something that's got an extra? No, you are. 18 years on it. No, I'm saying giving the women a fair shake. Give another 18 years and see where how much. And there won't be a women's team worth a billion dollars. Uh, in America. Yeah, there won't be. What men's team's worth a billion? In America, none. Oh, okay then. But I'm saying that the pipelines from the other countries, there are multiple, multiple, there's so much money in it, and that's why they're there. Again, we're not talking other countries. We're talking about the problem here. The problem here is women's, the women's team is 10 times better So you think the path of success is that we need to be more different than everybody else? No, I'm and saying we're going to be the only ones that have a structure like that, and that's what lead, that's what will lead us to the most success. Yes, the women's team has just proved that time. Dude, and time it's completely again. apples to oranges. They just completely proved it. Completely crazy apples they just to proved oranges. It. The it's women's team close. kills everybody. It's not even close. But you wait. The reason that you said that the women's team was so successful because we are a top tier country, beating up on non athletically. Okay, but our men can't do that. Right, because soccer is not just about athleticism. But Only the for men, it is apparently. Not women. 
because our women are so far ahead of other countries athletically. Yeah. What is going on here, man? That's crazy. I yeah, it is. But I mean, it's just I've seen some Russian tennis players that just kill people. They didn't play soccer. And Where's marathon the Russian? runners and triathletes, ping pong players. The women's game tactically is at a completely different stage than the men's game. It's completely different. I know they're better. Coach Sarah knows I'm I'm on the money here. He I'm just it. here so I don't get fined. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm just chilling. Just chilling. Paul Scholes can't jump high. He can't run fast. He's not strong. Who? Paul Scholes. I don't even know who that is. 5'8", 155 You know what's crazy? Pounds. I do know who Megan Rapino is. Yeah. But what I'm telling you is you can look at the – I know who Brandy Chastain is. Yeah. I can't name one single U.S. men's national player. Yeah. Not a single one. Do you know why? Because they stink. They do stink. Because there's no pipeline for the kids. That's correct. So, therefore, our national team's always going to stink. Right, and you want the pipeline to start at the end when they're adults at 18. No, I want their – so, here's the problem. We have a really good youth system in place. We do not. There's opportunity for kids to play. Youth sports are a multi-billion dollar industry. We're doesn't just trying matter. to make a bunch matter. of money. Hold on. Is Mason County Rec League about money? No. It's a rec league. There you go. So any kid can get in that rec league and play. Yeah. Can any kid play in middle school for free? Why, yes, they can. Can they play in high school for free? Why, yes, they can. Yeah. What can't they do? Go to college. But you know what free. you get when you can play for free? Yeah. Free coaching. Okay. You get the level. You get what you pay for. I disagree wholeheartedly. You three choose to coach for pennies. Can you produce a men's national team player, Zach? I can't. I mean, no, but. I can't. So, so you're saying that if you went to Europe and got the equivalency of what you're dealing with over there here, that you couldn't coach with those boys? Hold on. I was born and raised in Europe, same guy? No, I'm saying right now if they brought over a European coach that coached U15 in the middle of nowhere with a poor soccer heritage that you couldn't hold your own. To win one game, no, I'm just saying I can coach a game. You couldn't hold your own? I can coach a game. All right then. There you go. Thank you. But I can't coach point. I can't coach a program. You have something Like there's to, a difference. There Okay. Put us in a one game situation. We're awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yes. But that's not for long. That's for right now in this moment. I can win a game. Okay then. But I can't You're a great coach. I agree. Produce a fantastic player overall to go on to the next level. Oh, Jesus. Why not? Like the pro level. Well, of course not. You're, you're a high school coach. Ability. We don't, you should be coaching them to go into the college level. Yeah, except they have to have the technical ability by 14 to go pro. We're not talking pro. Just get them to college and let the college coach teach them to go pro. But they can't because then they're, they're already 23 and they've only played against 19 and 20-year-olds. And? You can't go pro at 22, Oh, you can. It's right, just then. unconventional. Oh, maybe it's because our system's not set up for it. I agree. Yeah, because you can't do that. I mean, this is insane. This is an insane. You're saying argument. you can't do that. There's so it's okay for baseball. Here. It's okay for baseball to universally draft out of high school. Universally, and we're all just cool with that. And we're like, oh yeah, baseball, America's pastime with no salary cap, by the way. Yeah. And we have AAA. Yeah. And we're fine with how their system is, but Hold we on. can't do that for soccer because that's literally soccer, by the way, is what we have for baseball. I agree with you. Put it in place. Let the boys go to college and play and then jump into the minors and then jump into the Zach, you love baseball. Is college a backup for professional baseball players? Thanks. So we should have 
our college as a like backup. A, that's fine. Have not it our as primary. A you want it as a primary. That's because again, there's no. You're not getting the players because there's no path for them. It ends at high school. Therefore, there's no future. Therefore, you don't have the high school players. Man, this is an insane conversation. It is. I don't understand. How many college scholarships go to soccer this players? An, this is an insane conversation. How many college scholarships? I mean, the NCAA designates that you get the same whatever. I'm just asking, how many go? What are you talking about? How many kids out of high school soccer in West Virginia go into a college scholarship in uh, soccer? Uh, I don't know. Very few. Okay. Less than 10, probably. Well, we're not any good at soccer, so they shouldn't. So, therefore, hold on. Just play the numbers here. If you had a kid, put yourself in my seat. You have a kid playing high school soccer. He's decent. Yeah. Do you tell him, hey, let's go push for soccer because your odds of getting one of those 10 scholarships is so great? Why no, is it I mean, about money? I don't Because I don't get how's that. he going to get to college and play soccer? I gave that number probably off of full scholarship. Like probably, sure. there's probably there's probably ten to fifteen full scholarships yeah, coming sure. to us. I don't know. I mean, we'll, I don't know. We'll say before, we'll just but, say thirty, forty, but partial. I mean, but yeah, yeah but I mean, so, you know, there's so maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I mean, if your objective is to go to college and get your college paid for, I mean, then no, the objective is to go to college and extend your career a little longer. Hmm. But my point is, how many kids can you tell that in a state? How do you expect all these kids? Whereas they'll look at baseball and say, well pretty good shot of you know going to college maybe jumping into minors mm -hmm. extending my career a couple more years or football and that's only an option because of the money that's involved in the sports or how in this country track well that's a hard one there is no professional track career but man a lot of kids go to college for it four times more than any other sport in high school there's also a lot more athletes on the team because they have a really good shot at a college scholarship because there's a million events. It's like a million sports in one. So, apples to oranges. No, just there's a college waiting on them. Yeah, because there's 100 athletes on every track team. And there's 22 on a soccer, you know, 25 kids on a soccer roster. Still play the numbers. Yeah. There are no numbers for soccer. That's my point. There's no numbers. But you can, you know, the, the thing in track and field is, you know, you at the Division One level or whatever, you know, you're chasing Olympic glory or whatever. Sure. To start. I'm with you, but and then Division once you, two, Division three, NAIA. And then you reach a point where you're like, oh, I'm not Olympic, so then I guess I'm just going to go to college for free. Actually, and... there's Diamond League. There's a pro. Yeah. Pro League. Not watching a lot of that. They get paid a lot. Jackie Joyner Kersey gets a lot of Nike endorsement. Yeah. Or did. I don't know who it is now, but. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed, so. Mm -hmm. I like live, eat, breathe, and sleep sports, so I'm sure that not many other people do either. Oh, you have to get on the ball then, Fausty. Come on. Diversify your Did sports you know about sport. the Diamond League? I did not. Mm. I don't even this have got TV, you off your I've fence, seen, maggot. I've seen TV before. Back when I had TV. What, did you pay for like all the extra satellite no, channels? No, it's on and like you got ESPN or whatever. They have the Diamond League. The on. ESPN 7? Hey, I've never seen that. Look it up. Look it up. You, you still have, have ESPN on my right TV. Front of you. you used you to have got, my ES, ESPN on my like TV 24 three. hours a day. You got three computers in front of you. Look it up. Zach, you're such a France. <laughs> such a Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah. Switzerland's not involved at all. Then France is always changing their mind which side they're on. He's on my side. He knows the deal. Have an opinion. He does. It's Get involved. He, just, he doesn't want to say I that. mean, you're, you're the neutral. You can go back and forth. You can be with Dave and then with me and then with Dave. You're in the position to get the most out of this of the three of us. Yeah. And Come you're on, getting sorry. none. 
Okay. The Diamond League is an annual series of elite track and field athletic competitions comprising 14 of the best invitational athletics meetings. Uh, the series sits in the top tier of the Royal Athletics one-day meeting competitions. The inaugural season was in 2010. Bam! Wow. Never heard of this 10-year-old league. I knew that there was the... Um, so they have the Worlds every year. Yeah. And I knew about the Worlds. Yeah. But I, I don't know anything else. Yeah. Now it says the series sits in the top tier of the Royal Athletics, formerly known as the IAAF, which I've heard of the IAAF before. But Okay. So they changed the name. I don't know. Pretty big sport in the Olympics for some reason. So as I understand it, huh. Olympic athletes don't make that much money. Hussein Bolt's poor. Oh, yeah, dude, the fastest man who's ever lived. Man, you are just the worst debater ever in this stuff, man. You always just pick crazy outliers. What about the whoever makes the Olympic trials in pole vaulting? How much money do they make? I don't know. It depends on how they did in the Diamond League that year. So not very much? What, what do you have? What's the Diamond League? Get, pull up some earnings. Fact check this man. Make a ton of money. You don't have to make a ton of money to be happy. The number one, I mean, the number one athlete in each respective sport for America makes a bunch of money in the Diamond League. What about all the other people competing? What if you're twelfth? What do you make? You find anything? <laughs> what kind of fact checker are you, Sarah? Now he's turned on you. All right. So this is this is from the DiamondLeague.com. This is just the beginning of this article, like how it pops on Google. Yeah. At every series meeting. A total of twenty-five thousand U.S. dollars will be up for grabs in each diamond discipline. In the final, the Wanda Diamond League champion in each discipline will receive thirty thousand U.S. dollars in prize money, with a further thirty thousand U.S. dollars distributed amongst the other finalists. So thirty thousand to the winner of pole vault, and then thirty thousand distributed down for everybody else. Mm -hmm. That's so. Think about this. So if you're the best pole vaulter in America, yeah, yeah, which would make you. A top whatever in the world. Sam, Sam, uh, I can't remember his name. Caleb knows his name. I want to say it's not Kenneth. Jeez. Sam, whatever. But you'd have to win every event. No, you wouldn't have to win every event. You, I mean, you'd have to win every time you go. No, you wouldn't. That's just to make 30,000 to win 10 events. That's 300,000. Then you'd have to win every, you'd have to win every one. And then to have, for what? To get the 300,000, you'd have to be the unanimous standout. So what do yeah. you get when you get second and third? And th I mean, I'm sure they pay, pay through the eighth places and, or whatever, oh, top yeah, eight, top ten. They, they probably pay top in 15. In 2013, the IAF Diamond League offered a total of $8 million U.S. million in prize money. There you go. I mean, think about it like this. What's it take to field a NASCAR team? I bet bowlers make more money. They might. But again, extending their career, making a living, doing something that they love. So how many competitors are there? So you have to be one of... As you said, there's 100 people on a track team. So you so. have to be one of 15 in America? Or can other countries compete as well? Well, how much does a National League player make? I don't know. That doesn't even make the World Cup. Doesn't even, get to the, doesn't even get to the world. They're stage. they're all they're all wealthy. I mean, they're everyone who's on the national team that starts is a you know decent club level. Somewhere. I think their average salary for the women is like seventy two thousand. That's a little high, I would imagine. I wouldn't imagine it'd be that much. The MLS minimum is the MLS league minimums like just went to seventy or eighty thousand. 
Okay, maybe I, I, I was reading a book and I can't remember what I said. I thought seventy-two thousand was something. It's really messed up. Like the women are paid less than I have oh, no yeah, idea. Oh yeah, they paid way, way less like, than the men. All the national sports, like from the U.S. perspective, like from the like the U.S. Soccer Federation and all of our Olympic. Oh yeah. Men and women should make exactly the same. I agree wholeheartedly. That's like the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. It's not private. It's public. It's yeah. public money. So yeah. like that's just. You know what I mean? Hey, what you get when uh, you know old white men run the joint? Well, old white men don't run the U.S. Soccer Federation. We have elected foreign people. Well, I'm just saying that they've skewed it forever, so therefore we're playing yeah, the rules from 30 years ago. Yeah, it's poor. It sucks, man. That's we do agree on that. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Well, I knew you were on my side the whole time. You're just too stubborn to admit it. No, you just don't know what you're talking about with professional soccer, which is fine. It's funny because one of us is backing up the system that doesn't work, and the other one's saying we got to change. Did I ever at one point back up our system at all? Yes, one you did. time, I literally said wreck it all. Literally start fresh. It all is a. F- you don't even have to start fresh. You just got to add college in. So next, I want to get rid of club travel soccer and, and university soccer, and I'm the one that's supporting the Hold system. On. So what, are you how, mad? How are kids? Are you insane? Hold on. How are kids? Are gonna, you gaslighting me right now? Back back up your your argument then. What do they do in place of club soccer? What do they do in place of club soccer? You would have professional teams that have academies, so the youth. Oh, like club soccer. No. They wouldn't be clubs. No, listen. I can go coach elite at, level teams. I can go coach. I can that, go coach club soccer and get paid and be technically a professional. But yeah, I'm not sending I, anybody. I don't think you can because you don't have a British accent. I'm not sending anybody to. Um, brilliant, bloody brilliant. Hey, Kansas City I'm is like a number one youth sports city in America. Do you know that Kansas City? I don't know. Zach probably hasn't. Zach stole it. Braden probably borrowed it. Um. But yeah, so I want to completely break Is the system. Black? I don't know. And you want U.S. college soccer to be the pipeline for the for the men's team? Do you steal our charger for? No, this is the one Braden oh. had me. Hey, Katie, can you come get this Bra- one that Braden borrowed? It probably was. Anyway, so you're wrong. I'm not wrong. You you got to have an answer. See, here's the thing. You're just saying just wreck it all, but you don't have an answer. And my solution I do is have an very answer. simple. I do have an answer. You just want club soccer want with academies. a different name on it. You want to wrap up club soccer in a different wrapper. No, I want to wrap up club soccer to professional teams. Yeah, but they are tied to professional teams. They're not. They are, too. They're not. They are, too. West Virginia Football Club just announced that they have a partnership with FC Cincinnati. Cool. And there's a team in Columbus, Ohio that's the Columbus, Ohio I love the singular clubs out of two states. I'm just saying they have them. And how many club teams are there? So what's the percentages? I, Poor. I, man, it's you, you know if you just had like a college system in place for adults, where there college is everywhere, should all, where adults are already should be pro already, but, but they are not. So what's the point? Exactly. What's the why university? So go ahead and scrap them be because extra. they should be pros anyway, and then let the kids play. Let them play. Let the kids play. Listen, I'm all for rec soccer and college soccer and all that stuff. I'm just not for it feeding our national team. Well, you can't feed it from nothing. You can feed it from professional academies. Like everybody else does. So you want to have professional academies, but you don't I want do. club teams. I, I don't. That's essentially what club teams No, is. because a club team, you have to pay. And we have this facade where we let these parents pay thousands of dollars for kids that aren't any good. What? They're not any good? Katie, no. you stink. I know. See? She knows. No. Thank you, not Thomas. falling for the emotional argument. But how? So you don't? You've never been a part of any club opposing or for where those kids had no business being on a club team? Their parents just paid for them to play. That is not how our club works. 
That's not saying that's how your club works. Have you ever been a part of that? No. Or seen an opposing team have that? Not that I know of. But mm. I don't know what opposing teams pay or don't pay. Right. So you've never seen a kid who's like, man, they, they shouldn't be on playing club. Yeah. Skill-wise. Are you serious? Well, I've experienced it on my I mean, like their first club team was kind of like a glorified rec team. Right. But that's when they were U10, so, I mean, right. you kind of expect that sure. they're still pulling kids and out. And it's in West Virginia. And it's in West Virginia. Sure. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, U10, maybe some of the kids shouldn't have been there, but the, the fee was super cheap. The coach was a guy that never played soccer, but he was a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm Our just... Our next team, though, was a level up, coached by a Marshall player, All-State player two times in a row, West Virginia girl. Yeah. She's playing on the national team? Nope. Hmm. She's almost got a British accent, if that helps. She it does. Actually, she's from Hurricane, so she doesn't have that. But my point is, all the players are quality. But they're, you're, they're it's in, women. They're in to give me on the team. Right. And that's cool. But that's not every club, for sure. You just asked me if I knew of any. And I, said, I, just, I, just, I was just asking. But I definitely experienced that hardcore. Fifteen years ago. You're old. Ten. You're old. Eight, nine, ten. <laughs> but I've seen it now. All I mean, right. I know kids that are playing. So club. how how are these kids? I've coached be kids that are, I've out. coached kids that pay to play club that are definitely not good enough. But well, sure, but I mean, it's money. It's a paying business. for the training is fine. Sure, I but mean, there's got to be travel. But, what, but in other players. countries, those kids, if the well, one, they don't play at an academy because they're not good enough. So they play for the school or whatever, and they have fun and learn all the skills and all that stuff. And the kids that are good, yeah. they get completely fostered and coddled, and they don't have to pay to play. Their parents aren't shelling out $10,000 a year to pay, to, sorry, to play, and then they're not buying RVs to travel all around to do all the tournaments. It's all just handled because they foster those kids because they sign those kids to contracts at 15 and 16, and they sell them. Hey, there's a girl that signed a contract at like 11. There's there's FIFA rules against you can't sign a kid before fifteen and a half. I hear they they had a, I can't remember what the story was. She's twelve. Fifteen and a half or fourteen and a half? I can't remember. You'd have to fact check me, Zach. Would you fact check that for me? Hey, Katie, what was that girl's name? Olivia something. Olivia something. Olivia something. Google her. Olivia something. I can't help it. Wouldn't that be crazy if that was actually her last name? Katie's the smart one of the group, and that's what we got. So what's so the rule for professional, Zach? Is it 15 or four? Well, and a half? she... It, was that what, who it was? A USA team? National team girl? She's 15. 15. There you go. Well, you can play on the national... That's not... You could play I as an amateur. I thought there was like a 12-year-old or something that... You could play as an amateur. The minimum age requirement for FIFA is 15. 15. So at 15, you can sign a professional contract. I swear I didn't think she was 15, though. Okay. So and yeah. all the good, like the really great players, and they sign them at 15. You can only sign a maximum of a three-year deal at 15. Yep. So that way they can't take advantage of a player and, like, lock them down for a long time. It's so like Ryan Giggs, for example, who you don't know. Famous left winger at Manchester United, generational player. Played for 20 years there almost. Won a bunch of titles. He was part of this big class. And he played for Manchester City's academy. Okay, but he hadn't been offered a contract yet, and that time was kind of coming. He was 15, and he got approached by Manchester United, same city, rival club, right? And 
they offered his parents, you know, hey, we're offering him a contract. And he was like, whoa. So he calls Man City and gave them an opportunity to sign. They said, no thanks. Because he said, basically put it in their hands like, hey, you got to sign me to a contract or I'm going to sign with Man United. They're like, go ahead. And so he went on and signed with Man United and be a generational player. But, like, he was 15. And all these, most of these generational players, I mean, that's, at 15, 16, that's, you already know it. I mean, it's just, you know it. It happened to us, Christian Pulisic in America. He, um, he was playing professional soccer and had to come back from Germany to to go to prom. <laughs> but he was playing at 17. Yeah. You know, you remember Freddie Adu, how big his name was because he signed a contract. You don't remember Freddie Adu and all the Got Milk commercials and all that stuff? Freddie Adu was the first, like, big American to sign a youth contract like that. He was at 16 and signed with the uh, DC, United. DC United at 16. And people were like, Whoa. How long ago was this? Mid, Early to mid-2000s. Early 2000s. So he signed with DC United, and everyone was like, whoa. And he was like the face of youth soccer. Remember, he was on all those crazy commercials and all that stuff. He had a lot of potential, but he ended up just being a very average player. But Maybe even a stretch to say average. But, but see, that's the thing. We had one Freddie Adu. In all these other countries, they have 40. A hundred. Hundreds of 16-year-olds that are signed to pro contracts. Soccer is their national pastime. Mm-hmm. So compare our baseball to their soccer. Yeah, well, you got to get it there, man. It's not going to get there without college players. I think so. I, I know not. I would bet the house on it. There isn't a step in place. and when That's like saying, I'm going to build this house, and by the way, I'm going to leave out a whole row of block. Well, you can't build a house on thin air. Well, the college is the roof, guy. No, it's Dang not. Dang near. It's the no, second it's story. No, it's not. I just don't know how you how so you're you, going to you fix. How are you going to teach six year olds technical soccer by fixing university soccer? Tell me that. Because the rec leagues are already in place. The rec leagues are everywhere. They're not any good. The middle. Why would they be? What parent exactly. looks at it and says, "Boy, you can, you got a shot to go to college to play soccer." Nobody. But everybody says that about baseball, football. Even though that's super unrealistic, because we don't get that many football scholarships in West Virginia, they still think that. Therefore, they play midget league like nobody's business. Therefore, they play middle school like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. High school like nobody's business. Just for that hope. That hope's not there in soccer. Period. I guess. No, I mean, there's no guessing. That's just how it is. Well, I think that's messed up, too. It is messed up. That we teach the kids that the only reason to play a sport is to get a college scholarship. No, it's not that. I'm just saying that if you're a decent athlete, you know you got a shot. You know, if all right, so let's assume if you had a decent ass, athlete in your home, you know there's some football scholarships going to West Virginia boys somewhere. Mm-hmm. D two, D three, sure, whatever. Not in soccer. You yeah. know that is not gonna be a possibility. Yeah. Very rare. They better be stinking a Borowski, outstanding. Or yeah. a Braxton, all state, outstanding. If they're not, they have no chance. Right. And I'm just, you know, that's a little dramatic, but I know that. But well, you know. And those kids aren't getting offered But in football, in football, you can go to Glenville. Yeah, you can. And get on a team, do your three years, play some when you're a senior. But there's you know, a lot of more money in football. They'll give you 500 So that's bucks. why it's there, because there's more they'll money in football. give you 500 bucks to go get your brains beat in. There ain't a soccer program in America that has a $300 million um, endowment 
Facts. Man, Hashtag I, want, I wonder why. Because people want professional football. I'm not giving money to a soccer program that has all foreign players on the roster and I don't know anybody. Yeah. But you know what I will give money to? What will we give money to? Wesleyan's women's team. Right. Because I know two players that came from our club team that are playing there right now. Yeah. And that's my alma mater. Ultimately, man, follow the money. Now, if Roski goes with Wesleyan and gets on the men's team, then guess what changes for me? You're more of a Wesleyan fan. No, no. Now I'll give a little bit of money to the boys' team. Hmm. But they won't get a dime of mine until I know somebody on the team and they're, I have some right. Americans. Yeah, so well, for Follow Acad- that money trail. For academies, it's just a jersey. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. That my money goes where people I know, obviously, or have some attachment to, and makes sense to me. And yeah. yeah, I got two kids that want to go on and play sports in college. I'm mad at the soccer system. Yeah. I would love to see all our boys on this state championship contending team have the ability to go. And that's what's ridiculous to me. You have three or four teams, and we've established that, three or four teams in West Virginia that are quality. Mm-hmm. Why do those kids not – why does not a you know majority of them have a chance to go on and play at college? There is a college. If they played baseball, they'd have that chance. If they're in track, they have that chance. If they play football, they have that chance. If they play tennis, they have that chance. And most likely, the two or three on each of those four teams will go on and play college. Well, people on a local level actually want to watch those sports for entertainment value regardless of who's on the team. Again, it's the tail wagging the dog. If there's nowhere to go, people don't participate. Yeah. I mean, start a cricket team here. Everybody's going to look at you and say, that's ridiculous. Because well, a lot, of, to a lot of schools didn't even have soccer. And it's not because, well, yeah, Title IX, but it's not because there would be foreign players. It's because nobody wants to go watch soccer. It doesn't generate any money. Because it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, because there's no pro soccer. Because Why we would have there a, be pro soccer? There's no college right. soccer. Why would there be pro soccer when we have a salary-capped league with no I mean, other you're, professional league in the world? You're trying to jump past college and say, boy, if we had pro, it'd be great. If pro was awesome. It's not going to be because nobody knows it's anybody. It's not going to be because there's a salary cap. It's because nobody knows anybody. Because there's a salary cap. And nobody knows anybody. They don't care if they're foreign or I not. I can't name one men's player. Well, they love MLB. How many of them are? How many MLB rosters are made up of players not from the United States? Zach Sayre. I don't know the numbers. I mean, is it a little, a moderate amount? Hold on. What are we saying? Major League Baseball. America's pastime. Our law. Our oldest sport. Our favorite sport. How many foreigners are in that sport? Starting. There's a, a high. A lot of South of, Americans. Of South right? Americans. So do Americans care if the entertainment value is there? They don't. MLB's proof. I disagree. MLB's proof. I disagree. MLB's proof. No, there's still a lot of Americans on the rosters. Oh, there are. I there's way that. more foreigners on MLB rosters than any per per like percentage wise than football or, or you basketball. Mean, you're saying that the rosters for MLB are mostly foreign players? No, 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 no. I'm saying that there is a significant amount of foreign players in Major League Baseball. What's significant mean? Four percent? Way more than that. 10%? I don't know. How I mean, many are if there? it's not like 50, 40, 50%, then it doesn't matter. I think, I think 20% would be closest. That's significant. 20% significant? Well, how many are foreign players are in the NFL fo- National Football League? There's like five in the whole league. Yeah. And they're punters and kickers. Yeah. And they play 10 games a season versus 160 baseball, so, and they generate <clears> the same <throat> amount of money. This is from 2019. Hit me with that. 
Uh, a total of 251 players represented 20 different countries and territories outside of the 50 United States on 2019 opening day 25-man rosters and an active list. How many teams are there? Uh, baseball, there's 30. 30 teams. That's 10%. That's a pretty good amount. That is not. 10%. That's a pretty good amount. That's one out of every one one on the field. One will be a foreign player. That's a pretty good amount. Uh, how many in college soccer? Oh, yeah. 100%. But I'm saying if you look at other sports, 10% of NFL isn't foreign, 10% of NBA isn't foreign. It's not even close. Why would it be? Different sports. Yeah, but NBA plays five people on the court. Yeah. Football, we're the only country but, that has football. That's true. We're the only country that can afford football, so that's not even a, a comparable argument. Well, you love apples to oranges, so I'm just playing your I'm game. Just, and I'm telling you that that's not I'm telling you work. that the American people do not care if the entertainment value is there. They don't care that much. They have no reason to. There's so no, what I'm saying is if on, our so domestic league, if our domestic league, Major League Soccer, yeah, which is already, it's growing, yeah. the revenue is only going up, and yeah. most of the rosters are foreign. All if right, you re, 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 get rid of the salary cap, okay, and let the spending begin, you could buy the quality. The league itself would go high entertainment value, and kids would watch. What's the percentage and of then kids, players on a? Why does somebody want to play? MLS. Why does one? Why does somebody want to play a sport? If their parent doesn't force it down their throat, why does the kid want to play a sport? Because their friends play, or because they see it on TV, they want the glory. Sure. There's no glory in soccer. No the personal. national team stinks and the professional league here stinks. There's no TV time on There's it. There's no personal attachment. Right. Do you know why the women's national league sells out every game they have here in American soil? Oh, my gosh. Stop comparing the women, man. It's not the same. It's not even close. Everybody knows who they are. How many women, How many professional WMLS games are getting sold out? WNBA. I don't know. WNBA? No, probably none. So, do you want to keep comparing men's to women's sports or no? Are you good well, on that? Again, how much time have they had invested in it? I'm just saying. In 18 years, let's talk again. When we women, will. I when mean, women catch up to where the men's league is. It won't. It will. It will not. It will. It will get better. I hope it gets better. It I mean, I just want more soccer. All right, go ahead, Zach. You got some numbers. All right, so I believe this is <clears throat> this is accurate. There's 27 teams in the MLS currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, 767 players. Mm-hmm. There are 421 foreign players. So how many of those are? Yeah, and how many of them start? I want to know how many start. Over 50. And you couldn't know, but I wonder how many first team okay. players. How many starters are are made up of foreign players? On I the team, sheet. all of them. So if half the league is foreign, and it's over, only growing, over half, 60%. And it's only growing. It's only growing. Yeah, 60 percent is made up of foreign players. Yes. And it's at the height now. It's so, the height of popularity now I'm that just, it's ever I'm been. It has staying, the most foreign players that it's ever had. Yeah, I'm just talking about staying on your logic here. You want people to follow it like they do baseball, which only has 10% of foreign players, meaning that people know 90% of the players, or football where they know 100% of the players. In America. And you um, want them to follow a roster that has 60% of foreign players? Kids don't care. I know. Kids' kid, favorite soccer players are Lionel Messi and Ronaldo. So do they care if they're American? They don't. Lionel Messi and Ronaldo don't come to America to play. They do friendlies. Yep, but that's it. But that's how attached they are to. I understand. And they're thousands of miles away. I'm just telling you, there's Get no out of town, personal man. attachment, period. There is none. But if a Ronaldo played for Columbus Crew, there would be personal attachment to Columbus Crew, and they'd want to play for Columbus Crew. So you're saying if you brought the biggest star in the world. 
the Columbus crew that there's already attachment because they won the MLS Cup. No, you no, know, they're gonna just, have, here's my point. Their season tickets went way I don't, up I don't because know. they won, and nobody cared if they were foreign or American. It's because it's entertainment value. It's their local team. The Columbus crew. Yeah, they were about to shut down two years ago. Well, they just won an MLS Cup because they I had know. new ownership, brother. That, you think the ownership won the cup? Um, the ownership saved the team, so no coaching and the acquisition people, the of players saved the team. Yeah, the city pressure saved the team. Well, the Cleveland Browns owner was like, "I'll get involved in that." Sure. They still opened up that Austin, Texas team, though, didn't they? Yeah. Here's my point. I don't know a single Columbus Crew player. You don't watch pro sports, Dave. Tell the viewers that. Tell the viewers how you don't watch any pro sports at all. I don't watch any pro sports. You don't watch any Except pro sports? Except the Women's National League. I watch every game, for the most part. The national team. Mm -hmm. They have a league that you don't watch, that you've never watched. Uh, I've watched a couple games. Of WMLS? Yeah. I watched a couple just because in the inaugural seasons and stuff, it was pretty cool to see. Sure. I would is, go if we had a, if we had a team. I'd go watch, and I wouldn't care if it was foreign or not. I'd go watch. Well, yeah, but you're a soccer guy. That's all you do. Yeah, because I love soccer. Sure. But my point is, I'm the average person, and I don't know a single pro men's player. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, because you weren't 12 years old, and you didn't get to watch John Terry make that goal line clearance but, of the 2006 World Cup. Because I have World no Cup. personal attachment to it, so therefore I'm not going to spend the money to go. Now, we used to go to Columbus Crew games. Yeah. Just because it was close. Sure. It's good the exposure for the kids to go see pros. Yeah. Good entertainment value. Well, yeah. I the mean, tickets aren't bad. Was, I mean, the no, tickets are nothing. it was cheap, 25 bucks. Yeah. It was awesome. They got to go on the field afterwards. Could you imagine nice if you lived place. in Columbus? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I go all the time, but that's my point. There's no personal connection outside of <laughs> that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I bleed Tottenham and... I just fell in love with the team, and well, that's fine. I like Tottenham more than any professional team over here or anything over here, and I don't care that they're in England, and I don't care that none of my money goes back to America or Americans or the national team. It's just entertainment value, and they're just getting attached to a team. So I don't understand why that can't happen for the kids. Because there's no. College. I mean, Jaden Ian Wood. Ian Wood's days are ruined by the way Manchester United performs. He had a good you're, day today. You're missing a whole. Chunk. That's I don't know. Why. You're saying no personal attachment. I would argue that Ian Wood's pretty personally attached to Manchester United. That's a fact. I know because we text about it. Yeah, I, every I understand week. that. Again, Lionel Messi. That's the Lionel Messi factor. There ain't no Messi on that team. No, but you're talking about a world level, world stage. Right. Again, build a house, so, but just leave out a whole row of block and see how it you want to build a house and start on the second story. You're crazy. No, I'm saying there's a foundation in place. Maybe it's not there's the greatest. Not a foundation. A foundation. So you're going to have a house with a weak foundation, my guy. But at least you have a house. You can't have a get around, which is you have a really awesome real estate developing company, which would be the professional league. Nice. You like that analogy? They're not going hey. to hey. sell a house. You like that, that analogy? Foundation. <laughs> I thought I was going to catch you snoozing. You're getting a little tired. You're getting a little tired. I thought you were always going to get you. We're at three hours. It's been two guys yelling. One guy doesn't even watch pro sports, arguing about pro sports. And he's like, I'm right. And I'm like, yeah, dude, except you don't watch any pro sports. You don't know do anything about sports. any of them. One it does. Chilling. We were talking about national team. Yeah. You're trying to tell me Lionel Messi plays for their national team. That's not true. That's not how that works. Wow. He plays for his national team. He doesn't play in Argentina. Isn't that crazy? Crazy how that works. 
Yeah. Because he doesn't. Their their league's also trash, but their league's trash because they're like a second world country. Sure. It's a shame. It is, but they still produce the players. So. Because at the youth I, I think, level, it, the money's just not there for it to for them to stay in Argentina. But you know they have the development to get them. Well, I think what we can agree on is that there has to be change. Wild, crazy, like forest fire level change. Yes, sure, got to be change. Two hundred percent. Okay, Coach Sarah, you agree? I am in agreement. <laughs> Do you concur? I concur. So a good That's starting true. a good starting part would be to have a college avenue for kids. That'd be one little iota of change we could make. Make it very easy. You could have private schools because the NCAA needs totally just annihilated. You could have a private school league that would act as a semi pro league. You could have private school be the um, Why third. Why would be a private school? Well, Clemson getting state funding and stuff. It's 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 messy, but you could have a private school. All the private schools could be the third division of professional soccer here. Sure, Dave, I'm with you. That way, there's still something there for you. It's never going to be your prime time because it's not the NFL. Heck, it's not even the NBA. They only go and play for a year in the NBA because they have to. And why is that? Because our AAU system is baller. And the reason that football, and the only reason football is the exception, is because it's such a physical sport that the maturity of the body right you can't go play in the nfl at 18 you just you just can't do that yeah i'm sure that there would be your randy moss exceptions of course but generally people would literally just get injured oh yeah because the male develop body's not developed they enough. Get hurt in college yeah so i mean that sport's different but baseball hey prime example they sign kids out of, right out of high school you skip the draft yeah you know what i mean so those are all of our – and then hockey, they do the same thing. You don't play college hockey. I mean, you just get drafted. You just go play – you just go pro. At 18, Dave. Not everybody. Most of them. So there's plenty of foreign hockey players too. We didn't even get hockey involved. How narrow-minded of us. Well, hockey's a specialized sport. Yeah, that, that, that sport's expensive. Well, I just mean you got to have winter conditions for the most part. I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning have won. I'm Dave. I, hey, hey, I'm Dave McCutcheon. The Tampa Bay Lightning are in Florida, and they've won multiple, multiple Stanley Cups. Tom, and they're in Florida. You tell me that it's that it's that it's cold. They got winter weather in Florida. This is what it's like to be with you. This is what uh, it's like to be. You. I think he was coming from a domestic level, though. There, I mean, Coach Sarah's got my back. Um, pretty well, sure there's not a it. South American. So is that not how he argues, though? No, no, there's not. An <laughs> I'm, Af- not I'm not disagreeing with you. There's there. not an African. So you, you're on, not disagreeing with me. So you're agreeing. Take a stance. Well, but I'm agreeing with Dave Hold here. On. This is there an African team that I missed? Is there an African he, hockey he, team? Is, is there a South about? American hockey team? What's he talking about? I'm talking about all the powerhouses in hockey come from the northern. Oh, you want hemisphere. me to bring the Jamaican bobsled team into this guy? Because I will. Please do. Because <laughs> I mean, they won the they, gold. They shook the world. And they don't have any snow down there. Yeah. Am I right? That is one example. Hey, out this of is fifty million. What it's like arguing with you. This is not true. I just said This it. is the equivalent of Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp right here. Oh, gosh. I'm Skip Bayless. No, you're not. And he's Shannon Sharp. My point is there's no hockey in Argentina or any African country. So all, so winter sports have to have winter because the Jamaican bobsled team won a gold, and that, that, they're on the equator. <laughs> yeah. They had a this movie is what made about them. That's why. This is literally what it's like. And besides, what do you need for bobsled? You Hi, I'm Dave. You, you don't need a bobsled guru. You need one driver and four motors. 
Wow. And where do the best sprinters come from? Oh, yeah, Jamaica. Wow. I believe your boy Herschel Walker did bobsled. Is he a bobsled expert? Did Herschel Walker do bobsled? Yeah. He, he was a push bobsled. guy on a two-man yeah. bobsled. That's sick. He did do Jeez. bobsled. That's sick. I didn't know that. I'd right, forgotten so that. So, John point Hypes not proven, Fausty. Who? John Hypes. That's right. He was in contention for the yeah. Olympic team. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. He's from yeah, here. Yeah, so, yeah uh, he's from here. Point proven. Thank you, Fausty. No, I mean, you're wrong. You don't have to have a winner to be successful in winter sports. Obviously, the Jamaican bobsled team and the Tampa Bay Lightning have proved that. Actually, the Tampa Bay Lightning don't count because they're in America and you can do whatever you want in America. Oh, so that's the exception. But aren't we talking about America? I said that, yeah. American's always the exception here. Man. And the Jamaican bobsled team, I mean, that's like pulling out ping pong. Yeah. Again, you need one driver, three motors. This guy's... I love this. I need to, like... I need to reinvent. I need to reinvent myself because I. How many countries are in curling exactly? Man, yeah, that's a fantastic example. Curling, so that's a winter sport. Yeah, Nordic sport or uh, cross country skiing. Cross country skiing. Well, that's that's outside. Figure skating. That's outside, but hockey's played. Hockey's played indoors. Figure skating. Hockey's played it. You're really. That's not a good. That's not a good one. You're right. The most popular winter Olympic sport. That's dominated by Northern European countries. What? When's the last African you saw even on the ice? What? For or the last yeah, why are you hating on Africa so hard? I'm just saying they're a, they're a hot country, therefore they don't have winter sports because they can't afford ice rinks. Mm. So they're hot because they're hot countries. They can't afford ice rinks, and they're poor. But are they poor because they're hot? Hold on. What can you do in Russia out of the nine months of winter they have? You can go skate on the river and be an Olympic skater or a hockey player. Right, but Russia's poor too. Uh, parts of Russia are poor. Eighty percent of Russia's GDP goes back into Moscow. Okay. So the r- entirety of Russia is poor, yeah. outside of Moscow. Sure, focus on sports a lot. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, that's because just those. Any specific... Russian can go out on a frozen river nine well, months uh, out of the year, just like uh, Can- we're talking Canadians? about. Ru- Russia's poor. Russia's they, definitely poor. They still play the heck out of hockey. Yeah, they and do. They but you said poor. You said poor countries couldn't do. No, no, I said poor hot countries. Oh, poor hot countries like Africa. So the hot and you the can't poor, build right, an ice right, rink, right? In Africa and sustain it, right? Right. Maybe South Africa. Does it help that there aren't any first world countries in Africa or South America? That's my whole point. Therefore, right. they can't afford an ice rink. But is it just because they're hot? If it was winter, they could go out on the river like Canadians or any of the right. poor European countries But if they, were, if they like were rich, if they were rich, though. Then they'd have an ice rink like Florida. Mm. We like Florida. Because they'd have an ice rink because they can afford it. Right. But they don't have a winter. They don't need one because they can afford it. Right. Dump a bunch of money on any African country, and they could build an ice rink and sustain it, and they'd have ice skaters. Yeah. But they don't because they can't. So why, why is hockey a specialized sport, then? Because they already have nine months of winter in the northern hemispheres. All the Nordic countries. Right. It's kind of funny. Like England doesn't have a hockey power. But, but we left out of hockey when there's hockey in Florida or where Scotland. it's hot. It's America. You can have whatever you want in America. But we're talking about an American sport. American League. The NHL. The National Hockey League. It's an American sport. Well, uh, well, I mean, it's one of our I major sports. I disagree wholeheartedly. It's well, how many Olympic golds have we won? It's not an American Is, Does that sport. not make it ours? It's not an American sport. Oh. Seems to be a major, major sport. It's a major, major moneymaker. Yeah. And it's only been a major sport in, say, since 1980. Maybe. 
I don't know, man. 1990. Whoa. That's crazy, man. I love this from him. I wish that we were like viral, like huge. Because yeah. like the comments, man, our comments section would be absolutely brutal. Dude, Gretzky played in the 80s. Hockey's been big since before 1990. Okay. It's huge. So 40 years worth. Oh, my gosh. How long we've we been playing baseball? How long we've we been playing football? 100 years. Okay. And we're saying hockey 40 years. It's still a major sport, guy. It is now. Yeah, now. Isn't now all that matters? Isn't that what we're... I'm talking about the now. What are you talking about? I'm, what are you talking about, Willis? I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I'm still waiting to see the first African hockey team hit the ice. I will say that. I think about this. Wayne Gretzky is not American. Correct. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Yeah. I would consider hockey a Canadian sport. 100%. Or, or a Russian sport, or a Czechoslovakian yeah. sport. But if you ask me what Sweden, it is, I think of the Norway the red maple flag. Like I think of, uh, oh yeah, I think of it as yeah, that's easy. I about slipped up there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, I think of it as a. Yeah. It's uh, a Canadian sport for sure. <laughs> as, a, as a Canadian sport, but, whatever, man. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know where the draft's at. I mean, does Australia have a hockey team that I don't know about? Yeah, I'm sure they uh, do. Okay. Yeah, they, they probably do now. Yeah, because New Zealand but, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so there. go ahead. You, you're doing a great job disproving your own points. I like it. You're no, wrong. man, I'm just arguing like you argue. Like, wrong. I haven't even been – for the last 15 minutes, I've just been Tom McCutcheon, and I've just been, like, <laughs> trying to win an argument for the sake of winning an argument. I'm not trying to actually accomplish anything. I'm just trying to win an argument. No, I'm, I'm not trying to prove a, a point. Here. I'm not trying to, like, hey, educate. I'm my, just trying to win an argument. proven. Without the college link, there's nowhere to go. Therefore, there's no serious need for a parent at any level below that to get involved. Right. So because college avenue is successful for track athletes that's based on physical stature and NFL on physical stature, but none of the other sports, track that's, athletes, that's the mean based for, on physical stature? Like I, I the physical development of the body. I disagree. Yeah. You can, right. there, there's tons of sports for, or tons of places for every athlete in track. So professional tennis players, professional baseball players, professional basketball players, professional soccer players, professional hockey players, they're all the good ones are going pro and not going to college. But they need college to be better professional leagues. There has to be an avenue for a parent to see their child will have success. There is college hockey. Yeah. There are. There's college in all those sports. But it's just not the main source of professional athletes for all those all those sports. But it's there. It exists, but it's not the main pipeline. All our northern kids play hockey the same way they play football and everything else. Yeah. Or lacrosse. It's kind of crazy how big lacrosse is in the New England states. Lacrosse will be – it'll make its way some eventually. Yeah, it's doing better. But my point is you can go play college lacrosse. Lacrosse is a little slow burner, though. It's only a niche sport in the New England states. That's why. And the West Coast, like California, is big in California and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's big out there. Everything's big in California. Yeah, everything's big like out here, there. Here, I think, like, maybe five or 16 uh, schools have lacrosse. Yeah, I, I played Wesleyan's they, lacrosse. Team. They, like – They dropped back down. They now. formed a little uh, – That would be club. cool. Club league, so to speak. I think lacrosse is a super cool sport. I just couldn't stand being hit with a stick when I was that age. Now, had I had like the right development, I want to hit you with a stick now. I would have. I would have played lacrosse if. If I would have had the right coaches to like 
have my mentality be right, I, I would have played lacrosse. That's a sick sport. Like it's a mixture of everything that I enjoy. But it's, at 16, I just would have absolute head loss. I mean, I could not have imagined. <laughs> I wasn't built for that. Hit you with that fake and then... I was mentally, I was mentally so weak. Yeah. Yeah. I had no level-headedness. Yeah. Athletically. I'm with you. So I couldn't have done that sport. You would hit me with a metal stick as hard as you could as I'm running across just to pass for the sake of doing it. I would have been like, let's ride. (laughs) See, this is a weapon right now. (laughs) But like I said, had I had like, you know, played the way through and like been taught then yeah. I would have been fine. Okay. I think it's a super cool sport. It is. I love so many sports, man. I just love sports. I love tennis. I don't know how to play tennis. I'd like somebody to teach me how to play tennis. Tennis is rough. Any oh, tennis coaches out there? Dude, t- you got to be a brute to play yeah, tennis. Tennis is tough. Dude, I watch the men's and it makes you want to throw up. It's so hard to hit the ball where it's supposed to go and to hit it good and to hit it strong. And they play for five hours, dude. Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, they don't play for five. Well, they play I, for like three I hours. I like playing tennis, but yeah, it's definitely hard like, I stink at it. to do it like – it runs it runs tough. you to death though if you play for real. It's a good workout. Oh gosh. Hell of a workout. Insane yeah. workout. Tennis players are crazy good. Yeah, I like tennis. I need to get my tennis right. There's a tennis court out back. Yeah. I got I got the, Somebody uh, needs to racket. teach me how to play and I'll play. Well let's go. I'll teach you how to play. Do you actually know how to play? Well yeah. Like yeah, not the rules. the rules. Do you know how to actually do like all the different hits? Yeah. Sick. I'm not any good at them, but Sorry, I know how to do them. Forearm, I had a guy at work for me and we used to play in the mornings before work. He knew how to play. It's crazy. He can put top spin. On I the played. Ball. I played like two summers ago. I played pretty consistently with yeah. one of my friends, and uh, I played a little bit last year. Could you get the top spin and get that to go over the net and hit inbounds hard? Yeah, I got I got decent there yeah. when I was you know towards the very end of that summer. But I mean, right now I'd probably be a little rusty. But yeah. it's like ping pong though. Like when I'm playing a lot of ping pong, like I'm pretty. Kind of get back in the groove. Yeah. Like when I don't play, like. Little. It's crazy. My guy used to beat me up. He'd put top spin and it hit and then jump towards you, mm-hmm. and then he'd put a back spin on it, hit yeah. and die. And it just well, like, beat me I, up. I, like I said, at one point I got to where I could like I could mix the spins. On, yeah, on, yeah. On, that's when you like, do concurrent yeah. serves and like it would mess with who I was playing yeah, with because yeah. like one time it's like you said the back spin, backs, back spin, and then the next time it's the you know the forward spin. So like it'd be they'd be expecting to hit and they come here and then they just they'd miss yeah, it because they were five feet away yeah. from you because it died. Like right? I wouldn't care to like. I just want to know, learn how to slice. I don't want to be any good at it, be horrible at it. It's a lot easier than you think. But just learn how to slice. The ball is fuzzy. You get a good yeah. fuzzy ball, they catch. Yeah, and then yeah, the motions. I shared a video today. I, I shared a video today that there's this guy who does a he does a jumping backhand sometimes. Huh. He's like famous for it. He's like on the tour right now. So he's like this younger guy, like he's in his twenties or whatever. Like if it hits right, he'll do a jumping backhand, and it's dude, it's nasty. Nasty. All their hits are nasty. Yeah. They are. They are. They're ridiculous. I was yeah, watching. Um, they call them banana hits because they mm-hmm. curve them around. Right, curve them like around. And I watched all a highlight of like Nadal's best banana hits. Oh yeah. my god, it was it's insane. Wicked, man. That's the guy that taught me. He was a couple inches taller than me, and it's yeah. crazy how much just a couple inches made. Oh. He could hit the ball down over the net and just kill it. I had trouble serving. Yeah, we're where too I'm short. shorter. Yeah, yeah like it's, it's tough to it's tough to get it. So like my serves weren't good, but like. Once I got out of the serve, I was fine. But you yeah. have to be so agile. I mean, like, oh, you gotta be wicked. That's why, agile. like, the the ideal height right there is like six feet, six one. You're, like your peak height and agility. Like, look at Novak Djokovic. Like he's like the model tennis player. Nadal's not that tall. No, he's a short. Federer's player. probably six two. Because you see those big guys, the six five guys, and they've got the nasty serve. But then your whole game 
lives and dies by oh, the yeah. serve. They got and they got reach. They do yeah. got reach though. Yeah, you got so. long arms, man. You can reach, take big steps. Yeah, but it, you don't take them quick when it gets sliced oh, yeah. short. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. All right, three hours and fifteen minutes, gents, and nobody's commenting. Marathon. Because we've been yelling at each other for two yeah, hours. They didn't want to make you feel bad. They want to make you feel bad. Because you're likable and you're a nice guy, and I'm not likable. So yeah, it's just like. <laughs> Gary Sarah said an hour ago. Okay, back to body language. <laughs> That's an hour ago. Mm. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of Gary for hanging in on there. Anybody Shout that out. made it all the way through, because I, I see there's like, it's showing me one, but that means there's like eight or nine. So there's eight or nine people still watching after three and a half hours. Three hours. Shout minutes. out. Gosh. People I'm so sick. mad at you, dude. I'll roast you tomorrow about it at work. Why? Because you didn't pick a side. Dude. I'm neutral. I wanted you to at least stir the, at least keep going back and forth. I was I was enjoying listening to you guys go back and forth. So. She's in a tough spot. You're his bestie. He can't let you down, even though you... Definitely he can. The, I went, I've, you were I've, on the losing side, and he didn't want to tie into that. I've chosen Colby in the ceremony. He has yeah. all the reason to go against me. That's not how that works. I just like to listen sometimes. This is one of those moments where I just I enjoyed the uh, the back and forth. I mean, it was really dumb of me to like engage in the whole pro soccer thing. He doesn't even watch pro soccer at all. Like, <laughs> I don't have to to know what. Well, I just on. like when you two start pushing each other's buttons. <laughs> so like, I was getting, I was getting. I didn't want to take away from that. He so. has yet to push my buttons. Well, I know, but you guys just start poking and prodding one another. It's like trying to figure <laughs> each other out. Like. See, that's what eats him up. He knows yeah. that I can push his buttons easy. But he's he's just like that's like <laughs> he's literally the worst. He's literally the worst. He's just trying to win an argument. I can't stand. I'm it. not just trying to win an argument. Yeah, you are. I'm sitting in this seat watching this unfold. I have a 17 year old junior in high school. Yeah. That has probably mediocre at best chance of going on and playing college soccer, but. He could pole vault decent, and we'll go on somewhere in pole vault and be on track team. Yeah. Just decent. He doesn't have to be great. Doesn't have to be outstanding. Yeah. What's that tell you? That's ridiculous. Because as you said, the pro pole vault league is ridiculous. There isn't one. Yeah. But he can extend his career. I, of I don't athletics really. Four I don't more really understand. By being a decent I will player. say that I don't really understand the track and field thing. Is from like a. It's Olympics driven. But I, I guess there's that, and then I guess there's a ton of track and field athletes that walk on on that roster. So I guess that the track and field brings a lot of revenue to the school from that perspective, and people like going and watching their friends. So I'm sure they get some other money kicked back there. But it is weird that like like no disrespect like mm-hmm. why would somebody want to go watch guys run, you know twelve you know eleven and a half second eleven second hundred meter dashes because the Olympics, Be- well because of their friends and stuff yeah, but and I guess beating other local schools or whatever colleges that you might yeah. not like I just I guess I don't like the entertainment factor is I like it but I love no no I understand what you're saying but it's like hard. from from a neutral it's just like why would you want to go watch because Somebody run a two-mile, for example. Every school has a track team. Right. Middle school, every high school has a track team. But not every school has a soccer team. Right, right, right. No, Especially I, middle school. No, I get There's that. There's so few just, middle school soccer teams, it's ridiculous. I'm just saying, like, who wants to, like, like, hey, you want to go down to the Marshall track meet? Like, people are like, let's go catch a Marshall basketball game. Let's go catch a baseball game or a soccer. You know, because, like, there's, like, separate I entertainment value. Like, it's, you get to watch the ball sports or whatever. They're kind of, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, nobody wants to watch somebody run a two-mile. Unless your friends are family. Unless you're into two miles. Or unless your friends and family. 
Right, or your friends and family. But like Co- college soccer doesn't have any but friends. But you have like there's nothing objectively there's not much entertaining about a 2 mile at a college level, you know, that's not like big, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Cuz like it's just they're running around 8 laps. Mm-hmm. You know the crazy part is a lot of colleges have been cutting their track program now. That's crazy. Cuz of the covid stuff apparently. Marshall oh, have a men's track. I know, that's ridiculous. That is wild. How's Chip feel about that? Gotta be mad about it. I'm mad about it. Not only have he ran on a track full ride at Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the men's team. It's kind of crazy. It I don't, is. I don't understand their motive because track is so cheap and they already have it because of the girls' team. They already have a facility. I don't know. We talked to a coach at. Uh, did they do that because Title Nine? They had to drop yeah. a women's sports, and they had to wrestling. drop the men, and yeah, so like got, the next they men's wrestling as well. The, the like the next least profitable men's sports get cut. I don't. I don't yeah, understand they dropped that. wrestling. Do they do it based on number of athletes or number of programs? It's programs. You have to have a percentage. Yeah. Percentage of your student body has to be matched, to which it, equates to the program. It's kind of crazy. So like we went to Bellamine, and uh, the coach there is like, "Yeah, we're dropping pole vaulting next year, men's only." Really? As far as he knew. Yeah, they were individually picking one category and kicking it out. That's ridiculous. But the crazy part to me is if you have a track, uniforms cost nothing. Oh, yeah. Transporting kids, very little. I mean, that's a heavy ticket item, don't get me wrong. But if you're already taking a women's team, how much does it really cost to bring another 30, 40 kids? Sometimes they got to room them, though. Yeah, not very often. And that's costly. Skip those meets. Go to all local meets. What happened? Man. What happened? Man. What happened? Oh, man. The devastation. Talk, talk, tell us how you're feeling right now. I'm just annoyed. The Steelers drafted Najee Harris, oh, who is a, an outstanding and talented running back. But Hit us with like, the butt. I felt like we should have went with the offensive line. That's my personal opinion. Protect the quarterback. Uh, who's the quarterback? Ben Roethlisberger, who's old. Okay, he's going to stay. Uh, yeah. And also because it doesn't matter who your running back is or how good they are if they don't have a line in front of them. Yeah. So, to me, I have a better line. You can get away with having lesser quality running back. Yeah, and just as this guy starts to learn how to, how to be a top uh, running back, he'll just hold out and go to a different team because the Steelers won't pay him. Also, probably facts. And they can't win a Super Bowl because they but won't get a line. four years out of them. So we yeah. had a decent line, but they'll get they'll get four get, years out of them. Yeah, and Mike Tomlin can't coach in big situations. Mm, I don't know. I mean, you can run you can run the foot the beautiful bean footage back on him making crazy wild poor clock management. His clock management's terrible. Yeah, but he's he's a good coach though. The man wins. Well, he's a good coach. The man yeah. wins, but he does. I mean, every coach. The man wins. When's the last time he won a Super Bowl? He's won two of them. I mean, when's the last time? 2000 and whatever it was. And did he not inherit? Did Hold he on. not still have Dick? I was going to say, wasn't it the other coaches' players? But he won Dick. That was Le- the first one. Yeah. The first one was Bill Cowboy. But the second yeah, one. Bill Cowboy. But he still had Dick LeBeau defenses, and the defenses yeah. carried him through. And he had Hall of Fame yeah. defenses of players. But they had decent offense in, too. So. But anyways, I felt like we should have gone offensive lineman. So. He didn't draft those guys. I mean, I'm not terribly. Hey, hey he didn't draft those guys. Fauci's on tear tonight. Now he's giving you crap. I'm not listening to this. <laughs> Tell me Dick LeBeau. Tell me you win those Super Bowls with any other defensive coordinator that's not Dick LeBeau. It's fine. 
listen, all I'm telling you is Mike Tomlin's good, but at this point, to go the distance, he can't do it. There's just too much monkey on his back. I think he can win a Super Bowl somewhere else. I just don't think he can win one in Pittsburgh anymore because you got to have the locker room. How can you trust a guy that can't manage games? You tell me he's a Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning coach, but I've watched his clock management over the last five years, and he just makes the idiot calls that, that your West Virginia— Let me have somebody, though, that does that for him. Man. Do you not have like somebody up in the tower? Well, he's know? the offensive coordinator, too, ain't he? Mm-mm. No. I just mean— here, I'm just listening to what you're saying. It seems ridiculous to me that multiple times you'd be bad at it because couldn't you pay a coach to sit up there and say, hey. Well, you do, management? you do, you do. No, but... no, I'm just saying, but obviously he's not. Right. That's... No, I'm I'm not pulling this out of thin air. Like, there's – and it's been, like, the next hot thing, like, yeah, on, yeah. on the sports shows the next day. It's like, what was he doing in this situation? Or yeah, yeah. he'd punt here or he didn't spike the ball here. He didn't call a timeout or he'd just waste a timeout. And they're like, what is he doing? And like we have no idea. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. When that goes on long enough. Yeah. You guys lost to Tim Tebow in the playoffs. Don't you have like yeah. somebody sitting up there? One game situations is a different thing. Though. I mean. But isn't but, that? Wouldn't that be your argument for him being a Super Bowl? Is it those one game situations, playoffs, when it matters? Yeah, but I mean, look at the Patriots in the Super Bowl with the Giants. The Patriots probably win that game nine out of ten times. Yeah, but unlike Mike Tomlin, the Patriots went to ten Super Bowls. Okay. Well, well, in twenty in twenty seasons, the half the time they were in the Super Bowl. It's just, I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, certain teams are able to go on runs. Who is still watching this? But stuff? I mean, the That's Steelers. Have, know. Last you really years, trust in Mike Tomlin? Somebody comment in. Whoever's watching, we're always going to be contenders. You'll all you never had a losing season. He's not going to take you over the hump at this point. You really think that? I'm not a Steelers fan at all. Yeah, but I'm think, like, well, get rid of Mike Tomlin. With the right makeup. I mean, I. I would prefer to move on, but I think he's still in the in the conversation to to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean they had but, the chance. La- what did he do last year? No, it's just one of those things. I mean injuries kind of got to us. Aging line. I mean he just folded that. Well, but we also lost Bud Dupree. You know, all all pro linebacker had some injuries that were crucial along the way. So that you know that affects it. But now did we win a Super Bowl? I don't think we would have won a Super Bowl even if we had them. But he lost to the Browns in the first round, right? Yeah, but I division mean, rival. Somebody lost to the Browns. When's that? Over? They lost the wild card game. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, look at all the injuries they had. There. Or did Pittsburgh get a bye because they were top in the division? Pittsburgh won the division, but then they still play the divisional round. Though they didn't play the wild card round. Or so they got a bye. Uh, no, they didn't have a bye. They ended up losing the bye because one of the games they lost. And we oh, because the new playoff. Yeah, they, they added two teams to the playoffs they, uh, or whatever. They end up. They played the Browns right, they last added, week, and then they played them right next week after that. But And they lost. Yeah. Did they lose twice? Back-to-back. Back-to-back, back to back, yeah. To the Browns? To the that, Browns. Does that happen since, Browns, like, 19... And, they, lo- play, and they lost at home. They did lose at home also. Dang. That's rough, dude. You'll have on those big dogs. Bill Belichick doesn't lose at home in the playoffs. Good for him. I don't know anybody that loses the Browns twice in a row. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've never even heard of that. Hey, this man loves the Steelers. We're really like hitting a sore subject with him right now. I can tell. But I'm actually on your side. But you're yeah, just like it is what it is. I mean, I just don't know why you're like on. Like you wanted Roethlisberger gone. Agree. Yeah. Right. It's time to move on from Roethlisberger for sure. Mike Tomlin's not been able to keep multiple key stars. You know where he made his first mistake uh, in Pittsburgh. That comes from. Uh-huh. In the Rooney, Rooney family, his too. first mistake was Hans Ward. But that's how they operate. Though. The Rooney's are pretty 
stick to their guns on how they operate. Mm. Hans yeah. Ward. Hans Ward should have been their poster boy, and they dropped him. He would have been their next Jerome Bettis. He's a crazy blocking wide receiver. I just mean his attitude, his smile. Everybody in Pittsburgh loved him. Yeah. Well, he was a he was what you would call like the fans' player. Oh yeah, and they dumped him for Roethlisberger. Yeah, Roethlisberger had a resurgence, but somehow didn't. Roethlisberger's a bum. Whoa, he's he's got his act cleaned up. Okay. I'm happy to see it. He has a nice story. Well, an ugly story, but it's got a nice ending. <laughs> I was gonna say it wasn't nice for the. It's an ugly story. For the you know victims on his end. Oh, I agree. But he got it together. You're only as good as your last, and you can't change the past, and I'm not a rapper. Well, I'm just saying Heinz Ward. They lost me at Heinz Ward. Yeah. I was a huge Heinz Ward fan. Yeah, I love Heinz Ward. I'm just not a, I just don't know why they keep Mike Tomlin. He wins games. He lost to the Browns twice in a row. Dude. He did, but he's never had a losing season. Which, I mean, only gets you so far, but... John Gruden won the Super Bowl and got fired... Because he went nine and seven or ten and six. I don't remember, but Tampa Bay never won a Super Bowl. Guy wins a Super Bowl and they fire him like two years later because he went nine and seven. Hmm. Nine and seven winning season brought the only Super Bowl to the franchise ever. You'll have it on those big jumps, man. <laughs> and, the, and the Steelers just hanging on to Mike Tomlin and you anybody got him would... so upset he's getting jittery when he's tired. Oh, he is. He is like a die-hard. There are two things that this man defends, the Steelers and Marshall. But he can only defend the Marshall thing so much because, like, you know, like the small school vibe or whatever. Yeah. But the Steelers, that's, like, his one thing. Because, like, he's he's a bandwagon Yankees fan, and I'm he knows it. I'm not a bandwagon it. fan. 100% not a bandwagon fan. So, anyways, everyone, every Yankees fan is a bandwagon fan. But that's all right. Why is that? And he does defend the well. He can't defend the Bulls because they haven't been any good, right? I mean, if if I was a bandwagon fan, I wouldn't be a fan. That's a fact. So hold on, are you pro Mike Tomlin then? I'm median Mike Tomlin. You know how he is. You saw him sat here. I mean, he's not going to take a position on Mike Tomlin. On everything. That one's easy though for me. He's clearly not been able to get it done for an extended period of time. One, two Super with Bowls. really good talent. You have really good teams. Really freaking good teams. What did they draft? What is that? R. Does that say R O or R D? Yeah. For Cleveland. Oh, right Righto. Round one. Oh, round one. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Sorry, I, don't even know I was like, what is, what's an R D? I was like, am I stupid? I was trying to like, is that like right defensive tackle? That doesn't make any sense. But like, is that RO? It's like, they wouldn't say right offensive lineman. All right, well, we're three and a half hours. Holy cow. Is this a running back? Yeah, Travis. Why is he wearing number nine? And whoever's still watching didn't. Are one of you guys watching? We might be just talking to ourselves here. I'm not. I was earlier, but I'm not now. I don't think I am either. Nice. I love this, Zach. This is my least favorite part of the latest NFL draft. Is they're doing um, NFL comparisons, which is just the worst thing in the world, by the way. But 
So they've got these draft prospects, right? And they'll show like a highlight that they ran like in college or a play, right? One play. Yeah. And they'll be like NFL comparison. And they're like comparing them to like literally the best players in the league at that position. So it'll be like like the tight end guy. They're like NFL comparison, Travis Kelsey, which is the Chiefs tight end that just played in the Super Bowl. And in this one, they just did Alvin Kamara, who's a f- stinking, absolute, stinking, nasty freak at running back, to some guy that just went at the end of the first round. They're like, the NFL comparison, Alvin Kamara. And it's like, dude, that, this kid is not Alvin Kamara. Like, they did, they had one play that was similar. Like, you could do that with any of those. Like, what? You guys do have something on TV. Yeah, I just, I am not liking this part of the draft. I, it's, I mean, it's better than just listen to them talk, I guess, or trying to fill screen time, but it's like... I hate watching them get compared because then you're like automatically saying, okay, well, now he's got to be Alvin Kamara. Or you're disappointed when that guy is like the top fantasy player for like three years in a row. It's like ridiculous. So basically the Steelers are going to stink again this year. No, no, no. no. They're going to be good. It's just Zach said today, if we draft a running back first, (laughs) I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) And the only reason he's not going off is because we're on camera. Would you be throwing stuff and yelling? He wouldn't be throwing throwing stuff, stuff, but he'd definitely be voicing his very unsavory opinion. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fact. And the Mike Tomlin, I'm just rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah. Because he knows they're not getting rid of Mike Tomlin. No, they just signed him to an extension. Really? (laughs) What kind? I think it was a two-year extension. It's not a ton of faith, but a little faith. I mean, two years in the NFL. You do know. Two-year extension sounds like a perfect time to move on from Big Ben and Mike Tomlin at the same time. Do you care to comment? Uh, you ain't wrong, but we'll see what happens. Did yeah. that did that like question hurt your back? That one? Did you see that? One? <laughs> I like, did. <laughs> you got him all squirmy. Why are you all squirmy? Are you tired? No, he's I not. He tired. was tired. He slows down when he gets tired. Now, irritated he, about. now he's getting irritated. And he's they squirmy. also gave uh, Mason Rudolph a one-year extension today, and I hate Mason Rudolph. So, who's he? The backup quarterback who's garbage. So. The guy that got hit with the helmet, right? What? Yeah. There was a guy that got hit, a famous clip that you might, like somebody might have showed you at work. Nope. That's like, there was a Steelers quarterback he went in because Brothersburger was hurt, and a Browns player, right, took off, the, tackled him, took off his helmet, and started hitting him with it. How bad do you have to be that a player takes your helmet from you and then beats you with it? When you're talking a Pro Bowl defensive end versus your... The guy that did it was 6'4", probably 280, and he moves like a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love the delivery on that. At that point, there's not a lot of He's a bad man. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just saying. And he's also... uh, I'll leave out. He's a jerk as well, as we'll call him. He's well, not a nice guy. Well, I mean, he's definitely nice. He took somebody's helmet off of him and beat him with it. Yeah, I mean, it should have been charged. That doesn't have nice Should have been charged with assault. Uh, I mean, that's, that's assault with a deadly weapon almost. Oh, my uh, gosh. Look at this guy. If a Steeler did that, you wouldn't be saying that. No, they should be charged with malicious assault. So, time out. Helmet. You can run at somebody with a football helmet and hit them as hard as you possibly can and knock them unconscious, and you'll cheer them on and say, way to go. Let's highlight reel that baby. 
But you take the helmet off and you hit them, and it's I mean, the weapon. Well, can I, but, whoa, 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 whoa. these guys are weapons by they themselves. They are, they are, but like they're willfully going against each other. Like Hold the on. guy that's on the ground should not be getting swung at by a helmet. He walked out can, on the field and took his. Can wrist. I interject just briefly and then go right back to it? Yeah, sure. Welcome to the pain. Welcome. <laughs> it ain't so fun. Ain't so fun. <laughs> Dave, continue. It is what continue. it is. Continue. It is what continue. It is, but I mean, I'm just saying. Like, Aren't they not a deadly weapon themselves? Anybody that does that should not be allowed to participate. Hey, you walk in the arena, you're a gladiator, baby. So what about how? So hold on. What if you hit somebody from behind? What if you hit him in the knee and end their career? That's dirty. You're a piece of crap. But still, that's not assault. Assault. It's not assault malicious but... intent. What, what about this? It's malicious intent. What about the I stuff mean, on the bottom you of the? Spear somebody with your helmet. You spear the quarterback. There's a rule against that even. <laughs> oh, but hey, man. it's just a little flag. No, yeah. No big deal. No big deal. Just a flag. 15 yards. But if yeah. but if they take their helmet off, then it's a different. Deal. Then it's malicious. There malicious assault. assault. I mean, if a guy charges a, if a guy charges a pitcher man with a bat and hits the pitcher with a bat, that's then baseball. The guy should they be don't have helmets with... on. It's not contact. Oh, ball. but in baseball, you love baseball. But if they charge him out and punch him in the face, that's not malicious assault. That's hands, son. Oh, but that's not assault, it is, though. It is assault, but. Hold on, what if they Nothing. threw like their batter's helmet at them? Yeah. I mean, you could kill someone they, with a if, you, if I helmet? hit with a batter's helmet? No, I think I hit, you could. If I hit someone on top of the head with a football helmet, it could kill them. You could hit them in the face with a baseball and kill them. Oh, yeah, yes. Man, yes, what about when they what about when oh. they, they beat a batter? This was on Yahoo's front page. It's a matter of player principle. gets hit with a ninety two mile an hour fastball. It was on Yahoo today. Ninety seven. Bryce Bryce Harper it's a matter left of, the game. It's a matter of principle. Is that not assault with a deadly weapon? It's principle and intent though. A baseball assault. at hundred miles an principle hour. Principle and assault. intent. Principle What about and when intent. they target and then Principle and intent. I've seen them bean players before. They bean them. They do. Hold on. What about hold on? What about when they slide in to break up a double play? Yeah, go high with spikes. I mean, like, Are spikes purpose, not a de- It's an intent. So spikes, right, I'm spikes. Going to bed, boys. So spikes out here would be a deadly weapon, but on the bottom of your shoe, yeah, if there's spikes, yeah. then no, it's no just no problem. Spike the crap out of them. Fair play. Yeah, fair play. But if it's out here, it's malicious intent. That's a deadly weapon. But if it's on the bottom of your shoe, then yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Don't beat up a stealer, otherwise it's illegal. It'd be illegal either way. <laughs> I'll break that finger. I'll break that ring finger. You're never going to be able to put a wedding ring on. Look, he kind of rubbing his legs 100 miles an hour. Hey, how many times did he say principle <laughs> and intent? Did he say it like seven times? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't so fun. Ain't so fun. I'll be to the best of bro. You'll have that on those big jobs. Yeah, you will have that. that on them big jobs. You'll have that on the big jobs. <laughs> oh, man, that was awesome. Your, that thigh, made... your thighs aren't going to take too much trip rubbing there. Bro. My legs hurt. I know, you're rubbing the stuff. I'll out. tell you what, the 90 minutes of him and I yelling at each other like two old men on the front porch was definitely worth the last three minutes yeah. just now. Somebody's, like, I do that. Somebody's still watching, and I can't believe it. I, they should be watching. This last bit was oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, high quality. Overtime Banter. Working, overtime working double time. Like we should have that be like like a a, a vine like a TikTok like mm-hmm. save that like principle and intent principle and intent <laughs> principle and intent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you should have like a mug like yeah, yeah. another we need new mugs yeah, made. New it's mugs. like hashtag principle, principle and intent. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it? Is it really? It's pretty good. I was. 
I get it. I get why you sat there now. I mean, that's good. I mean, that's just the most entertaining stuff mm-hmm. ever. I just don't know how you kept your poker face the whole time because I think that's like laugh out loud. Right. Second funniest thing that's happened to me today. Second funniest? What's first funniest? I was Facebook forensic searching. Okay. Found a person, was looking at their profile. With a couple of coworkers, yeah. and one of their posts was like one of those memes that says "Alexa, play whatever." Yeah. It's like a popular caption thing now, right? Like, let's say it would be. Um, you know, you can do that to people. Alexa, um, uh, lunatic fringe volume high. Right. Google lunatic fringe go volume high. Right, or um, get some. That one listener. Hopefully, you got something that's working for you. Like. I don't know, you're on the beach, you're like, Alexa, play Beach Boys. Like, horrible example is the first thing that came to mind. Okay, so it's like that, but it was just a song, right? Yeah. And it was like, Alexa, play everyone who's played me, right? Like, everybody, who, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I got played. And I didn't realize, like, in the moment, I was just making fun of it, and I didn't even realize that I had said Alexa. Yeah. Right? And I have an Alexa in my office. <laughs> yeah. But I just, like, said it. I didn't, like, yeah, Alexa. Yeah. You know, I was like, right, Alexa, right. play everyone by Alexa play everyone that's ever played me and I was like and then like f- six seconds later like it was so delayed like it was searching yeah and like, it's behind my guitar so you couldn't see the light or anything and we're like having like banter and then like R&B just starts playing nice and we just we're like where is that coming from who told it to do that you know what I mean like so shocked and like we were dying laughing like obviously like an in the moment thing yeah, yeah. but it's just like I never play R&B Tom's not an R&B right. guy so like R and B just randomly starts playing in the office at a high volume. Yeah. While we're looking at this profile <laughs> nice. and it was like super fitting and everything. It was just like crazy funny. Like we were almost like in tears. So that was the funniest thing that's happened to me today. But this second funniest. And then on any other day would have been the funniest. Gotcha. So that you know what I mean. I had a good laugh today. Yeah. I only know twenty five letters of the alphabet. I'll bite. I don't know why. Nice. Okay. Took a second. Pelsey got there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Get some of that. Eight-year-old joke. Bam. I mean, it's. I love a dad joke, dude. So. Is it really a dad joke, though? Bro, who are the Buccaneers going to draft? See, they're taking. See, what sucks about the draft is the further you go into the draft, it either they take zero seconds or they take the entire time. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, our guy's still here. Our guy fell. Like, heck yes, we go for him. Or it's like we're still trying to decide between three of these guys that are left. At this point, though, how can you still be? I mean, do they not have like a playbook? What what number are they on? The twenty seventh pick is in. You're you're 27 down. Surely you know who you're drafting. No, dude, you don't. Especially if you're like you're hoping this guy falls. Well, I mean, you, you got to make contingency plans for the people that I've, I've seen the movie The Draft. I know how it works, pal. I'm practicing. Well, then why do they take the full 10 minutes? I don't know. Or they're calling the kid or whatever. Knuckleheads. Who knows? I really like the movie The Draft, though. Man, how many wide receivers have been picked? Is this wide receiver number five or six? I think quite a few. It's crazy, man. 
three hours and 42 minutes and whoever that last person is that's watching isn't saying people love us man we definitely should have split this one up into two but yeah it happens it happens this was madness I don't know, maybe my mom's watching. She fell asleep, so the computer's, like, just on. <laughs> I bet you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's probably... Some like, the is like, hey, yeah, I'm just going to let this run in the background while I go to sleep. Probably be Gary. I'll probably get home, and it'll still be on there. Yeah. We love that from her. A real one. Do you wake her up when you come home from podcasts? Mm, typically, if she's asleep, Franklin... Wake her up. Oh man, like Gracie, because they bark. When man, the they make colors. so you're in the doghouse, literally. Pretty much. That sucks. We're worth it. Don't worry about it. When you get Lester the cat and Ronaldo the cat, I mean, I ain't in the doghouse. We're coming up late, but I get in the doghouse for waking up sometimes. Is this girl like... serious? Oh jeez. But that's on the dogs. They're not me. So Franklin gets put in the cage. All right, well, let's wrap this baby up because you know what? After beating up on Fausty, beating up on Sarah, my day's complete. Yeah, I owe you one. You owe me like seven. I needed to paint too. I, 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 I don't know about the <laughs> other one. go and paint. I owe you for I owe you for this one. Yeah, I guess I'll have to paint Saturday after session. You know what? We can have a a painting Marshall game party. In a I got to go home right after our session on. You got Saturday. enough soccer boys that I mean, you know. Because yeah. I, I have a landscaper coming, so I can't I can't mess around. i got to go. What are you doing? i got a landscaper coming by on Saturday at 4, so I can't hang around. i got to go. i got a jet after our session. Who's having these sessions on Saturdays? We are. Yeah, that's Travel Club Soccer Day that I'm paying for that i got to send my kid to. I know. We might cancel it. You're killing me. We might cancel it. We're trying to get the most participation, and like no. if they're in track and Honestly, stuff. Honestly, it's good stuff because there's a lot of teams that aren't doing anything. We're just. It's great that the boys are still getting back together as that cohesive team. Well, that's well, a, networking's a big part of it. Want, we just wanted to be back in front of the boys. Yeah, no, I agree. I like and, it. And keep it fresh in the frontal lobe. Yep. And, and the boys them, like it. I mean, even Kale knows he can't be there, but he likes the idea that the team is doing something. And and. We would have never been able to do, like, the Sarah watch party for the Marshall game if we weren't doing flex days because yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be in front of the boys. It would be so random. Yep, just be out of the but booth. It feels like you still feel like you're part of the team. Sometimes some of these kids, especially some of these kids, yeah. if they're not, like, hardcore first-team guys. And if they're not running track, playing you, baseball. You feel like, you know, you go and play in your club team, and those relationships are just different. Yeah. And those kids really change every year. And, uh, you know... It's different vibes, way different vibes. It's not as serious. And it's crazy, too, because you pay all this money to play. No one can tell me. That club stuff, it's not, it doesn't have that that weight, right? That, that, that feeling of that personal attachment. Nobody cares about the tournament you win in Greensboro. You don't no, care. That's Greensboro. You'll never, ever 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 feel a fifth as sad losing any club final that you would lose in a state championship not even come close we didn't come close what what can you win any of our boys playing what club championship could they play in where they would feel just as sad if they lost a state championship i think if you 
Well, West Virginia is skewed because they just stink at this soccer thing. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure and, there's like a national. So my kids play on a Kentucky team. My two girls play for the Kentucky team. If they win a Kentucky State Cup, that's a game changer. It ain't the same as winning a state championship, though. I school. agree. I agree to some to some part. It's just not the same. We're in a unique situation with our travel team. Well, just West Virginia in general. I'm just saying like that. It's just different. You'll never win one. Like, because who do you win it with? I agree with you. I agree with you. It, there's just so much. Here, so the caveat for me is. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's just so much stinking different to it play. Is. It is because you get your picture on the wall. You get the trophy that's at your alma mater forever. The problem with our club team is they don't have a home base. Right. And you know what I mean? And when like you go they're, play they're in your, hallways that you, you walk go, in or you'll you come go back win your club thing and like most of the parents are there and their siblings, maybe some boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. Like that's it. Yeah. No, but, I, I but you know, when you good, go and play your region or you go and play like your schools there, like everyone on your community. I mean, you saw how our community was oh, just yeah, for yeah, Mick, yeah. you know what no, I mean? I, I agree with and you. And we're in a niche sport. So it's just, it's so much different. Yeah. You know, it's just the feels, yeah, right? The you're hundred percent right. The in here, and and so these cu- these club kids, they lose that sense of. Here's the reason I hesitated at first is because the soccer program we came from didn't have a right. whisper of a hint of getting right. anything out of it. Yeah. So the club became paramount. Right. That was right. the avenue out. Of course. Now of course. that we're here, where they're like the girls' team realistically has a shot, the boys' team has a great shot. Then it changes the dynamic I mean, of how important travel I is. I mean, Zach, help me out here. What about, you know, Derek went and wrestled at the Nationals or whatever. Had he won that U15 junior, you know, Nationals, what what would you think meant more to him? Winning that state title again? or? Well, again, he, he has a quality wrestling program here. Right. Yeah. And if the program here too. was like Calhoun or something like yeah, that. Like, then, he's an outlier. So, like. At that point, I don't know which would bring you know that'd be just be a personal preference. I feel like I mean uh, I don't know. I think know, the man. national. I think at that point it would be the national. You win a know. state championship though. Your school's always your, you know your pitcher's always gonna be hanging yeah. in the hallway. You're he's always he's a little bit of an outlier because of how. Um, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I'm yeah. just saying I agree with Tommy. He he'll, tech- he'll come back at his ten year reunion and be like, "Look, I'm on the wall." He'll come back here with his kids. Yeah. Say, "Kids, look, I'm look, on the wall." I guess okay. Derek's a bad situation because he tech followed his. Well, he's a beast, apparently. Yeah. He bullied the kid. Nationally ranked. All right, I'm just saying, if you're, uh, yeah, if you're, no, if you're a national like, wrestler. Right, ranked, right. So. But, I mean, like, most of any of those other kids, I mean, national will be, like, totally epic awesome, but, like, the feeling of, like, yeah. the, some of those kids winning the state, like, even, like, a Parker Henderson, great example. Like, that, that yeah. kid, that was so cool to watch well, him win again. And I speak from experience. I was on a couple of state championship teams in high school, and it is pretty cool to take your kids back. You know, and they went to that school, so my picture's on the wall where they went to school. Yeah. It's like, hey, that's me. And you get to do it with your, your friends, your buddies. And, oh, yeah. Go and to you your reunion. And it's not just one club season. I know some of these kids stay with the same club kids. Like, some of the kids stay on the same team mm-hmm. for multiple years or whatever. But, like, you know. That's you, why our club team's pretty unique. They All the girls have been there for the duration. But, you know, to really have that, like, at the school level, especially the kids in your class, like, you play with them for a long time, and there's just, it's just such a different feeling. You play in front of your fans and your friends, and you're, it's just different. And so, it is good to get back in front of the kids, because sometimes they miss that. They don't have that. I mean, I know what it's like to be a transport club kid. 
You go and you play. I played for Hurricane, and there was the one year there was one other point kid, and the other year there was yeah. none. I was the only point kid. So I go, and I know. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I agree. And it just – it was cool to win stuff and, like, play – Big, way better competition, all that jazz, more organized sessions, and to me it was very serious. But like, it didn't have the. We I remember losing the semi. Well, this, is, this is your home. I remember losing the semifinal in Greensboro, and like, it was lame. Yeah, I was like, sucks. Yeah. I didn't care. You know the funny part is we're going to showcases now, and they don't even give trophies or nothing. Yeah, like they don't even declare a winner. Nice. You're just playing to play. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, not that that was ever a big motivational driver, but you, you go play, a, and I'm air quoting, a tournament. But you're not even playing a tournament. Like, they added up points, I guess, maybe, across the brackets. Yeah, I mean, but you're not even winning anything. Showcase is more for individual. Right? It is. I know. That's so, what I mean, I'm saying. I, yeah. It's but, weird how yeah. that dynamic has kind of changed because we're like, oh, yeah, because a couple of parents talk about, like, we're going to a tournament. But really, we're going to showcase. Right. And there's nothing to win. You're just playing to get. All I know is that, like, I lost a sectional game. I lost three sectional games and a regional game as a player. Yeah. And those sectional games were technically round of 64. Sectional championships are. (laughs) Way more devastated from round of 64 losses than I ever was than he's stinking any club game. Oh, yeah. All of them put together, actually. Well, and that's what's changed is Kale has developed into a high school player now, where before he was a travel player. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure he takes losses to heart, and I'm sure he was like pretty upset over like the state semifinal. Oh yeah, yeah. But like this next year, like especially how much he loves the school and yeah. like the team and the guys. If we don't win it all next year, I mean, yeah, that'll be like. It'd just be like somebody kicking him in the nuts every couple minutes for like yeah. a couple of days. No pressure, but you guys got a big job. You better get to it. I feel good. We're in the best position that we can be in as a program, and that is we're the controllers. We're the masters of our own fate, which is, to me, so awesome because no matter what happens, you got to own it. Mm-hmm. And so you can either own the championship, and it's like you you own it or you fall short and it's like hey in life when you cut corners and you make bad choices and you you have moments you know it's your fault it's not you know we're the underdog and this and that and all that stuff you know we're the masters of our own fate and if you let it come down to one bounce that's on you one offsides call that's on you yeah so I mean it's crazy how that plays out so I mean it, that's a cool position to be in, and there's so much to be learned and so much to be gained, regardless of whether or not we win or lose. So I, I couldn't be more excited for a season. I don't. I'll be honest. I I really don't care either way, but it would be super cool for the kids and for and for Chip. But as an individual, I can't stress how much I. Hey, it's good for a community. Yeah, I just don't really care as a as an individual. I don't. It doesn't. Yeah. I'm good. My dream came true last year, and. I'm not greedy. I just care about them. <laughs> it would be you gonna make it, Coach? There, maybe. I don't know. Well, the Green Bay Packers just drafted a corner, so there's that. There what? probably wasn't a good wide receiver to take anyway. 
for a tight end. All right, three fifty-five. So wow, what a mess up podcast. Let's get out of here. Cool we've done, we've done uh, you know, beat up Coach there and his Steelers. Is he corner blitzing? Is he going to block a punt here? Huh. And catch? Dang. It's been a long. This has been a marathon episode. Yeah, really. We do two episodes about an hour and a half, two hours anyway. Uh, so. Usually get a little leg stretch up in there. Yeah. Man, what is wrong with you? My legs hurt. I don't know why. They're really they're bothering me. He's been working, man. He's been painting and stuff. Uh, and working all day, and then he's got to come here and do this. Heck yeah, bro. All right, close it out, Dave. All right, we're out here. All right, two coaches, unplugged, unscripted, and unrestricted this evening. <laughs> yeah, Coach Faust on the move. Fixing soccer in America. I like it. So, been here with Coach Faust, Coach Sayre, and uh, we talked a little bit of NFL draft and a little bit of Marshall soccer this Sunday. We're all excited for it. Body language, which is a topic which we quickly ran away from and had nothing yeah. to do with after the first 20 <laughs> minutes. But uh, we'll be back with more next week. Thanks for tuning in to this extra-long podcast and Facebook broadcast. And uh, we appreciate you listening. So we'll be back next week with more. <laughs>